Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your source for outdoor gear in interior Alaska. It's a locally owned, longtime Fairbanks business that I've shopped at since I was a kid, and they've always done a great job of carrying a wide variety of quality, proven gear that'll tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to. Frontier Outfitters always stays current with gear for the season, and whether you're bear baiting in the spring, fishing or dip netting in the summer, looking for game bags and gears for moose camp in the fall, or need to stock up on trapping lures, get a new spud bar, or just need some bait for your winter burbot sets, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, lots of guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as gun safes. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find your snow machine and ATV accessories like sleds and hitch pins, gun boots, hot grips, as well as a full selection of marine and boating parts and accessories. They really go out of their way to stock quality, useful equipment, and it's truly one of those great hometown sporting goods and hardware stores that every town needs to have. Whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on that never-ending home improvement project, or you just need to rehandle an axe, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location out in North Pole, so make sure you stop in there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Real Estate, a local brokerage that can cover your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area, whether it's residential, commercial, or just undeveloped property. The Hedgecocks have been active in the Fairbanks and North Pole real estate market since the early 80s and have put together a team that really reflects the diverse needs of homebuyers in interior Alaska. With a brokerage team made up of multi-generation Fairbanks locals, transplants, and military veterans, they really understand the unique aspects of living in the interior and what that means when it comes to shopping for a home in general, buying land to build a home, and they also understand the situations that many military members are in when needing to buy or sell a home in Fairbanks. This is really a unique place to live, and whether it's learning why some houses have water-holding tanks instead of wells, how much it'll cost to heat a given house, or just what recreational opportunities are close by, they're here to help you. More than simply acquiring or building a piece of property, they can help you find the right property in the right place and help you learn from their experience. The Hedgecock Group offices are on Noble Street in Fairbanks, and if you want to get in touch with them, visit www.fairbanksakhomes.com. That's how you do it. All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel. Fairly excited. You can send the kids away, crack a cold one, light a couple <laughs> candles, whatever you got to do, because this is... Uh, after almost three years, this is the 100th episode of Tundra Talk, and we got a pretty good crew this evening. Uh, Mr. Temple Dillard wearing his merciless Indian savages Yep, it's um, a quote from the hoodie. Declaration of Independence. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nick Mookie's here. <laughs> Legit Joe Biden quote there. but Just about. Uh, now listen here, Jack. Dr. Frank Schultz is here as well, and Connor Owens. So we got four mics, five guys. We'll do a little trading, but you'll have to bear with us. Um, I feel like I should say something, but I'm not really good at saying something. So, yeah, I definitely, you know, 
it's been a lot of fun getting to getting to this point and it's still fun yeah. doing this shit i sometimes kind of flabbergasted that people actually enjoy listening to our bullshit but uh what day did you publish your first one uh i can't remember but it was like february it was it was end of february 2017 or 2018 2018 2018 so this will be three years pretty pretty quick here but uh yeah anyway i mean certainly couldn't couldn't i don't know wouldn't still be going if it wasn't for for people listening to it so that's i mean that's the whole reason and or frank or frank yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) thanks february february 21st first february 21st yeah what was it you frank that Frank doesn't have a mic now. Was it you that was just like was being a smart ass about? Oh yeah, oh, took took three years to make a hundred episodes. Yeah, you're gonna get your shit together. <laughs> Start doing this once a week. That's nothing, that's nothing new. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So you know, at this rate, a thousand, I'll be dead by the time you hit a thousand. <laughs> that's the next milestone, right? After a hundred yes, is a thousand. I guess so. I, I won't know. be alive for that. <laughs> You'll have to. Jet will be running the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we but, go uh, by the math, it's going to take thirty years to make a thousand, right? Twenty-seven more. Yeah. All right. I'll be seventy-three. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Tyler's anyway, gonna have, Tyler's going to have forty fucking Rams on his wall. You need more space. I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah, we're getting a little tight on space. I did. I did have to uh, remove Alf <clears throat> from the room. Alf lost his spot to the goat. Took the place the of Alf. Yeah, and the ram, that I'm ashamed the of. deadhead over there took the place of <laughs> of of the goat. She got a little sour just, on just me. Just left, just left her in the cook a little too long. Yeah, that's nah, fine. Started drinking beer, fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, so yeah, episode hundred. Um, I do have to say, I am actually finally. In fucking possession of a bunch of the Ram Skull hoodies and T-shirts. So by the time you listen to this, they will be on the website, and I'll probably leave them on there a day for like a day or so after I publish this before I like make a post about it or something like that. So if you're an early bird and listening to this early, you get a first crack. Please fucking buy these things because I'm, <laughs> I'm spending a shitload of money. On these. You should leave it like for a few days before you post it. Yeah, probably Let will. People that listen to the podcast to be the first ones that get a crack at buying them. For yeah, a, yeah. For a few days, not just like grab a mic. Day or something. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 So we may do that. Yeah, like Frank was saying, if you didn't hear, if I didn't pick it up, um, well, I might leave them, leave them up a few days before I actually make a post or something about it, so that whoever's actually listening to this shit—that's a good idea—gets first crack at them. Um, yeah, please buy them. I'm spending a lot of fucking money on them. So and, and the new ones I need are coming to move out them. too, right? Been, yeah, pretty here in a little while. Yeah, we got a couple, couple new designs coming, but. Um, yeah, the last ones all were gone in like seven hours. So wow, I'm hoping. Nice. Yeah, I don't know how. I'm hoping that they'll go quick. Not yeah. too. It's it's a tough, delicate balance. But yeah. um, I've seen a couple of people around town wearing them. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. they're. Yeah, Where I saw one, some guy at uh, Sportsman's, and I saw a guy at Fred Myers wearing them. No shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, they. Uh, you just give those guys a 
little friendly wink. <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that all they'll see is one eye close over your mask. <laughs> 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 they'll see your tongue. But uh, no, I'm pretty happy with them. They look they're really nice. There, it's a it's a different make than the first run, but I mean they're Nick's wearing one right now. Like they're they're super high yeah, they're quality, comfortable. like nice. Pretty nice hoodies. So, my dog ate a hole in my first one. Yeah, they're yeah, they're nice. Yeah, they're yeah they got the double hoods. Like they're the heaviest weight ones. The drawstrings are a little different too. Yeah, the drawstrings. I, I mean, I kind of like this style. I mean, I just soon rip the drawstrings out of them. Pretty much sucked into a table saw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> chainsaw. Yeah, table yeah. Saw. No, that's a good point. But long, uh, long tail. Anyway, so. <laughs> in your wrecked drive, that's sucking you right in. If that engine's turning, so is that prop, man. Yeah, don't get, yeah. Well, we don't want to go down that road. But, yeah, so by the time you li- you can listen to this, the hoodies will have been put up on the website, uh, tundratalkak.com slash shop, or you can click up, click on the shop link. It's a very simple and basic website. I mean... I'm retarded on paper, but (laughs) (laughs) we got it working and should have it going. I actually stole that. Some guy told me that this morning, so I had to. I'm sure somebody else has shit their pants, too. Yeah, some (laughs) shit their pants. I mean, we've got a pretty good. Jeez. It's incredible, the amount of stories and, like, just random. I mean, there's one story I got the other day. It probably has nothing to do with shit in your pants, but I, I, I. I'll tell you guys after. I don't think I can even talk about that on the <laughs> podcast. It's pretty bad, really bad. Oh yeah, every yeah, at least nine out of ten. I've got a good story from recent. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was, I, I bring uh, when I was in the blind hunting deer recently. I had some water bottles that I drank from the day before. So when I finished them, I set them in the corner of the blind so the next day I could piss in them. So I. Walked in the blind in the morning, sat around, whatever, drank some more water, needed to piss. So I grabbed the bottle and I start, I'm sitting in my blind chair and there's some deer around too. And so I'm trying to be quiet and I start pissing and I can hear the water going into the bottle and I'm looking at the deer to make sure they don't spook, right? (laughs) All of a sudden I fucking look down and a mouse had chewed a hole in the bottom of the fucking (laughs) bottle. And so the, all my piss is spraying out of the like this little hole on the bottom all over my fucking bow, the blanket oh, I had down, everything. Man. I'm like, okay, okay. So I just put the cap on, held it sideways, set it down, hole up. You know, that way no more spilt out. I still have to piss at this point. So I grab the other bottle, start pissing. I think I'm good. Fucking hole in that one, too. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> piss everywhere all over the blind. I'm like, oh, my God. So anyhow, I yeah, mice must have fucking chewed a hole in the bottom of the bottle but i had piss everywhere <laughs> oh that's rugged man yeah, yeah um frank's over there dying <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh all right so i guess we'll just jump right into this segment i shit my pants now this story i've been saving for a little while like is it's kind of an honorable mention because he didn't actually shit his pants, but he thought, like, when we first, this is one of the early ones that came in, and thought, like, you know, pucker factor, like, yeah. oh, I shit my pants, you know. No, this is a pretty, um, this is from Mario Gomez. And uh says, long story short, I was on my honeymoon with my wife, obviously went to Mexico, went to Playa de Carmen, just south of Cancun, for the listeners who don't know. 
First couple of days were good, hung at the beach in the pool. Third evening, we had a nice dinner and a couple beers, went back to the room. Wife wasn't feeling so well, so she went to bed, and I decided to hit up a bar next next door to our resort to see if I could meet other people vacationing and make some new friends to hang out with at the beach. Had a couple more beers, not many tourists in there, so I left. As I was walking back, some guy was saying he needed help with something in Spanish. I speak Spanish fairly fluently. And I ignore him four times. Finally, I turned and asked him what he needed help with. He didn't say anything, just looked at me, and I heard footsteps footsteps running to my side, sort of juked the guy out and pushed him away. Another guy grabbed me, and I shook him off, punched him, and pushed him away. Third guy ran to me, and I pushed him away. It's probably better than I would have done at this is that sur- point. This took a surprising turn. Yeah, there. yeah. No, I, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was not expecting um, this. Fourth guy, the guy asking for help, ran up to me, and I punched him, knocked him down, and started beating the piss out of him, broke his nose, and knocked a couple of his teeth out of him. Good for you. <laughs> and then fucking Mario's then one, going to town. And yeah. one of the guys got his arm around me, tried choking me out, and then finally got me contained, and I realized it was four cops that just jumped <gasps> out. Whoops. I told him I was on my honeymoon, and they th- – and that I thought I was helping a guy that was asking for help, all in Spanish, mind you. They didn't believe me, so I told them the resort I was staying at, which, of course, was right there. They dragged me in and asked the guy working the front desk if I was staying there. He asked my name, proceeded to not type or do anything other than look at his computer screen and said, no, he's not staying here. Oh, (laughs) what the fuck? So, of course, I freaked out and said I was. So the cops dragged me through the doors toward where the rooms are. This is sort of outdoor resort, so all the doors are facing the outside with the pool in the middle. Our room was right there on the first floor, and I could see it from the pool. So when they dragged me out to the rooms, they asked me which room I was staying in. I glanced at where our room was and decided against saying where our actual room was. I pointed up at where the suites were, and I said I was staying up there. Figured I'd I'd somehow work my way out of there and take them on a run and get back to the room, but they didn't believe me. And I said, guys, I'm on my honeymoon. Why would I not have an awesome suite? They just still didn't go for it and dragged me back out of there. They proceeded to drag me all over the place. I tried to break free from the two guys holding me. Last thing I remember is being hit in the head with something which split my forehead open. Mm. Next thing I remember is waking up somewhere else to two homeless guys trying to go through my pockets thinking I was either passed out from drinking or dead. I beat the fuck out of one of the two. The other ran off. Started, I started. <laughs> I wouldn't want to meet up Jesus. with this dude in a dark alley. <laughs> oh, I started walking around this neighborhood trying to find my way out. I ended up walking circles, and a guy came out and wanted to help me, but I didn't really trust him at first. He took me to his house, which, of course, I had walked by several times. He brought me out water after I told him I wasn't going into his house for anything. He wanted to feed me if I told him no. Uh, yeah, if I, told, I finally settled with the water. He also brought me out, brought out a bowl of water so I could rinse my face off. After that, I asked him to point me in the direction back to where my resort was. He walked about a mile or so with me and proceeded to apologize and was so sorry that the cops are bad and corrupt. He had to go to work, so told, so told me sort of the rest of the way I had to go. I was walking along and saw a bigger house that had like 20 bikes sitting in the yard. So I slowly walked up, looking at the windows, making sure no one could see me. I grabbed a bike and rode as far as I could, as fast as I could, before I stopped. I magically still had my phone in my pocket and decided I'd take the international charges and pulled up Google Maps and found that I was still five miles from my resort. Yeah, that's a good time to just run some international charges. (laughs) Also, it was about eight in the morning the next day. I rode back to the resort and threw my bike on through the bike on the sidewalk i walk up to see my sobbing new wife and probably surprise the shit out of her of course we hug hug it out but i'm still way out of it i don't hardly remember much after i got back to her she said my story was all over the place and out of order 
She saw my forehead was cut open and decided we need to try and get me stitched up or at least find a store to buy butterflies. She didn't believe me when I said I stole the bicycle until we were walking back out to get the cab and the security guard working that morning yelled out, Senor, your bike, you don't need to walk back to get your bike. <laughs> Ended up getting about seven or eight stitches, having the worst concussion of all the ones I've had. We essentially had a wasted day that day. I was so groggy and out of it still, I ended up sleeping most of the day. And my wife spent the day at the pool and waking me up and checking on me. I guess this was the whole story, not the long long story short version. Um, was I got lucky that the cops must have thought I had connections with the cartels because I knew Spanish and they discovered I was an American when they looked at my ID and my wallet. The only thing they stole was about $20 worth of pesos. I still had my phone, everything other than cash in my wallet. My ring and necklace I've had since I was in middle school. Yeah, I would say that was pretty... Uh, Jesus. Cutting her close. Good grief. <clears throat> wow. Ouch. Mario. Well, don't fuck with Mario. No, <laughs> no don't fuck with Mario. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm looking for... Uh, man, I got pages of this shit. Literally. Like, literally, I'm... F- <laughs> looking through <laughs> pages and pages of this shit yeah which is just fantastic man dude there's way more than i freaking thought there was i printed them off so i could sit here and look through them um zero organization, zero none. organization. <laughs> none. <laughs> all right here's a good one all right hey tyler i have a couple shit your pants stories you decided if if any are worthy enough, they're all worthy couple. enough. This person shit his pants all the time. He's like, I wear the pants no. now. <laughs> everyone in my family, every, everyone in my family knew my dad had bouts where he couldn't hold his urge to shit. Today, today they probably would have said he had irritable irritable bowel syndrome, but we all just thought he had some form of chronic giardia as he never filtered water. <laughs> <laughs> Running water purifies itself in 50 feet, he would say. It sucked oh, down a gallon of water from a cow pasture irrigation <laughs> ditch fed from a beaver pond. Uh, I drank a lot of the same water, so maybe his problem wasn't all Giardia. I wasn't along for this first story, but I did interview, interview all the participants multiple times and believe a third-person narrative is funnier. Dad was going bow hunting in the Chief Joseph Pass area in Montana. Since we lived on the other side of the pass, his hunting partner, Tom, and him left well before daylight motoring up the curves of Lost Trail Pass in Tom's late model Ford pickup. Dad felt a, sim- a familiar quickening of his large intestines and commented to Tom that he needed to use the little boy's room. Tom, new to hunting with my dad, replied that there was a public restroom on top of the pass. Dad puckered down on a seat cushion button <laughs> and suggested Tom might need to hurry. <laughs> <laughs> By hurry, Dad meant slide your truck around every corner between here and the restroom. Instead, Tom, believing he was dealing with a person with normal digestive tract, increased his speed slightly. After a mile, Dad asked Tom to pull over. Dad suffered from no acid-all disease. Belts didn't really help keep his pants up, so he wore a suspender, which he began to unhook from unhook his beads of sweat popped out on his forehead. Dad didn't believe in wearing underwear. He wore long johns from November to the 1st of March. <laughs> Thankfully, this was September, so he only had to worry about getting his pants down. Tom slowed down and began looking for a pull-off to get his truck off the road and was taken by surprise when Dad, his grip on the seat cushion button becoming precarious, yelled at Tom to pull over now. 
Tom jerked his wheel to the side of the road, coming to an abrupt stop. Most of the pass had guardrails along the downhill side, and Tom, in the excitement, parked his Ford right against it. Dad with me couldn't speak to Pushed the passenger door open six inches before it banged in the guardrail. Dad yelled, and Tom pulled his truck back into the road, allowing Dad to escape the truck. However, this act of exiting the vehicle disrupted his focus. He needed to keep his butt clenched, and he shit himself. <laughs> Back then, we didn't have all the fancy clothes we have now for hunting. The best we could do were some army surplus BDUs, the kind that had the drawstring on the leg cuff so you could secure your pant leg tightly to your boot. The lumpy shit ran down both legs, trapped inside the pants by the drawstring. Dad reattached his suspenders, then climbed into the cab of the Ford, hunkering, <laughs> hunkering backwards his ass to the glove box to avoid sitting on the bench seat, avoiding squishing any of the shit through his pants and staining the fabric on the seat. <laughs> the windows rolled down to alleviate the smell and the heater on high to counter the cold air. <laughs> Tom turned around and headed for our house. Mom and I were sitting at our kitchen table that looked out over the front lawn where a clothesline and sometimes volleyball net was strung. In the first whiffs of pre-dawn light, we saw headlights pull into our driveway and had just enough light to determine it was Tom's truck. Good Lord. Odd, they're back early. Instead of parking on the driveway, Tom pulled out in the middle of the lawn in front of the clothesline. <laughs> My first thought was they had hit a deer with the truck, but then with help from the interior lights as the door opened up, we saw Dad tumble from the pickup. Tom <laughs> exited the vehicle, running over to our hose bib, and after turning on the water, jogged back across the lawn with the hose in his hand dad meanwhile had stripped off all his clothes and thrown them over the clothesline as tommy approached he started spraying dad down with the cold water as well as dad contorted his body so tom could hit all his cracks <laughs> then dad loped across the yard to the house and dripping wet went by us ignoring all our questions <laughs> tom meanwhile hosed down dad's pants and hanging inside out on the clothesline dad jogged past again Stating he'd shit himself in a tone, indicting that he didn't want any questions, <laughs> indicating he didn't want any questions. Wearing fresh clothes and clean boots, he climbed back into Tom's Ford and they headed off to bow hunt. As they drove off, I decided Tom was a really good hunting partner. <laughs> well written, too. Oh, yeah. No, that was That's a good... good. Uh, I can I can see. I feel like I was there. No uh, ass at all syndrome. No ass yeah. at all syndrome. <laughs> it took me a second to put those words together or take them apart so I knew it. Whatever. Yeah, so this other one, I don't think this is actually a shit your pants story to you, but it's pretty good. This is from Blake. You know Blake. That oh, sure. Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So while while was hunting in the Lolo Forest on the Idaho mountain border with my father, with my father, guide, and junior guide when I shot a really nice bull on the last day of our hunt. After recovering the animal, I found another bull carcass or another bull across the canyon, and our guide and my dad went after that bull. This was the first animal either I or the junior guide had ever quartered, but we got some general instruction before they left to chase down the elk. Needless to say, it took us a few hours to break down and get everything into game bags. Once we were done, I decided to relieve myself. Found a tree and leaned up against it and took care of business. I knew I was a little in trouble when I tried to pull away, only find my lower back was stuck to the sap on the tree. Oh. There were beetles that year that burrow into the tree, and, and the result is a sap running down the entire thing. I hadn't checked before I leaned against it. Didn't really think much of it and plucked some of the bigger pieces that were still on me before I headed back to the animal to start the pack out. I'd killed him in a nasty hole and we had about a two-mile hike out with about a thousand feet elevation and neither of us had a frame pack so we knew we had a long day ahead of oh, us. Geez. I wasn't counting on the body heat 
and sweat would liquefy the remaining sap, which promptly made its way down my ass crack. <laughs> Didn't realize what was happening until the first load was done and we were well into our second. By that time, the damage was done and there was nothing I could do about it. Uh, the end result was the absolute worst case of chafe oh, I've ever had. That? And that wasn't just in the normal places, but essentially went from the grundle all the way up my ass. The kicker was no, I had to no go. No amount of body glide is no, going to save you from I that had, shit. No. <laughs> I had to go from a hunt to a Vegas, to Vegas for a convention where I was putting fifteen to 20,000 steps a day to see customers. Even hot showers wouldn't completely get all the sap, and I ended up picking sap out of my ass for the next three to four days <laughs> while discreetly spreading my ass as frequently as possible for a few <laughs> seconds of relief. Oh One of the most pa- longest and most painful weeks of my life. Oh. Acetone would have cleared that right up. I put a burn yeah. like hell to gasoline. WD-40. Gasoline. gasoline. <laughs> oh, yep. Oh, What's worse, man. burn for 10 minutes or? I think it would be pretty bad for a fucking week. burn, man. Yeah. Uh, sure it would be. <laughs> Either way, it's he's going to mm. be miserable. Oh, WD-40 man. takes that shit right yeah. off. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, That's you handy, do that you know? or um, mm. lighter fluid. Yeah. That yeah. stuff will do it. Well, it's right. also because, like, so a lot of times you catch Martin, Martin or gets sap. Oh, a sap Martin gets sap in him, and if you try to comb it out, you'll fucking ruin him, which. I've watched a video of Steve Rinella ruining him fucking Martin. Because of trying to take no, the sap out? No, just ripping it out of a fucking conibear. froze. Oh, you leave like, them in there until like, they thaw. That's 101. You, you also, yeah. If you're, if you're going to use conibears for trapping you Martin, gotta carry you got to carry extras, mm. and you got to thaw them all the way out before you take them out. That's Shouldn't the, you be taking uh, thawing anything caught yeah. in a conibear? In out? a conibear, yeah, because you will. You'll tear the hairs out. Sometimes you can get away with it, but you got to. You still, it's, you got to be. Careful. Most people bring them back yeah. in the converse still, and yeah, let them thaw. it's a hassle. The Canadians love it, but uh. no, I mean they're they're very effective traps, and especially air, like you know southeast areas that aren't quite as cold, where like a mm-hmm. you know a number one, they don't die as quick in them or whatever. Um, there's nothing wrong with them, but you do have to carry extras. Like never, ever, 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 ever take a frozen shit out of a conibear. Like that's the fastest way to ruin them. I mean, you may not see it initially, but you fucking put that thing on a board and you know take that thing off the board and pop it. Like you'll see freaking missing guard hairs and shit. Yeah, like fur gets damaged so like Martin especially because they're so very very fragile. Like more damage gets done to Martin after they're caught, like after in transport from the field out than anything else. But Hmm. um, I digress. Um, How do you? Tow, tow your stuff around. Whenever when I was trapping and I was mm-hmm. catching stuff, mm-hmm. I'd just shovel snow into my toboggan and I'd put <laughs> snow in there and put the animals in the snow. And then as I got stuff, yeah, I just throw snow over everything and just pack that's them in a good snow way to do it. That's a good cushion. <laughs> I generally don't plan on catching anything, so I have no way to do. That, <laughs> you know, but that's what I did today with the cat I got today. Put snow was, in. Oh, you got yeah. a cat today? I did get one. Congrats, I, man! Thank you very it's much. Right yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I've um. You, if you're in a more productive area than I am, and not just out looking at the scenery, you you plan for it. You'll have towels or something to wrap them in, or snow. Those bags that you have, Tyler, the NAFA, those work good. The na- those NAFA bags. bags full of snow, <clears throat> just some way to cushion them, keep them from rubbing on the hard stuff in the in the sled. Mm. Yeah, mm. you know, and bigger stuff's even tougher. And when it's yeah. froze, like wolves, snare caught wolves that are froze. 
They're always frozen some like gangly ass position, yeah. way. and it's diff. It can be difficult to transport them without damaging because when the shit's froze, it just freaking it, grinds it rubs right through all the hair. And so much skin. harder when it's froze. You ever see uh, your snares freeze on the, uh, on the uh, animals? Yeah, I've had snares freeze around the animals. Yeah, don't ever take your snares off until yeah, they're thawed out, well. thawed out enough to take off because they'll pull hair out too. It's, it's you got to be real careful about it. I've gotten away with it a time or two, but you if you shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's a poor idea to try to rip a snare off a frozen. Well, animal. you see the hair come off with it when you yeah, pull the snare out when it's see frozen. The hair on some, the snare. but you won't see. You know, you'll see like some hair, and you're like, "Yeah, no big deal." But the other he's hair, he's got a lot left. But once it's once it's stretched and you pop it, and it's like standing up on end, like it's supposed to. You'll see to be graded. You can you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, man, I had another. Well, I've got. Part, I missed the fucking page. I'm the all most. The dig- I'm the most disorganized. The rest of the sh- yeah. Next That's time. That's good enough for right now. Next time. Speaking of suspenders, I was out moose hunting downriver where me and Frank met, and I hate crapping in the woods. Man, I hate it. It's just an inconvenience. It ain't that bad. To uh, just it's to it's worse it. than I think. Like getting like getting shots. It's it's worse. It's never as bad as I think. So I I was leaving my camp to go sit on this beaver slough, and I'm thinking, man, I kind of got it. No, no, you don't. You don't. So tricking I, yourself. Yeah. You're tricking yourself. Yeah. Th- I'm thinking don't, I don't there. have to go poop. So I walk out there to this horseshoe slough to... to <laughs> I, never, I never succeed in holding it for a week, but I give it a good shot. So I'm looking at either end of this horseshoe slough, and I hear something chewing on wood and i'm like what in the hell and then all of a sudden i hear pop the beaver knocked down a spruce tree or birch tree about scared the shit out of me so i'm like okay no no you're sitting here you're being quiet there's mice walking by your feet you're walk- you're sitting so quiet you can see you can hear just stay here nope i gotta go and i didn't bring the toilet oh paper because i was Trying to psych myself into not going. I always bring toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so I run back to camp, find the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. I run back to camp, find the toilet paper, run away from camp. And I'm trying, I was wearing neoprene chest waders at the time, hunting out of a canoe. So I'm trying to throw my waders off, trying to rip them down. And I succeed in getting my waders and my pants down barely. Take care of business. Put my waders back on, and I cannot get away from the smell of shit. Like, I walk away, and it's with me. I'm like, oh, my God, what in the... It's on my shoulder on the freaking suspenders. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get away from it the rest of that trip. It was bad. Oh, man. Dipped in the shit, huh? Yeah. Coming up. Like, boiled fish or something? Not that time, no. (laughs) Moose head no. soup. I that's that's a dish for a home in case I have an adverse <laughs> reaction to the the fish head. Um, <laughs> no, that was one of my like I don't know for I went through period for a while I would always like have to get like a log or like sheep hunting like a nice like rock to kind of yeah. rest one cheek on yeah because I was always afraid of shitting back down in my only like on the back of my only pair of pants mm-hmm. squatting but I I don't know I've developed I've gone past yeah. that where i don't even care just shit you yeah. just go you gotta go i mean just i was get go- it over with i don't i didn't really like doing that but i had to go one time freaking 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. I take the straps off and I tuck them into my legs and then I pull everything down at once. That's good sense right there. I was in too much of a hurry to think about uh, where everything went. Stop holding it and you wouldn't be in a hurry. You're on to something. Doing the yeah. dance. You're on to something right yeah. there. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm going to bring a folding stool with a toilet seat next moose season. <laughs> a tool. <laughs> folding tool. Oh, man. Which I was going to ask, like, well, what I dark like, group text. I was going to ask if I... I said I had a I had a Eskimo joke. Oh, you did. I did. I was gonna you be never like, told us was the like, joke, ah, should I actually tell it? And then Temple shows up. The only like the the group native shows up wearing a merciless <laughs> Indian savages. So I think I'm probably okay. It's really not. It's not. It's not like a bad joke. But I may have to appropriate an accent. Like, oh god, it's <laughs> disclaimer. It just sounds. <laughs> So, no, I want to get, like, you get, it'll be, like, Temple will laugh his ass off, I bet. You guys, I would be, if you guys are just, that's fucking stupid. I think we've heard it before. I don't know. Maybe you have. I think I've heard this one, but I don't know. Yeah, so I'm taking, like, what what do you, comedic license, (laughs) so don't get pissed at me for any any racial uh, appropriation. (laughs) Look, if Dave Chappelle can do the blind black Klansman, that's, like, one of the funniest shit. (laughs) Isn't it? Anyway. So, uh, all right, so once upon a time, blah, blah, one of the uh, whaling village one on of the coast. One of them up north guys, huh? One of them up north <laughs> guys. They went out and the whale flipped their, what's what's the whaling? Umiak. Umiak, okay. Flipped their umiak and they drowned, you know. Mm, so three of them, they show up at the pearly gates. <laughs> and You're doing a good job. Keep going. <laughs> they show up. Keep Sorry, going. Left. So they show up at the pearly gates, and the first one he goes up to Saint Peter and says, "Hey Saint Peter, I want to get into heaven." And he says, "I had a whaling accident." And so Saint Peter looks at him, and says, "Yep, well, I see that." And uh, well, to get into heaven, you have to, I'll kind of tell the, you could make it. It's one of those jokes you make it last. Yeah, as long you can as you make want. it as long as you want. So he's like, um, "To get into heaven, you have to use a word in a sentence." And today the word is great. And so, man, I didn't know I'd have to do something like that. <laughs> he thinks about it and comes up, <laughs> comes back. Oh, I, I got it. Says I, I got to new parka. And I like it really great. <laughs> and says, all right, opens up the gate, come right on in. And so uh, he kind of motions up for the next guy. Comes up, hey Saint Peter, you know I want to get into heaven too. And I been I always tried to be good and. You know, all this, and I had a whaling accident, and yeah, the same story with the last guy. And, all right, well, to get into heaven, you have to use a word in a sentence. And, ah, shit, I didn't, <laughs> you know, didn't know. So let me think about it, and all right, we'll take your time. And so it <laughs> comes back, and we said, got eternity, I, take your time. Said, I, all right, all right I, I, I got it, I got it. Uh, so I, I got a new parka, and I like it really great. <laughs> and St. Peter said, oh, well, that's the same thing the last guy said, but. All right, Fuck come it. on in, come on in. So he's, then he starts thinking. Said, "I, you know, I've got like quotas, and I can't let everybody <laughs> in here. Quotas. I can't let everybody in here. So I got to make this a little. Not up, everybody up has the, a nice parking. I got to yeah. make this a little harder. So got, finally, motions the last guy to come up there and <laughs> says, "Hey, Saint Peter, you know, I, I, I sure want to get into heaven too. And yeah, I bet you do. And um, says, uh, well, 
to get in heaven, you have to use a word in a sentence. And now the word is fascinate. And holy shit, I, you know, so he thinks about thinking about it, thinking about it. And he says, all right, he says, I got a new parka. I like it really great. It's got nine buttons, but I can only fascinate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's like the Jeff Foxworthy words. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, yeah. Mayonnaise, a lot of people here this evening. No, I figured you'd... There's nothing wrong with that joke. Nothing wrong with that. No, that's just fine. No. It's just... I got one kind tell of it like while it. tell it before we all get sent to our re-education camps. Yeah, Jesus H. Mother. So the I originally heard this as a, like name your European country, right? But I'm gonna tell it as Yupik and Nupak and Athabaskan. Okay, so these three guys they're at the bar and they're you know discussing their woes and and their wives and <clears throat> the bartender he's listening to what they got to say they're like what they won't make you a sandwich. Then there's the dishes ain't done. What's wrong with you guys? You gotta go and you gotta tell them. There will be hot food when I get home from work, and the dishes will be done, and you'll bring me a beer. You gotta tell them that. All right, fine. So they each go home and they try it. Well, yeah, they try it one at a time. The the Yupik guy he tries it, and uh, you know at first he doesn't he doesn't notice anything. There's no change, and eventually she gets him a beer and so on. The the Nupak guy he they they come back next week and they discuss it, and so now it's the Nupak guy's turn. He tries his at home, and it takes a week before there's change and there's hot dinner when he gets home and she brings him a beer and so on. So now it's the Athabascan guy's turn. He tries it, and he they come back. Uh, they're powwowing, talking about it, and they ask so. How did it go? And he goes, well, you know, at, uh, at first I didn't really notice anything, but uh, three or four days into it, the swelling kind of went down, and then I could see nothing had changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That one's going to come back and bite me. Yeah, so uh, I hear you, you're talking about cat people. Something about this. I haven't heard this famous letter you sent in. Did you ever hear anything oh, back? No, I I got a response. So it was I, a piss I, poor response. I, yeah, I wrote in in res- hello from Renella. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in in response to that article from the meat eater about the t- the the Anwar yeah. and the ten o two. I I wrote the the meat eater and Cal's Week in Review a letter and and basically called them cat people. But, you know, in in seven or eight well-written paragraphs that I had other people read and proofread for me because it it meant a lot to me to make sure I got my point across clearly and effectively that uh, oil exploration should or shouldn't happen based on a myriad of factors, not whether or not you colonizing sons of bitches from someplace the hell else want a place that isn't connected to the road or whatever. And I brought up... Prudhoe, how that's proven to where we can safely, effectively, and profitably, um, though how much of that profits benefit Alaska, is that's a different discussion, <clears throat> that it can be done, and uh, you know us poor guys can just get in our truck and drive up there and hunt the caribou, which are flourishing mm-hmm. way up there, so... Uh, if it if it can be done safely, effectively, and prof, uh, profitably for Alaska and Alaskans, not just the oil companies, but for 
for us because of the way the whole government constitution works that's supposed to benefit all of us if it if it can't be done safely effectively and profitably profitably it shouldn't be done so i i wrote a like a three mile long letter and and the response i got that you could see in the the email chain that it was forwarded from the meat eater to Ranella and he responded to me hello from Ranella no shit yeah that was it the Dalton Highway the road and whatnot so years ago Wiseman and Coldfoot still no probably not Coldfoot but Wiseman existed and they were just not connected on the road at all mm-hmm so if it wasn't for the pipeline, there would be no road access whatsoever up oh, there. No. Yeah. And even with the road access, there's still incredible hunting yeah. along mm-hmm. the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so having <laughs> having the drilling or whatnot in Anwar, which is nowhere near where you'd want to go hunt anyhow, um, how is that going to affect? Like, so there's yeah. not going to be like an influx and in pressure on the hunting in that area. Because nobody's going to go there anyhow. And all of this is like a moot point because now I think yep. they already fucking That's, like yeah. stymied it. Yeah. It's just like yeah. if any, if we've gained anything, you know, it's not surprising that they've put a stop. It, it's like Biden just got swore in today. So, but at least we freaking you can see like you know where these people really stand. Yeah. That's so what these I was fucking just people say. that are like that are like oh you know. Uh, oh, for hunting promoters and big name people, it's like at least you fucking see you see their true fucking colors, all right. their smoke and yeah. mirrors bullshit. You know, I went up there a couple a couple years with my wife, and uh, we went road hunting for caribou. We went from Fairbanks, Alaska, all the way to, to Colt or all the way to Dead Horse to Prudhoe Bay, and there were there were caribou all the way to Prudhoe. I mean, from I could I could step off the road and throw a rock at them, and you know, looking through my binos, I could see thousands walking through the tundra and mm-hmm. i can tell you from first-hand experience there's been no change in migration pattern or or uh or rut pattern for those caribou you know from what i've experienced but tyler's point's about on though nothing's going to happen with regards to the anwar drilling anyhow now which is that that's not the point the point is that it has made people you know, show their true colors and, mm-hmm. and, and whether or not it happens or not, we at least know where they stand. And I can't say that I agree with Back that. to you talking about how so long as it benefits Alaska Alaskans and Alaskans, and, not yeah. oil companies. Well, so yeah. for a long time, everybody got a PFD, yeah. which we still do, yeah, you know. Quote, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, quote yeah, yeah, we yeah. still get one. Uh-huh. But it's it half. benefited Alaska and Alaskans. For a while, until the government uh-huh. pissed away all of the money that they have to do anything and decided that they wanted to get their fingers into the PFD, the PFD and take money from away from residents and f- pump it into the government. Well, that was the plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all just sitting. There's really nothing happened mm-hmm. with right. any of that money that they've supposedly taken from us, which, I mean, they have because we're not getting yeah. the full PFDs anymore. Mm-mm. But... So long, you know, that back to the point of so long as it benefits Alaskans, it's really, it's just benefiting the government at this point in time, the Alaska's government. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback some of these things, but when you think about how much money went through the fucking pipeline from Prudhoe Bay, that Alaska shouldn't be on as short a belt as we are. Right. Oh, I agree. hundred percent. How? What in the ever-loving motherfuck? Yeah. Yeah. 
What in the ever-loving motherfucker? That's I like right. It's that. a good one. That's, that's ah, a good yeah. One. It's a new one. Muy bueno. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I've said that for sure, but it's a good one. I haven't heard it in a while. That's <laughs> <laughs> when you get angry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what I pissed, but it, I mean, like all this shit aside, it's just seeing the attitude, the typical attitude. I mean, stuff like that's already like we're on the losing side of popular opinion because all these people down in the states, like, I mean, it would be. It would be uh, default for them to be against something like that because, all right, well, I'm not probably going to benefit from it that much. Um, and, you know, oh, we're encroaching on wilderness. Okay, yeah, you know, it's like it's already coming from a losing standpoint. But, when pe- like, my issue is when these fucking guys, like, mis- horribly misrepresent it. They don't. Yeah. Um, it they, They're certainly entitled to their own opinions, and that's totally fine. Oh, yeah, the, I'm not, I'm yeah, not no, upset no, but, with, but if the, they're against drilling. Right, but okay, so, but the, the problem I see is with people that have as much um, influence in the outdoor industry as some of these folks do, to, to be that opinionated about it and, and possibly uh, eliminate the, the ability or the want for somebody that, that's listening to them to go do their own research and figure it out for themselves. Yeah. Just assuming by, that what that person is saying is 100% accurate. Yes, yeah. they, 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 when they don't lot, include all the damn you know, details. That, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It, it, pretty much, it, it pretty much makes people like just, just broad stroke want to read, the, read whatever they're putting out and take it for gospel, and, and, yeah. and that's, the, that's the end of the story is what they're saying because you know, they, they are influential and they have a lot of pull and they have a lot of people that listen to what they're saying. But there's a majority of folks that just want to listen to whatever they're seeing or whatever they're reading, and they don't want to go and do the extra mile to do the research to yeah. figure out for themselves well, a guy like, and develop an opinion. Well, because a, you know, a guy like <laughs> Ronaldo, they're like, Oh, he's obviously done his research. You know, well, it's that's the, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it, the same it's, problem with the take, news. Yes, it's this the same guy thing. right here, this talking head, has clearly done his research. When no, maybe he hasn't. They can have their opinions, and that's oh, yeah, great. Totally. We all fucking do. But mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people out there that take what they say. Um, well, in as my gospel. Own, in my only issue with what like the way the way it was carried, you know, like I I. I mean, it's infuriating, you know, Meat Eater, Sitka Gear, MSR even now. Like, mm-hmm. they had some stupid fucking post about, you know, same type of deal. Um, it's not that they're against the drilling. It's that they're fucking using the wrong information, false, some a lot of times false information in photos, leaving a lot of shit out. And, I mean, Renault, like, the only thing that was pissed was Renault's, like, basically char- characterizing everyone, like, basically, Essentially said, if greedy you're if you're pro drilling, you're a greedy son of a bitch, you know, and you're just too greedy to think about this. And yeah, not that's you can fuck right off with There's that. There's a time and place to do all of the mining and drilling that that we have, and, mm-hmm. and you know, some some places and sometimes it, it's it's warranted. To, to yeah. be correct and, and whatever. And then there's other times where it's not. Like Bristol Bay thing, I think oh, we all agree. Terrible like, fuck idea. Yeah, bad idea. I um, actually brought that up. Yeah, no, it's not. It's and, not it's, and I think that, you know, it's it's not so much influential to, towards seasoned hunters where guys have been doing this 10, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. But it's more influ- influential towards the, uh, the new generation of hunters that are coming up and they're just getting into podcasts and, you know, following these Facebook hunting pages and Instagram hunting pages and they're getting into they're getting into hunters and their in their influences are being persuaded by people who don't you know like Nick was saying that just that they think have all the facts and they really don't and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's gonna definitely yeah. change the course of hunting over the next you know 10 no. 15 years I mean years. And it's, and it's, it's it's smart this whole like BHA movement like that whole 
it's all it's all tied together. It's all right. the same people. Like B-B-J. you know, not to do, like backcountry hunters and anglers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah, like yeah, I'm sure like they've done some good things in specific spots for within certain contexts. I think the and, local chapters probably uh, yeah, like, do great they do things. Some I good, mean, they you know th- they're they're trying to to better you know what they have locally and stuff, but uh, as a whole is which what you're talking about. As a whole, like, I think like it's the just the upper a, the up like the the top folks. They're they I might think, not have our best interests. I think in it's mind. just a way to turn yeah. hunters into Democrats is what it boils down to. <laughs> I mean, I don't try to get fuck just being honest like, here. Th- there's local you know, chapters I, that do decent. You know, things, like all of a sudden you have people talking about shit. that's like like no, why would I ever want to do that? Like that's not. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it just don't it don't make sense. But they have a lot of influence over like these new like budding hunters and they're it's smart. You know, so I don't f- Yeah. There's there's a there's a myriad of facets to all of these issues and it it, it needs more than one article. It it needs a lot of thought. It needs lots of thought. Yeah. I, I I just counted the paragraphs and the email I sent. There's 12 paragraphs. Wow, and and a, and a PS. And for, a PS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forgot to add. The, I've read it. The PS yeah. was because uh, 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 I had listened to their episode where they brought up links as I'm you know doing my final proofreadings of my email. So I'm like, PS, speaking of links, here's a picture of my greatest catch and the Lynx headband is a picture of my wife wearing a headband. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, some of the picture. stuff. I don't know. Like, I just wish pe- like, people need to be. Yeah, P.S. middle finger. I took, a, <laughs> I, took, I took a picture of a cow last week that was just covered in cholla and cactus all over oh. its face because there's no grass, but the grass is growing next to cholla, so it's just all over his face. And I was just thinking to myself, like, don't be the fucking cow. Don't be that cow. Don't put your nose in business that doesn't pertain to you. Yeah, like, don't absolutely. fucking do it. And and I, as soon as I saw that cow, I'm like, you know what? You didn't probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> just covered in fucking joy. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> bring like that. Yeah. Alaska, <laughs> and it, it's, it's like, Alaska has been dealing with crap like that forever. You know, we uh, uh, just like the whole the whole park service and their attitudes being dictated by New Jersey cat ladies, <laughs> and and uh, like so. I outlined some of it in the email. It just makes me so angry. I took like a week to write this thing. Yeah, and, I saw uh, it. it's bad. Is that the cow cactus? Yeah, cow covered in freaking cactus. Oh God, I remember that picture. That's just terrible. Like, just don't. Yeah, just yeah. don't. You know. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's a, sens- I, it's I don't a get, sensitive subject, man. It's like, just, why do you, like some of these people? It just seems like they've got to be the fucking hero and the expert on. Everything, mm-hmm. even if they don't know, like you see, they live in, wherever they're hanging out and wherever they live, they got nothing to fucking bitch about. So they got to find something to bitch about somewhere else. Yeah, no, it makes you know it's well, and then it's shit. It's like it's one of those. There's any number of fucking people, you know, when you actually like you've ever fucking actually been, not even a serious mart trap, but just one example, like oh, you see someone rip a fucking martin out of a froze martin out of a conibear it's like you know some old trapper smack you upside the head called you retarded like what are you doing you know but there's like 
10,000 people lining up to suck your dick, you know, because you're fucking whoever you are, you know. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I didn't... And the unfortunate thing is that they don't. I mean, they're not directly impacted by all this stuff. Is that no, you know, us, no us, not at us all. Residents of Alaska, Alaskans. Yeah. I mean, we're affected affected by it year by year because it's constantly changing, right? So they they have the money and the resources to come up here and hunt and to fish whenever and they to want. profit and off to profit, our yeah, make money off. Yeah, of doing exactly. That stuff. When we're you know just just normal people up here trying working, to working yeah, working jobs so five, we can yeah. take take time off our jobs to go do that crap. Yeah. Well, for a lot of people, that's the only yeah. option for them to experience Alaska. Yeah. And the downfall is like, you know, if they, if it keeps on going down this way, is that sooner or later that, you know, restrictions are just going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. Mm-hmm. And then oh, less people can come yeah. up here. Alaska's aren't, Alaskan hunters aren't going to be able to hunt as much as they used to be. And then out of state hunters aren't, are going to suffer the same. And then no one, everyone's going to be asking why. And then we can just come back to this podcast and you can listen to it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Why? 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 Listen to Tyler guy. He knows. I don't know shit. But uh, so like, Alaska certainly has issues that can be tackled and whatnot. But those companies are all based on lower forty-eight, and mm-hmm. there's there's like two, I think, pretty pretty big issues with the western states and the lower forty-eight when it, as it pertains to hunting. Uh, one of them being all the checkerboarded land that yeah. is basically inaccessible because, mm-hmm. like, you can, yeah, you can go onto one BLM piece or whatever it might be, but you can't get, can't corner hop, you can't get to the landlocked stuff, you know, it's checkerboarded, private, public. And then the other thing being wolves. Um, both of those things, if they were to figure out a way, would, would increase access and, and hunter opportunity fucking mm-hmm. tenfold. But oh, instead, yeah. they're worried about a, a fucking small little place in the northern tundra of Alaska that wasn't even originally intended to be included into Anwar. Mm-hmm. Like the original person that decided to, to make something out of that area, um, Bob Marshall, did not even include the coastal plains and tundra and all that stuff up mm-hmm. there and want anything to do with it. And oh, then, you mean like Bob Marshall from the Bob? Yes, that was him. Yes. From the Bob? Yes. Yep, that was Isn't him. Isn't that the, like the place to go hunt down <clears throat> the state? Place, cool yeah. place? But that, that, you know, Bob Marshall did not intend for that area to ever be included. He passed away. Two two other individuals kind of took over his... From um, California. Yes, sir. You were, yep, you two were. other people took over that, uh, the, the task of trying to set aside that land. And they were pretty particular about who they wanted to manage it. Um, at the time, the National Park Service was... Uh, they they were all for uh, predator control and wolf wolf control mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So they didn't want the National Park Service to take uh, to, to to be like the agency to manage Anwar, right? Um, so th- they had to work through all the stuff because they knew if they did, then they would probably incorporate some type of predator control up there as well. Which, by God, <clears throat> you can't be having people going and shooting animals. <laughs> right. God. Well, like down in you know Denali, they, the Park Service, you know, the employees they used, used to, to actually yeah. shoot wolves. The employees would. And um, th- now they want to expand a no harvest buffer zone around the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Like if you, I actually like, here's the so, border, but you can't hunt and hunt that, and do anything within a couple yeah. miles that, of that border. That, well, fuck you. And then why is the border there? Uh, so that that uh, representative oh. Josephson from from Anchorage, who wants to like, who who's got a history of trying to push forward anti trapping laws, uh, he he would he was uh, he was, what? no, I done lost it. Damn it! So he a few years back he wanted to make it illegal to trap within so far of a public trail, and when I read the legislation, it was 
It was any damn trail. Any trail's public on, on public land. It's public yeah. trail. Yeah. So I'm emailing back and forth with the committee and getting responses back from him. I'm like, here's what your legislation will do. It'll make it literally. If I yeah. walk through the snow and a trail forms, then I can't trap that. Now I got to move that set further. And what he really probably meant was like, in just throwing an example, they're like the Angel Rocks Trail can't trap within whatever of that. So like I, a, a, a trail that people would actually go and hike on. So but his but what the what the legislation would do. Is yeah, any but trip. still, any true trapper would never put a fucking no, trap on no, the trail no, anyhow. No, of course not. And that was one of his responses. Is your trail, and this was capitalized, is your trail maintained by the state? I'm like, like, no, it's, it's none barely. None of these trails are maintained It's by the barely state, maintained by, or by ma- publicly maintained. <laughs> You're out there fucking with, <laughs> yeah. the, with your <laughs> Corona scuppers yeah. all day, <laughs> lopping fucking yeah. alders off. It's barely maintained by me, but have you read your legislation? Did you read your yeah. bill? Here's what it'll do. It's like, now, it doesn't say anything about being publicly maintained. There's so many things that they could do to benefit hunters in the lower 48 which there's far more hunters in the lower 48 than oh, there is yeah. up here yeah. yeah why are don't focus on i mean there's certain things up here that are worth some attention okay i got it but you would benefit your your, your customer base your, 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 your yeah well you focusing would, your energy right. you know in your backyard rather than somebody yeah. else's backyard and like bha took like a neutral stance on the introduction of wolves into colorado but like you, they you weren't know, you for know, it, they were you know what they it. say they say like, oh we don't get involved in species well a lot of the shit they that they that's what their yeah. answer is is oh we don't do species but specific but you know you sit then you say in this uh, or you know, our reference is, oh, you know, hunter opportunity, whatever. Well, you could do a shitload for hunter opportunity by piping up at these certain, like, comment periods or fed when the feds are trying to undercut the state's, you know, regulations, which I think is in conflict with the state constitution. Yeah, I was... But they just fucking do it anyway. Was, and already, like, day number one, they're already revisiting, uh-huh. inst- like, reinstituting all that bullshit. I was... I was trying to circle back to that somehow about the national park agencies doing that sort you, of and crap. U.S. Fish and Wildlife, yeah, Fish and Wildlife, all of them, federal, ABC. I can't even remember the rest of my alphabet right now. I'm so steamed about it. But the <laughs> it, and then and then the people saying the, the he just short circuit. <laughs> and and that, looking and for smoke to start coming off of him. It's you know, held in by the earmuffs. The, then, then you have then you have people saying that like uh, saying you know you you Tyler when in your your rebuttal your article I mean you made it very clear but um, people basically saying like you know the Anwar's the last you know the last great wilderness or whatever it might be in fucking yeah. <laughs> about a hundred miles to the west you have gates of the Arctic National Park for fuck's sake that you and cannot hunt in, in, can't do uh, yeah well, I think, fuck all no like there's there's a park there's I like think the outdoor life took a neutral standpoint in my opinion because yeah, they posted they, just, they posted two one article from one side and one article from the other side well that's which, how yeah. we should that's look at business. it to me it's like and that's fine yeah I mean it is but yeah but at least I mean, they posted two different uh, opposing right. viewpoints yes meat eater just goes yeah. ahead and posts like this is my Anti. opinion and fuck if yeah. you look at a, if you look at a fucking map of Alaska we got like three roads right. Mm-hmm. And when you look at how much of Alaska is far from a road, Anwar is a hell of a lot closer to a road than, say, the place I grew the hell up. There's no freaking road to there. There's a road within 100 miles of Anwar already. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Like, and, and I pointed out in the article, like, not counting any state or BLM land, just national like national park service and u.s fish and wildlife controlled land preserves 
parks and wildlife refuges is basically over half the size of the state of Montana, just touching or north of the Arctic Circle. Mm-hmm. Like, like people, you know, it's oh well, yeah, you punch a few holes here. Oh, oh, we're gonna soil our last remaining wilderness. It's like it's, it's bullshit. It's not true. It's not none of the if if they actually showed you what the real shit was. Yeah, you know, you may not decide that drill like that. We need. To, I'm not even like telling people how to think, but. You may think about things, you may decide a little differently if you saw the real picture. Even in the fucking liberal-ass paper here in town, you know, they put a picture, anything to do with Anwar, it's like down on the south side somewhere, up in, in like, in the south side of the bro, like, places well, with trees and blah, blah, you know. Not, it's, no, it's, it's, it's like a freaking, it's I don't a, know what to it's call a, it, but it's, it's bullshit. A, it's, it's an Arctic the, I think the proper geologic term is Arctic desert or some shit or like plain. that. Or, well, they call it the plain, but really it's an Arctic desert, right? Yeah. If it yeah. ain't frozen, it's if it ain't covered in snow, it's mushy, wet, tundra, deserty shit. It will, yeah. It's so The irony behind all this is like Anwar, the, the folks that wanted to go in there and, and turn this place into like a, you know, just an area that's just untouched and, and un, unhabitated and all that, you know, they could do the research for years, you know. It was established in like the 60s, mm-hmm. okay? That wasn't enough because in 1980, they established Gates of the Arctic, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, and Wrangell St. Elias. And Wrangell St. Elias. But the the interesting thing is like their, their push and everything to do Anwar was that, um, you know, it was, it was, it, it was, it would it would give them an area of the you know that type of ecosystem to study for years and whatever. Well, Gates of the Arctic is the same damn environment. Like what, what what's yeah. the what Anwar encompasses everything up to the coast. I got it all the way down through in the mountains and Gates of the Arctic. You know maybe not so much more mountainous, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's the same damn environment. Why did you need two of them? Oh, it's just I mean it's just the classic like struggle of locking up land and. You know, like all this at this point's a moot point, but it's like you fuck. Like, remember, like who is really is like as an Alaskan or a person you know living here with a vested interest, or it's, cat people. It's it's you gotta pay attention. Like you you're like able to see who's on your side or who or yeah. You know, at least we can still if hunt that an animal. if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean that's fortunate till they now. tell us we can't. Right, but well, it's a uh, refuge. It's not a it's not a park or a preserve. Yeah. But uh, no, let's talk about something fun. Okay, Back to trapping. Temple was talking about trapping, and I just watched one of Jr.'s yeah videos yeah. a couple of days ago, uh-huh. and he went. He was like skis or snares and rants or something like uh-huh. that. So I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I gotta watch this. And so he's pissed about all the trappers that are not part of um, the Alaska Trappers yep. Association or the Natu- National Trappers Association, uh-huh. and he says. If you want to come buy number nines from me, then if you're not, I'm going to ask you if you're in the Alaska Trappers Association, the National Trappers Association. If you're not, five bucks more a trap. Good yep. fucking call. And I'd yep. make it a hundred bucks uh, more a trap. Uh, right? It's awesome. Yeah. Super yeah. cool of him to do that. JR's pretty fervent about the association <clears throat> thing. Yeah. Or charges. No, and the ATA is a good, yeah. like, is a solid, 
solid one to, to go with. Um, yeah, they're good stuff. No matter what you do, whether it's bow hunting, rifle hunting, trapping, whatever, you should definitely support your state chapter that supports and, and works for your, you know, freedom or privileges with regards to that sport and and then also you know the national level too that i i, I support his decision to do that and i think that he should charge even more you yeah. gotta go out and use them shit the only people that care about your trapping rights in alaska is the ata yeah <clears throat> oh it's the truth which i don't know why that reminded me of but uh you've seen it work and you've seen my freaking eskimo my little this is totally Ice fishing. Jeez. We took oh, a hard yeah. jog dude, to the left. I don't right know. There. I don't know what. I don't know what happens in my mind, but, but something, something triggered that. Let's thought. talk about ice fishing. Let's talk about ice fishing or something. We don't. We don't ice fish. We don't ice fish. <laughs> uh, you saw how mine worked yesterday. Oh man, what a bummer. <laughs> oh, Do you think it's? Bad, bad. Oh, my ba- batteries are like eight years old. Okay, no, they're from like eight years old. They're just super old. I thought. I thought maybe it was the um, the the drill didn't have enough power. But the no. one Tyler's using is not much bigger. No, it's probably no. The I same drilled size. ten holes. Like I'd never used one before when we went out fishing. I blasted like ten holes in ten minutes in like thirty through over thirty, 30 with Tyler's ice. through thirty inches of ice, and, and I it's drilled like, even more. The old. thing's like, if you could just tie up the freaking handle on yeah. the, the switch on. It literally like sucks itself into the ice. The nice wow. thing about those with the drill is you can put the thing on reverse, and before you get into the water, put it on reverse. All Auger that snow will come out. All, you push all the snow up over, and then you can finish your hole, and you damn near don't well, even need to fucking are, use like, the ice instead scoop. Instead of being a singular cork, like a screw, threaded. So the regular augers that are metal, like Eskimo or Jiffy or whatever, they just got a single metal blade that runs up, yeah. and it's like has trouble pushing them up. The drill-operated ones are like double-bladed, and it's like not a continual, so it like hops the shit up. Yep. So it really clears the ice, like the shard of ice, yep. out of the hole. Wait, like no reverse needed. It shoots the fucking ice right out of the hole, really. Oh, yeah. So that was the one thing that they I was told was. Make sure you keep, like, clearing your hole, like, pulling it up and getting the ice out. But the guy that I talked to about it was drilling through, like, 48 inches of ice with a thing, drilling holes. And he was like, yeah, I was getting bogged down once I hit, like, 40 inches with it, with a 20-volt drill. And he's like, but I drilled 10 holes with one battery, Mm -hmm. you know, through fucking nearly 50 inches of ice. There's some guys on YouTube that have drilled, like, four or 500 inches of not not at once, right? But no, in a day, I got you. Um, yeah, and on no, the same battery, no problem. Yeah. No, it's un- unbelievable. And like, to back it up, we're talking about these. I mean, I don't. Drill they've been offers. around for a while, but like it seemed like this year's when they really hit like different brands of them, and shit like that. But uh, like I bought an Eskimo one from Century that um, is just a drill, like auger run off a twenty volt drill. And I mean, I bought a six inch for fishing these like Stalker Lakes with the kids and whatnot. But holy shit, I was impressed. Like, I had yeah. limited expectations, and that shit just blasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's unbelievable. It'd be really. good for, like, a transducer hole, too, right next to your regular yeah. hole. Fucking drill. That way you don't you have, have to keep pulling like, when it out all the time. Well, yeah. that's what we yeah. hook into a fish. We were, we like, were doing it, is, pull is it out and... carrying that thing around and blasting holes and running the transducer down and mapping the bottom, you know, yep. charting the bottom. But, but yeah, uh, the, if you put it in reverse before you get down through the water you can clear that whole hole out drill through and you don't even have to like use an ice scoop yeah which is pretty handy it does though they lift <coughs> the ice it's weird they clear it a lot better than the 
than the regular the gas powered augers do. Auger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I tried to tell Cell Temple one because I ordered one, you like did. a Nordic Legends one or whatever, which it's a nice looking one, and yeah. and it it got lost in the mail or some shit the way the mail's been going. You haven't and got I, it yet. No, oh, did. I did get it, but I I had ordered it and then it was supposed to show up and then it's like went from being delivered tomorrow to like unknown, whatever. And then I saw they had them in Frontier the other day, or it's been a few weeks ago, but. I was in there that I saw they had a pile of them, and I'm like, yeah, I just bought it. And instant gratification. You know, instant yeah. gratification <laughs> and local, you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I took it out there. I was like, holy shit. And then when that one did finally show up, I tried Salt Frank, and he wanted an 8-inch. So I tried yeah, Salt I, the Temple. Temple's like, nah, but. Um, I had trouble moving away from my two-stroke auger. So I, Fuck I, so I gotta Augers sell. I gotta sell you a, a fucking pain in the ass. I gotta sell yeah, you like, up the river. I, uh, I'm with you, man. All it, the driving around with the shit in the back of the sled, I, it's gas all over. That fucking auger has been through. Hell. I burned my fucking hole in my jacket. <laughs> we broke the handle off the fucking Jeez, auger. Dude. Broke the fucking air intake box off of it all yeah. within like an hour. I was yeah. telling Jake last night. I'm like, that auger's been to fucking hell and back. I'm like. Broke the handle off it. I'm like, I need a new one before the weekend, so I'm going to buy a new auger. He's like, do you buy a new auger? I went and got a new handle for oh. rods. I went to rods, and he had a bunch of them, and so rods I got two new handles. So I got a backup. Rods, we've rebuilt yeah. our. We have two jiffies, and they've both been rebuilt like three times each yeah. over the years. You know, over the last Nick, fifteen years or whatever. But it's like all you got to do is it's like that last little bit, especially when you're like borderline on needing an extension you're still doing it yeah and you splash water in there it's 30 below you Swamper. fucking kiss that thing goodbye for the rest of the day you're not drilling any more holes get it in your shanty and fucked. fucking yeah put the heat you have on. to fucking get all that shit out of there when nick was gone i was like what yeah. like getting up on the auger motor yeah yeah, yeah. swamping it basically yeah. nick was gone i was like man i, I texted him on his energy like dude i broke the airbox on your on your uh auger he's like well, it's not my auger it's jake's auger <laughs> <laughs> i was like shit so i text jake i'm like hey i broke the airbox on your auger i ordered a new airbox but i you know i jb welded the airbox back together so we're out this past weekend ice fishing and and <laughs> frank's frank, frank. like the airbox broke on the auger i'm like fuck i just fixed that he's like it didn't look like it fixed it well, very much fucking, we're drilling because well we drilled a couple of holes and then yeah. you're no, like well dr- the handles broke off now so i was like well fuck you grab that side carl i'll take this side and we'll start drilling fucking holes with this thing hold on to the fuel tank and parts start flying. <laughs> we're fucking yeah. jamming on the thing into the ice and parts are literally like flying off the auger as we're drilling a hole and i'm like i look down well i'm still drilling away and i look down and i'm like what is all this black shit laying all over the fucking the, snow? It was J.B. Wells. So I stopped for a second, and I was like, what the hell? I'm like, there's parts laying all over the place. Carl's like, well, this shit's falling off. He just, like, grabs it and pulls the fucking door right off the airbox. I was like, shit, don't fucking yard, and this is not my auger. Don't be ripping parts off. So I'm all of a sudden like, oh, fuck, we broke the auger, although the handle was broken, but that's easily remedied. Carl, you if know? parts are flying off, you don't need them anyhow. As long as that fucker's still, still running, running, I'm fine with it. It's less to break in the future. Carl, yeah. Carl's grabbing the fuel tank and the exhaust, and he it's, pulled his hand off, and all of his fucking fingers are pulled off. Oh, pulled off the exhaust. There. He's like, it smells like burning leather. I'm like, look at your fucking gloves, man. <laughs> <laughs> the fingers are all missing off his gloves. I was like, Run. Oh man! Holy yeah. shit! You can do it though with only one side it handle, works. but it's like yeah. the problem is, is when it blasts through the ice There's and you no get into water, it, it pulls it and you 
squeeze harder on the throttle oh, yeah. until it <laughs> hits the ice, and then you can let go. Oh, they man. just don't make them like they used to. The ones my dad when I was when kid, I was younger, they're fuck. solid fucking steel. Jiffy, the yeah. One, yeah, but there was no plastic. The on The one those that Rob and I have is still like that, but they still are. Finic- I, finicky. I ordered the stuff up Jiffy. They don't break. I ordered the airbox up Jiffy, and I got a package yesterday, and it was a fuel line. I'm like, called him up. I'm like, I ordered this part number off him. He's like, oh, fuck, wrong part number, blah, blah, blah. So I got a fuel line instead of an airbox. I don't know how they mix those two up. but Well, maybe I can use the fuel line on Dear the Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need some new That's fuel lines. So I, I, didn't go, I didn't go on this trip, and I get like to the old part group text. Oh, caught the Bravo on fire. I'm like, what the fuck did you do? It was a very <laughs> interesting says, day. We caught some fish. I was like, caught some fucking fish. I caught the fucking snow machine on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it, it was a slow day of fishing, but it was yeah. not short on entertainment. I'll tell you that. Yeah. We get we yeah. get we get to a spot where Nick and I had stopped, and we had waited for like five or ten minutes. And Nick was like, "Go back up there and make sure those guys are okay," because it was it was me, Nick, Nick was carrying my wife, and then Frank and uh, Carrie had the Bravo. Yeah, and then Carl had his sled, and then. His wife had his her sled, right? Yeah. So there was a there was a group of us, and uh, <laughs> it was Nick and I, and my wife were sitting there at this at this spot, and um, Nick were like, "Hey, go check on those guys." So I rip back up there, and all I see is Frank and Carl with Bravo fucking hood pulled up, you know, swings up from the front, and they're all in there. And, Hey, you guys are okay? Bravo caught on fire. I'm like, no, wait till I fucking tell Nick this. He's gonna lose his mind. Well, I didn't. I yeah. I was like. Because it, it took you guys a while to come back, and so after Connor left, I was telling Christina, I'm like, if somebody got hurt, I'm going to feel really bad, but I was like, well, Connor's got a sled without a trailer on it way faster. He can rip up there and see what's going on, Yeah. and if they got stuck, if you know five people can't get them unstuck, yeah. six ain't going to help nothing, right? No. And he come back, and the fucking sled started on fire. She fucking... <laughs> I was following Carrie, and she's cruising along, and... She starts slowing down, and I was like, what the fuck? And also she kind of like pulls over to the side, and she's like, well, she died. And I was like, what the fuck? And I look down, and there's an orange glow <laughs> on the snow. It's still dark. in the oh. mor- It was in the morning. It was like 8.30, yeah. 8.45 yeah, in the morning. It was yeah. fucking dark. And there's like orange glow on the snow, and I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, get off the machine now. And I rip the two straps off and throw the fucking cowling open. <laughs> <laughs> fucking air got in there, man. It must have been like a real small fire. The fucking air got in there when I opened that, and it was just like, boom. <laughs> Two fucking foot of flames coming off the engine. Ah, oh, shit. I went, reached down, and I was standing in the trail, and it was just like, Can't fuck, get hard snow. pack. I throw this like little pissant, like, <laughs> teaspoon amount of snow on. I ran around the other side of the snow machine and started grabbing armloads of snow. And I threw about two, and Carrie was like, "Oh fuck!" She starts throwing snow. Carl pulls up, and and um and his his girlfriend, and they all of us. There's four of us standing around, just like armloads of snow, throwing it on there. Fire goes out. We're standing there for a second. I'm like, "Holy shit! That thing was on fire!" <laughs> I look down. It fucking is like. Boom! Again, <laughs> right back on fire again. Like, Holy shit! Throw more snow on there. We had the entire fucking engine like packed with snow. Holy shit! We got it out like I think that it got so hot that it killed the machine, and then when she stopped, which will happen, so, yeah, yeah. 
when she stopped is when it lit on fire. So like when I saw those that orange glow on underneath the machine, yeah. it had just the fire had just started like right then at that point in time. And what I think happened was we didn't have that door open. It overheated yeah, and it got so hot that the, vent door, everything yeah. I had both fuel tanks full. So I think that the heat from the engine expanded the fuel yeah, tank yeah. and it was like just spitting, spitting the out. overflow. Just like a little bit of fuel was coming out. Mm-hmm. So the heat from the engine, once we were stopped, lit the gas on fire and then everything's fucking on fire. You know, there's just like everywhere you look, it looks like there's fire because there's wires and hoses and fucking shit everywhere. So after we got it out and I started looking at everything, it almost, we were so close to melting through a fuel line oh, yeah. oh and it would have been so, bad wouldn't it have? well i wouldn't oh, yeah. have been able to put it out at that point yeah. it no and over the whole thing would have burned right to the ground it would have been done and we just stood I, there and i told like, frank i'm like yeah. hey man you throw, know, throw carl's wood on it and <laughs> right just, just stay here we're just out. gonna sit here and drink beer <laughs> <laughs> i told frank i'm like hey man if, if it burns you at least can get the insurance money out of it he's like what insurance <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah. so we fired that son of a bitch right back up again and took off another six miles with it. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. I'm following Carrie and the lights went out and I was like, oh yeah, she's fucked. Yeah. Something's definitely wrong. So it was just overheating. I didn't know. I had no idea that there's that door in the front that you got to open up. I no well, like you said, clue. you guys just did a bunch of miles on it recently with the door closed, but it was colder, right? It, w- so. We just did 100 miles on it. Yeah, in yeah. like two days. The low rider, 100 and miles. Was, was she warm. sore afterwards? No, she loves yeah. it. She thinks it's Does she put her knees great. down on the bottom? or is she? No, she just sits there and rips it. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Like a cholo. Give her to her, man. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, it's like a low rider. She's cholo. fucking hardcore, dude. The fucking. It's like the windshield's just high enough for this fucking air just blast you right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just getting blasted the entire ride. But, so we trailered it back, and I think it's a regulator or the magneto is fucking smoked. Something got, something in the electrical system is fucked start up. Now. Are you going to have to... It re- fires right up. Oh, at first pull, yeah. Are you no going to have to replace the fuel line, you think? Or? I'm going yeah, to replace yeah. the fuel line, just because it's like... A rubbery fuel line yeah. and that heat, it cut all Probably black. It's it. like black and boiled looking. So oh, yeah. I'm going to replace that yeah, fuel line. Yeah, you could get shit on the inside, like boiling up. Even well, I just think that yeah. now that it's hard, it'll crack super yeah. easy, especially if it's cold. So, um, yeah, replace that fuel line. And the really, the wi- none of the wiring burned through to where there was like actually exposed wire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just it was a trip. Shit happens, it was man. A trip. <laughs> we just left that fucker laying on the side of the river and went and <laughs> went fishing. Fish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we uh, mine. What I got a call. They haven't figured out what was going on with mine yet. They were asking me like, "Oh, have you done anything to clutch?" I was like, "Well, I had to have like I had to have the clutch rebuilt or worked on like three years ago or so." I'm like it. You know, whatever they're like, sounded like they thought it might be a clutch issue, but it freaking goes at 20, like my Tundra 600 Ace, like it goes at like 2300 RPM, like it's supposed to, but it just, I don't have the power. Like then the RPMs will go up, but I don't have the power. So you don't have it back yet? No, I don't. It's uh, good. I mean, are they, they even looked at it yet? Yeah, yesterday. Okay, good. And that was when my appointment was for, which me and Frank took it down uh, Delta Power Sports. We took it down there and went ice fishing. They're good. Um, Jake yeah, had to take no, his down there too just recently. His sled's not yeah. fucking running yeah, right fucking either. Yeah, fucking Polaris junk. Them things are fucking shit. Don't I know, dude, just, 
just freaking got a brand new one. It's broken twice now. Mm. He sold his last one because he kept having problems with it. And he was, I was like, why the fuck did you buy another one if you had so much problems with the last one? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not a Polaris guy for, for as far as sleds. They make great four-wheelers. I like their four-wheelers, yeah. But, but snow uh, machines, man, fuck that. I but don't know. No, when, when Polaris quit doing that 488 fan-cooled, or the and then for a little while there was a 488 liquid-cooled that they called a 500LX. Anyway, there it was all downhill when the 550 came out. That was the beginning of... I wish I knew what the snow machine that he just had that I was looking at the other day, but the it's got a bumper on the back with a little toe set up on it mm-hmm. but the bumper goes around and it goes like three quarters of the way up the tunnel instead of like tying into where you put your feet and like tying yeah, and actually tying into yeah. something fucking, fucking strong yeah so he's like oh yeah you should look at you should follow me and watch the back of this thing towing this toboggan Oh jeez! It the whole tunnel fucking like around corners like flexes and twists the entire tunnel i was like who the fuck designs these things no, no Polaris. Fuck not No, yeah, Polaris. No, I got I just a couple minor things with with, with mine, yours. Though. Like uh, I'm gonna have to replace the rear shock because it's pretty much shot. Did um, they put a new computer in it? No, they like they're still troubleshooting why I don't have the power. They're trying to figure out. Um, Sounds exactly like well, what and that's what I told them. I was like, yeah, buddy of mine, he had a little ECM. bit newer one. That it was the ECM was bad on it, and that's why. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll figure it out. They're like a good, good outfit. And well, it's funny because we were dropping it off, and uh, the plan was, yeah, since I got to drive to Delta anyway, we'll just go ice fishing and dropped it off. And well, I think it was, I think the guy's name was John in there. I was like, oh man, like the podcast. Yeah. So that was yeah. cool. <laughs> they mentioned it last year when I was in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was last year, I guess. They're like, uh, because they wrote my name down on the sled or whatever, and one of the guys came out. He's like, "Oh, you're on Tundra Talk. You need to tell Tyler fucking hi and blah blah blah." Nice. Like, cool. No, yeah. that was freaking cool. Yeah, you never know. Who's I walked listening. in there. I gotta stay the fuck out of those places. <laughs> oh no! Right? Oh, I'd like that snow machine. I want to get out. Oh. oh, how much are these? <laughs> like, I'll just oh, drop mine like, off. Fuck, Why don't I you just load that one right up? Yeah, exactly. Did they have some nice shit in there? I didn't even look because I don't. I don't. Brand new fucking sleds. Like yeah, the shit is nice. I've seen a couple of the new of the new tundras, like the 2021 tundras around town. They look nice. That's freak. They look pretty. What color are they this year? They're uh, they're yellow and black. black but is there much of a difference between your your? Is there is it a new generation? It's a new generation. It's it's a little bit new body style. It's similar, but it's. They've like it's the first change in a few years because they've been pretty uh-huh. much the same for a few years, which yeah, I mean, for about I'd, five or six years or ten. I mean, mine's ten years old, but yeah. I mean, which well, I love. But yours is different. Body yours is style different than the one I had. Which but was they, a so they made it's a last year was different. the last year they made the extreme, and that's uh-huh. different than the one that I have. They don't yeah. make the extreme but now. Anymore? They don't make that anymore. Those versions of the sleds are the fucking best. Yeah. Well, that's why they quit making them. Yeah, the, <laughs> the look in Temple's eye right now. They're fucking like the angry look. Like, yeah, they always do that. Fucking Dude, they're awesome. Shit. A, a tundra or an expedition with big paddles on it. They're fucking uh, in, I mean, go anywhere. anywhere. Which yeah. it reminds me, someone had sent me a picture of their tundra. I can't remember. Maybe it might have been a Canadian guy. Was like, uh, it's like not all heroes wear capes, but most of them drive a tundra. <laughs> See, that would not be a Toyota tundra. But when I was tundra. out with those guys moose hunting this this earlier this winter there was a lot of shit that was like really steep and 
they'd be fucking just like Bruh! one of the dudes had a snow machine like yours, a yeah. studded track with you know it's like trail trail, trail sled, yeah. and we're like just but there's no trails, we're just like bombing around, yeah. And they were anything that was steep, they're both just like fog. I think Eddie had an expedition, you know, he's got an expedition and or Scandic, sorry. Scandic wide track, right? Yeah, yeah. To the super wide, yes, twenty-four and inch wide. He's it's fucking just like full throttle everywhere, and I get like halfway up and just stop. And I'm oh, like, he's got to keep on the grease because you know, I got those paddles yeah. and I can just stop anywhere, you know. Especially if there's like not a lot of snow, mm-hmm. just stop and it's just like I can stop anywhere, or I can just be like putts up anything super yeah. slowly. That super wide <coughs> weighs a thousand pounds when you put all the fuel and oil and gear Shit, and yeah. easily and snow yeah. under there. My my yeah, sled, you do not want to get it stuck. I know that. Yeah, but it's, that, a fuck, it's hard to get it stuck. You got to try. <laughs> you got to try. Well, yours is what inch and a half paddle, two inch paddle, two inch, two inch, yeah. Jeez. It's a smooth snow machine. I wrote it. Yeah, it's nice. Bad. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you don't want to get them stuck. Whereas the Tundra Extreme is like the perfect because it, if you get it stuck, you can still kind of move it. See, but those Ace engines yeah. are heavier. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I got such a problem with what they're calling a Tundra today. I saw your Tundra picture. You're ripping around in the snow the other day. So that that little orange thing, that's a citation. The predecessor of the Tundra. I love that little. It's got the short track, 120 inches. And then I saw you picture ripping you through the snow. And the next picture I saw you, you're stuck. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. happened. I'm not afraid to get that that little sucker stuck. If I get it stuck, I'll just pick it up and throw it over. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that I have so much more fun on the little Tundra or the little Citation than I do on my Yamaha pig thousand pounds son of a bitch. Because I'm not afraid to get the little Tundra, which is the the real Tundra. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to get that or the Citation stuck. It's no big deal. Yeah. But if I get that Yamaha pig stuck, oh man, I need tools. I need yeah. to just let you ride my sled for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just drive so, all your shit off a cliff and fucking go to the store and buy I'll, a new sled. I'll go to the insurance guy first. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I had to drive a couple of the older Tundras a couple of years ago from uh, Roy Ross cabin up to Jonah's cabin. They are so not comfortable, fucking, but I am not afraid of getting that. Drop me off in an airplane, get the sled, drive it up to his cabin on a shitty trail. Man, those fuckers cannot go. <laughs> they, they are fairly gutless like, I think I got used to some power. I got one or two of them up there, and then the third one gave me some trouble, and I just could not get it up the, well, when the you're hill. A, when you're so a, he had, after 15, 20 minutes of me not coming, I should have been there. He had to fly back over. Over, find another sled, come oh, up, shit. and this is well. When you're it. a fat ass like me, I t- I t- <laughs> used the one of them Tundras Martin trapping for a couple of years, and there was a section of the hill where I had to like get off and run alongside yeah. it to get it up, and I had to leave all my wolf gear at the top of the hill, otherwise I wasn't going to make it back you up. Know, you do gotta attack a hill. A Are you talking about the the spot that you you took me? Yeah, you know where you, I know you, that you run goes the down. ridge and you drop down yeah. into that saddle. Yeah, you were making that back up no. without dismounting no. on a little. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hairy little spot of the trail right there for a smaller sled like that. Yeah, no, that's pretty. It was pretty steep, but I mean, my and my uncle always always told me all tail, the old days, fucking having to break out your trail with snowshoes to get uh-huh. the Eland up, you oh, know, wow. when they were running those. Which uh, if I could find one of those in good condition that didn't cost what gold cost for, I seen so I seen an Alpine. You you'd be a, he'd be he'd ride on an Alpine pretty good. I seen one of them. Uh, I'm less interested in the Alpine. The parts are getting more and more hard to find. Do the Elands have the single ski? The, no, that's no, that's the Alpine. Alpine. Oh, that's Alpine, the Alpine has a the Alpine has a track, track. that's like. Isn't it a two I don't track? know that it's two. I think I it's one gigantic track. freaking track that's like 30 inches or 
some sh- it's like wide, way wider than a super wide i think yeah but and I think... one ski but they have a giant ass track and one ski in front so like the ones that they were yeah, using i saw one of those the, like two weeks people. ago at the end of cripple creek i seen it home yeah dude pulls up and i was like yeah man i give it a thumbs up <laughs> he's just like nodding his head up and down he's like i know this is badass yeah. <laughs> like the sled that they use on happy people the, the single yes, track. The, that's those some of those are alpines. The single ski yeah. in the very the very tip of the yeah. front. Yeah. And if you've those, never seen that documentary, Happy People, it's awesome. fantastic. Yeah. There's one on. We spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. There's one on Netflix that's it's, like it, an hour, but on YouTube you can find like whole an hour thing. for every season. Yeah, it's really it's good. Fantastic. I, I actually uh, watched that video on uh, like Vimeo or something like that mm-hmm. about five or six years ago. Yeah. It's, it's. I just free. bought it. Yeah, I, I, just, I just bought the DVD. Well, I that's like, how I learned. You said it was good. I was like, ah, send it to me. I <laughs> it want cool. it. Yeah, it was good. Well, that's how I learned collection. to make that. That um, and I actually did make some of that birch tar. Oh, shit sure. That yeah. 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 We <laughs> made it when the fucking engine shit out on, <laughs> yeah, on my boat. Yeah. yeah. When I freaking lost the bearings in my lower in yep. my jet unit, um, God that damn, one I'm night. good with broken shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to light shit on fire and throw chainsaws in the river and <laughs> blow up outboards. <laughs> yeah, freaking bows, old. blow up bows. Yeah, break bows in half that multiple times. Strings, that, limbs, pistols, fucking whatever, fucking whatever. Pistols explode. <laughs> I was, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, just long fucking yeah. list, man. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, that that break, that particular breakdown, was not too far from Husqvarna Creek, <laughs> <laughs> where but, you lost um, the old chainsaw. Yeah, but no, yeah, we were f- broke down, and that was back when you could use cell cameras. And that was bullshit. That was we should have broke down a spot that didn't have phone service because our yeah. phones are just like. Bleep, 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 bleep. I'm like, when we should have been sitting in the tree stand <laughs> on the bay. When we were should have been sitting in the tree stand already. The oh, bear man. we were going to shoot was there. Like yeah. showed up perfect yeah, timing. We everything down. when yeah. we're broken down, like. It's fucking twenty miles away, Fantastic. playing with our dick on a sandbar. You were Making, playing with your dick. Well, Making. back in back in the willows, a little ways. <laughs> he's, he's At least make, a little bit of privacy for these. He things. was making bug dope. Is, what he was doing. <laughs> is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> <laughs> it was black. That's a, that's a new euphemism on black. <laughs> <laughs> you Just, might want to see somebody about that if you if you're secreting black shit, Tyler. <laughs> Jesus, Murphy. oh man, no, but yeah, you can. I because what I was like, I oh, might as well fucking do something. I had a couple like monster cans, and I basically made a miniature version of, in the that documentary. Yep, they yeah. do it like in fucking cut off piece of a drum yeah. with all the birch bark, and so I got a bunch of birch bark and shit like that, and just like packed it in a monster can and made like a collecting can underneath, like and buried it in the sand and. You know, made this shit. He had been wanting to do this. The boat broke down on purpose, I promise. He was fucking ready. Not that bad. (laughs) I know exactly what you're doing right now. Don't move. He's like, don't move. You get a fire going. I got some other shit to take care of. (laughs) We got a fire going. I took all the shit out. I made a bed. And I started laying down. The next thing you know, he's got another fire going. And then another fire. And I was like the fuck is he up to over there we took pictures for a little while i showed you how to take the pictures with the yeah panoramic i was just thinking like that. put yourself in both sides arguing with, oh. yourse- arguing with yourself oh that's kind of cool i don't know how to do that so you set your phone on panoramic and you like 
have Tyler stand here or have whoever stand here and you sweep by them. And as soon as they're out, you just hold the phone there and they run around behind you <laughs> and go over here, which is still out of the frame. And then you continue your sweep and you get the same person. I have a picture of myself shooting at myself. <laughs> both, both of us have rifles shooting at each other. <laughs> Were they different rifles or the same? No, one? they're the same yeah. rifle. <clears throat> Speaking of rifles, I bought my oldest a 243. Nice. Yeah. The the did you buy him a decent scope? Uh, no, no iron sights. In fact, we we are not even there yet. No, I taped I them off. <laughs> I taped a toothpick to the. Yeah. Look, fucking most rifles don't come with iron sights anymore, which really bothers the shit out of me. Good point. I, I they had a vortex there, so that's what I put on there. That's okay. When they break it, you'll get a new one for free. All right then. That's a, no. I mean, that's a good. That's yeah. a good scope to just throw on for, you know, a young kid. Yeah. He's same thing with Nine. Leupold, though. He turns 10 this year. Well, he's stoked Leupold, you can send a loophole back and they'll replace it for free. Guar- lifetime guarantee. Well, then uh, I would, then as far as rifle scopes go, then I'd be That's all about why, that. Yeah. You could kick I don't a, own any Vortex you could, scope. I don't. You could, you could kick a Vortex <laughs> scope off a cliff and call him up and be like, hey, I kicked my Vortex <laughs> scope off a cliff and they'll send you, you a fucking new I one. mean, Loophole's the same way. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that, but... No, I it's have, funny. I, yeah, I, I mean, it, that's dad. like the running joke is like, yeah, the it's a good thing it has that warranty because you're the the most you're used warranty. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need it. My dad had an old uh, loophole scope from the '80s, and the crosshairs busted out of it, and he sent it back and sent him a brand new loophole scope. I'm like, that's a pretty Fuck fucking yeah. good deal right yeah. there. Yeah. Thirty years, you know, thirty years. Yeah, thirty year warranty is pretty good. Lifetime warranty. Yeah. So. No. Vortex is make. I mean, Vortex makes good stuff. Too. They have some. De- depending on the grade, some other stuff's okay. Yeah, yeah. But it was, what, it was what was on the shelf when my wife was going to let me spend the money. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, Thompson Thompson Compass. Those are good rifles. Those are good rifles. Yeah. It it feels like a nice rifle. I think he's excited any, as shit. He's, any rifle for a ten year old's a good fucking rifle. Yeah, you know? it's kind they're of not going to know the difference between. Well, Anything. so I I got my wife a Savage Axis a long time ago in 270, and its trigger is damned heavy. And if the if if that's representative, is that one of the one the relief triggers? It has like a little bit of relief. No, that's the Savage Accu trigger okay. with the yeah, the little yeah. blade. The Axis yeah. doesn't have the no, Accu trigger. No, it's the okay. bottom Adjustable. shelf, yeah. bottom shelf because I'm cheap as shit. But the the, the it's so heavy. I didn't want to do that to a nine year old. So when I was after I consulted the group text. I went back and I'm looking at the the compass and the savage wasn't there no more so oh well and I'm dry firing the the Thompson compass it was a nice light crisp clean trigger I'm like that's the one we're gonna get him that and he yeah. he he the deal was that he he had to help pay for it so he brought out his little froggy bank and he had some money in the ether from relatives and that went towards <laughs> it too ether I, the, yeah. Has he has he shot it yet? No, no. I need to get the scope right. I mean, it's on there, but it's not, it's not, right. it's not level and perfect. I suppose yeah. I could eyeball it, but he hasn't even had a good dry fire session yet. I want him to <laughs> dry fire it before we go shoot the damn thing. Yeah, I did that with my wife before she shot like my mm-hmm. my um, thirty cal any any thirty cal rifle that I had. I just set her up in the living room and then put a little dot. It said aim towards this little dot and just dry fire. I you tried know, all to, day long, and I tried to do that with my wife. 
She she didn't listen. Yeah, she she doesn't listen to me. Stuff, dry fire that rifle before she shot her caribou for five or ten minutes. Yeah, it just in the field just had her dry. Yeah. She never shot a rifle. I think she shot a rifle in a long time. So I just like. You're going to probably have to shoot this rifle to kill a caribou. It would dry fire for what a while. What caliber was it? It was a 6.5. Yeah. yeah. It was the one Tyler borrowed to yeah. us. That old dirty Winchester. The old kills everything. Like so many animals. That <laughs> rifle is just way I, Yeah, when you shit. said you traded the 25 odd 6, I had to do a double take. I'm like, no, that was the 6.5 that, that we all used, not the 25 odd 6. Yeah, you can't never get yeah. rid of never no, get rid of that rifle. Even though there's even, a long line, even anyhow. though the old the old 25-06, <laughs> yeah, it's sitting right there. there. It even the right old 25-06 is a little bit. This thing's a fuck. Is a nicer rifle. That's, That's it, huh? killed. There's a lot of notches in that stock. <laughs> that thing's killed <clears throat> six sheep and probably a dozen caribou. Is that a three by nine? It's a two to seven, I think. Yeah, two to seven. Two to seven. Yep. That's a nice. Loophole variants two, two to seven. A lot seven. of people have used That's that. That's the gun. lightest scope that they make. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I think my, I have that same scope on my thirty odd six. That's nice, man. Like, cause you I've and that's got, I've got f- like five of those scopes. Nice scope. Yeah, they're just you don't for reasonable within reasonable range. You just typically don't need any more than seven yeah. or eight power. This like, is huge right here it. too. That Leupold makes is these caps. Oh, absolutely. The yeah. aluminum flip up caps. Those yeah. are fucking money. Yeah. Most of them, like the Vortex awesome. are plastic. Right. And I didn't like. I don't like them because they. They have a little bit of give when you push on them, yeah. Like even, especially the rear ones, they have a little bit of give. So if you don't hold that plastic down and try to push, which is pretty much counterintuitive, right? It ruins the whole fucking well, concept. And this it, right? back one, it's like just a button, so you can literally quiet. like yeah. both of them at once. You can flop them out of the way. Yeah, I like that. And so long as you're not, I'm a big advocate of look at everything through my binoculars until I'm ready to shoot. And look through the scope at the last minute, and that's when those scope cap because you're soaking wet all the time when you're yeah. hunting and shit. And if you're constantly opening those things up, they get moisture in there, and then yeah. you flip them open, and your scope's fogged up. There's mm-hmm. water in there or something. If you just leave them closed all the time, trust your shit. You know that it's good, mm-hmm. and when you open them up, it's clear. There's no water in there. Shoot. Yeah. Done. <clears throat> yeah. I built no, my wife a new 6.5 PRC this year, so hopefully, you know, she'll be able to get on that. She, she has a little bit of hesitancy when it comes to the like 30 out six. Or I put a, I have a Tika 30 out six, and that thing's a fucking dime, man. Like it, it'll shoot quarters from a 300 yards away. It's, it's really nice. So, it's, and it's a really good that like mid level. I think it's like 800 bucks, 700 it, bucks. That fucker will drive tax at four. Four five hundred yards. Yeah. I mean, Carrie, that's the first rifle Carrie ever shot. I my first three hundred ri- yards. The first time she ever pulled the trigger. Think on about a how many different people have killed someone the, with that rifle. The, the first time Carrie ever that's shot cool. a rifle was that rifle at three hundred yards. How she like it? She fucking loved it. Yeah, it's heavy enough so it does, there's no it kick, kick to it around. at all. Yeah. So we shot for forty five minutes or whatever, and I was like, all right, shoot at four hundred yards. She shot at four hundred yards. Fucking literally, like, I can't shoot like that. Not yeah. even fucking close. Literally, she was like, I sent you guys a picture of the shot. Yeah, I remember and it was that. like yeah. 400 fucking yards, like, you can't get. And she could have shot the eye out of a fucking sheep at 400 yards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Christina, which, you know, she shoot the 30 out section, not their four or five rounds. She'd be like, I'm done, you know, just because yeah. it just kicks so hard. The fucking, yeah. I put a limb saver on there and it helped a little bit, but even after that, she's like, I'm done. You yeah, know, it's just I too much. 338. That's how I am with my 
338, you it's just pussy. such a, I'm recoil sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> well, it starts making you flinch. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've. I killed most of the most of my moose with the 338, but the last one with the 270. And I I prefer shooting the 270, but the 338 gives you a little more wiggle room. I saw this post the other day. I was like, "What's the ultimate like Alaska sheep hunting or not sheep hunting, but just all around hunting rifle?" And people are putting 375 H and H. Look, Dude. For, I was like, "Holy Dude. shit!" Pretty excessive. That's make, fucking a, go over here and make some bug dope. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God dang, man! Uh, oh I, uh, no, I mean, uh, like, 375 is a good rifle, it but it's freaking, it's so yeah, much. Like the only, so thi- the only thing, the only thing I like, I, I have a well, 375 Ruger, which is a little bit hotter than the H and H, pretty comparable. I love that thing, but the only thing I ever use it for is bear baiting, like. You know, mm-hmm. situations where I may have to shoot a bear like less mm-hmm. than ten feet, or or brown bear, brown bear hunting. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Like you know, yeah, you'd freaking thirty out six or three oh eight. Yeah, mm. yeah, thirty out six all day. Fucking does it all. You know? six, man, yeah. Either or, in my yeah. in my yeah. opinion, it's like. They're awesome, awesome yeah, rifles, both are. of them. I hunt with the three thirty eight because it was a gift with the intent of it putting meat on the table. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, yeah. man. And it works. Yeah. yeah. It'll put them down, yeah. too. Just I like, like that. it. Yeah. yeah. I don't but, like uh, shooting it, but I like what it does to the critter I'm shooting at. Yeah, yeah. that old, uh, that little inconspicuous 6.5 has killed a lot of shit. It's killed that ram. That I think I've only killed two with it. But it's killed six sheep and like a dozen caribou, something like that. Well, twenty five. I've shot, shot two sheep with it, and Carrie shot hers. Carrie shot hers. It's he killed. Shot two. It's five. So there's one more. There's one more. Who else killed a sheep with that rifle? Maybe I killed another one with it. You t- killed your one when you went by yourself with that. I counted that, and I counted oh. the year before I went with you and shot one with it. And then the next year I went by myself and shot one with it. And then I took it and carry shot one with it. So that's three. And how much that rifle cost? How much like, are they? They're like 500, 500 bucks. 500 bucks, so. I think, yeah. yeah. It's Is like it? a anybody can afford yeah, it kind of like, rifle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. It's a little heavy, but a, I mean, XPR. it's not so heavy that you're yeah. like, fuck, I can't take this. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Just a Winchester XPR. What's cool about it is it's like... I. In my mind, I would sacrifice accuracy and weight, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't care how if it weighs an extra two or yeah. three pounds. If the thing is just a tack driver, that's all. Confident, I don't care. It's just a confidence in your, in your rifle. Yeah. Yep. My dad had an old Winchester, that a Winchester Model 70, and we'd go out and try to try to uh, sight it in, and, you know, he'd get, like, a, like two good groups, and you'd shoot, like, a third one, and it'd be just, like, a flyer, like, I got like that eighty inches Kimber. to the fucking left, dude. Yeah. Just way out of nowhere. I don't get my that dad's far. A good shot not that too. far off. Not that far with my Kimber, but I always get a flyer. And what the annoying part is, is it's I always shoot through groups of three. Yeah, and it's, sometimes it's the first one, sometimes it's the second yeah. one, sometimes it's the third yeah. one. Yeah, if is, it was like consistently the second or consistently the first, so then or you're just whatever. going back no, and like reevaluating yeah. everything. You're All checking your scope, you're checking is, your barrel, you're checking everything, yeah. right? Is that your 300 win short mag? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. See, I have a Kimber. It's just a 300 short mag. What, what, oh, okay. yeah. what model Kimber is it? It's a mountain ascent. The it's a Montana. The Montana. The, yeah. I have the mountain ascent. And it's it's a great rifle, but uh, I would 
probably choose my Tika over that Kimber. And my Tika was seven hundred bucks, and my Kimber was you know two thousand bucks. Right. Which Holy is which is which just goes to show that you know it doesn't matter how much you spend uh-huh. on a rifle. Don't necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of decided. It is, it is, you've killed three sheep with that rifle. I did the math in my head. Which took you, you, you killed when we when I you when we killed that yeah, one. Yeah, I shot that. You one. shot one there, mm-hmm. and I shot that one, and then Carrie shot, or then you shot one by yourself. Mm-hmm. Then Carrie shot hers. Then I shot that one, and you shot the other one. So that's three. Oh shit, that's right. Because we yeah, doubled, yeah, yeah. like we. Yeah, you shot yours, then I got yep, a gun yep. shot. That mine. was when I forgot about that. Yeah. So you guys but, kill a lot of sheep, is what you're saying? Not really. No. <laughs> Just a couple, huh? <laughs> I kind of like to go someday, though. Yeah, <laughs> my but you should no. make you should make a sheep hunting podcast. That'd but, be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like to go backpacking. <laughs> but my uh, and I run into sheep every now and then, like fourteen times. <laughs> my nine-year-old said, "Daddy, let's go sheep hunting. I want to go sheep hunting next year." And I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, you little asshole?" All right, fine. <laughs> he listens to his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's but, gonna uh, be a, it's gonna be a glorified grouse hunt where he'll carry his two forty three and I'll carry a twenty two, or I'll carry the two seventy and he'll carry a tw- whatever. You're going into it with a bad attitude already. Yeah, you're going sheep hunting. You're not going grouse hunting. You're going What's, sheep hunting, and you're gonna get one. Yeah. What's if the minimum age for you, the youth hunt? Uh, he's got to be ten at the time of the hunt, and he okay. doesn't turn till ten till. Towards the end of September. So well, next, dude, well, so even, next even year. if you next even year. if you wait another yeah. year, just like plan it out. And if you go with the attitude, oh, we're not going to get anything. You're not going to fucking get anything. Guaranteed. He can. Nine. And yeah. that's the idea yeah. is that he'd be yeah. shooting a sheep on yeah. my tag. Let him have it. I want to. Just don't go grouse hunting. Go sheep hunting. Temple takes his uh, nine-year-old sheep hunting. His nine-year-old kills a sheep, and Temple never shoots one. Yeah. <laughs> Ever in his life. Because I got snowed in he's for like, three oh, goddamn is... days in Delta. And then after that, he's like, God, Dad, this is pretty cool. We ought to do this every year. And kiss my ass, buddy. <laughs> no, with old... Frank and Tyler. I've had enough of this shit. The old... What shit? You're sitting there in a pair of Kuyu pants that... A... Tundra Talk listener sent oh, you. Man. I I really like these pants and I fit into them better now than last year. And they're tucked Good. into his wool socks. They are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crocs on. I got Crocs, Crocs which I saw. In. I saw an advertisement. You could get spurs for your Crocs. Wow. Saw, yeah. Cleats like ice cleats. No, like horse riding yeah. spurs. Oh, shit, dude. Crocs came back, man. Like, I think like two years ago, they started just the company started dying out, and then mm. for some reason they just. Bounce right back, and now they're just they make insulated Crocs. They make fucking Crocs with spurs on them. They make pan. Oh, on. these are little spurs you could click on your four wheel drive. Yeah, your four wheel drive straps. I don't know. Maybe pandemic people are like I would rather just be comfortable than care. Give a shit. What I'd I, rather what ride my like. horse in Crocs with spurs. <laughs> yeah. Seems how I have COVID now. <laughs> but I was gonna say, yeah, my. My old twenty five out six. I mean, I haven't shot the thing in almost ten years, but I killed that sheep. That that was the first like. It was a fucking week ago. You're like, I'm gonna revive the odd six. I was six. gonna. And then fucking three days later, you're like traded the odd six. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, no, my my trade. my uncle's been Uncle Tracy's been after that one for several years he asked every once in a while asked me oh, if you ever saw that one and i wasn't gonna and then he made me offer i couldn't refuse 
Yeah, let's hear it. Well, early, early made you an offer that you should have refused because you (laughs) didn't know the outcome would have been better. Way better. He's like, oh, it's like how about if I? Well, we're I got roped into working another job, which reminds you never answer your phone. It sucks when your dad was your former boss too, because then you always got to answer the phone. You don't know if it's working. Can you can you work? You know the he he doesn't ask me to. Yeah. He he doesn't yeah he doesn't ask me to work very often so but they were jammed. God forbid Tyler has to go to work. By the way, I worked a couple Jeez. days. Jeez. Yeah, Holy put the tools shit. put the What's tools that? back on. I'm allergic to work. <laughs> put the tools back on and uh, but you know so Tracy put I, the tools back on. I got an engineering degree, but I run a podcast. <laughs> Nick, Nick, what do you want to do when you get on the Air Force? <laughs> me? But, yeah. Insulate. Yeah, same thing as Insulate. Tyler. Insulate. Nothing. Nothing. Anyway, um, insulate. But he's. Like, you know, he's Zero. like, oh, me too. Let me know if you think about selling that. And all right, he's like, well, would you trade it? I'm like, what for? He's like, oh, a Radom nine millimeter. I'm like, done. He's like, good, because I was going to give it to you anyway. Eventually, <laughs> I'm like, shit. And what he's he's talking about is a pistol that my grandpa took off a, sweet. took off a, a dead German lieutenant back in the big one. That's fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> and, back to back uh, world champs. And it's uh, <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> no, anyway. So yeah, that's a done deal. But no, nope, that's trade. a good piece of history to have. Yeah, it's super cool. That that, that, I remember seeing it with my grandma. That picture brought up a lot of memory, like memory for me too. You yeah, know? my grandma. Yeah, it's my grandma. I remember my grandma showing me when I was a kid and hearing about it and hearing all these stories and stuff like that. So. No, it's pretty cool. Um, How old is your dad? How my dad's. Brit? Is he the oldest? Sixty. He was born in fifty nine. Is he the oldest? The math. No, he's not the oldest. Who's Jerry, the old? Jerry's the oldest. Jerry's the oldest. Okay. Yep. And uh, Jerry was on once, wasn't he? No, Tracy has been on a couple times. Jerry. I was just I, trying I to, to get, figure out the like, timeline get, where like both of your grandparents were in the World, World War Two. No. World War Two. And my grandfather died when he was seventy. Two or seventy three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never met my my grandpa. Died up here when my dad was like thirteen or so. Okay. But like a lot of the stories we you know obviously been told and um I remember when I was a little kid meeting his brother was yeah. owned a ranch down in Colorado too. I but, didn't. Uh, I knew my grandfather. Well, he yeah. passed away when I was. 15 i think or 14 or 15 something like that yeah so and he lived two miles up the road yeah so yeah Yeah, i spent a lot of time with my grandpa growing up but he they were you know they were born after or they weren't old enough during world war ii to be drafted or nothing like that and then they were too old by the time like vietnam so they were like more korean war stuff like that Uh but uh I, yeah, fuck the memories I have from my my grandpa, and my dad's uh, just ridiculous. You know, pick me up from school, go pheasant hunting every day because mm. he knew where they released the pheasants on the marsh. Oh, and, yeah. and he raised, you know, he raised labs. So I got, to, yeah, I got to do a lot because of my grandpa. And he was always around. He was always at the house. So, yeah. My grandpa cl- called me clumsy bastard feet. <laughs> clumsy bastard feet. 
I was I got I was always kicking the lights on the side of the cab of the fishing boat. They're yeah. right down there at foot level. I was always breaking those out. It's nice to have some like memories, like you know, tangible memories that you know, like things, right, from your grandparents. Like I got a Remington eleven hundred that my grandpa gave to me, and then I've got a pair of uh, like leather mitts that yeah. uh, that he had when he was young, and you know, I, yeah, you know, no, I, don't have, also, I don't have much else, you know. No, I've really. got because I've also. It was actually Tracy gave me one of his knives that I used. I cut on. Oh, and nice! Fucking I, heavy breathing, buddy. Temp. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus. Two finger widths. He's trying to fucking who's, who's get fingers? the blood circulating from those tight ass Kuyu pants. <laughs> That's the problem. They're looser now than they were. It's because all the pockets are unzipped. No. <laughs> <laughs> that does help. But no, like I. I yeah, I'm I just fucking with you, Temple. I'm glad you fit in them, bud. Me too. I like these. But pants. one of uh, you know, one of my grandpa's <laughs> one of my grandpa's hunting knives. To Tracy gave me. That's cool. I was cutting. I cut a little bit on my moose with it this, this year. This year, yeah. And uh, yeah, that thing's been an old nice. puma like antler handle yep. knife. That thing's been cut up a few moose. But uh, yeah, that I got a like a Winchester. 97, 1897, 12 gauge. I got one of them from my grandpa on my mom's side. And I actually, I killed my first goose with that thing. That gun that I have would probably still shoot, but man, it's just, it's worse for wear I think those 97s are kind of dangerous to shoot. Yeah. Especially with modern stuff. Is is that the exposed hammer one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're cool ass shotguns. Yeah, they are. Isn't there a replica of them that's, that's safe with modern stuff? Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't seen one. And he gave me a, a twenty-five thirty-five or a thirty-five twenty-five. Twenty-five, like a Winchester uh-huh. lever, lever gun. gun. Ah, yep, with nice. an octagon barrel. Oh, nice! I got That's that. cool. Yeah, I think some. Maybe it's Hornady makes some like Marlin makes a thirty-five, right? Yeah, there's 30, a few. There's a bunch different. To but anyway, you can lever, get, I think lever. Hornady, Hornady makes some like twenty-five thirty-five or something like that. And then a 410, Some which it's a single shot 410. That thing will shoot forever. Oh, it, and man. it does shoot. It's just fine. When I was a kid, one of my. Some of my buddies that lived down the road, they had some. They're farmers. They had some property we go like hunt doves and shit at. And they had their grandpa's. Their grandpa's old single shot 410. We called it the Pilgrim. Because <laughs> it, so, nice. it was so old. And the, the lever that like breaks action open the head of hell on, like with a rubber band to keep, keep, keep it from opening keep all the time. Yeah. Those single shot 410s are cool. They're, they're a nice little gun. I got Aiden one of those last fall. That's a good, yeah. that's a good little gun. He's just racking up the guns, huh? Yeah, here's hoping. Here's hoping. You know, Mama, Mama believes that there that there is a finite number of guns you can have, right? She believes there's a limit, like a thousand or two thousand, <laughs> yeah. considerably. Lo- I've already exceeded that limit as of long time ago. She'd so walk last in be four ten before that. Oh, you exceeded her limit. Yeah, her oh. limit. Her limit of you know the the number of guns a person should have, and which you know is an infinite number. Really. I know nowadays it doesn't sound all that unreasonable for a guy to have thirty thousand rounds of ammunition. <laughs> it does, right? As of today, as of today. Yeah, good luck finding ammo. I don't have any anywhere. Ammo. If you don't reload, it's gonna be like hard. The next fucking four years. <laughs> Things be tough. It's already all gone. So there's nothing you can't find ammo, ammo anywhere right now, and it's not like, conspiracy. Anything. Like, like it's just. <clears throat> and there was a guy, a guy that uh, the guy that owns Black Hills Ammo, Jeff Hoffman, oh, super cool dude. 
he actually like just put out a video because people, uh, you know, especially conspiracy theory, you know, they're trying, you know, they're trying to screw us over or whatever. Like the ammo companies like are running at full capacity. Yeah. It's like, they so where's it going? They can't. It, it's Porters. just the demand is so it's high. Underground bunkers. And underground <laughs> bunkers are saving no, it like, for themselves. The yeah. demand it's is so high. That with like thousands of cases the, of PBR. Well, the thing <laughs> is, there's people, there's there's people like you guys that just you know every once in a while you want a couple boxes of ammo, and then there's people that that don't even shoot that much ammo that just hoard it. I would assume. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the last time the shit hit the fan. I bought one of those reloaders for the fucking 22. 22, yeah. Yeah, that you can, like, cast your own bullets and yeah. then, you, like, resize the round and scrape it out. And you can use fucking... So how many stri- did you re- reload? How many did you make? Oh, I've made, like, and shot maybe 50 or 60, maybe 100 even of them. You can't even I, buy dies now to reload your own ammo. Well, this thing comes with the dies built into the crimper, into the frickin' two different... Weights of twenty-two bullets. Yeah, talk you can about pour. this because I don't think we it's ever pretty talked cool. about. This. I wish I could remember the name of the thing. It's some it sort looks of like pliers. a ba- baby set of pliers with a little nipper on top, and it's a lead mold. Okay. And then back from the two different weights of bullets that you can pour behind it is a crimp ring. Okay. So you just take already shot twenty-two brass. And it's got a little scraping tool, and you scrape out the spent powder and shit in the there. Spent, the spent priming, priming compound, compound from the and and yeah. from the from the rim and the powder and everything. You get it cleaned out, and then you can take either the priming compound that you can buy, or you can cut the tips off strike anywhere matches and crush it and grind it <laughs> like mess and you put it, <laughs> you mix it you put alcohol in in there so you dump it in there and you put alcohol in there and then you take the same scraper that you scrape it out with and you pack it into the sides mm. And then you set them up and let them dry. Let the alcohol all evaporate see out of that, there. See that squirrel up there on the and wall? Then, that took whatever, one hour. Well, whatever, <laughs> man. took one hour. Fucking whatever. That no, I, shit I, works. And you can crush <clears throat> up match heads and use them for fucking powder to actually shoot with. Holy if shit. If you act like, shit, I'm out of powder, but I got like 600 cases of fucking strike anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... But you can use black powder. Like, basically, you can use... I used all sort of shit in there. But fucking black powder, you're like, two shots, and you just, like, swab this bitch out. It's, like, zero accuracy. But pour the powder in. It's got a little measuring thing. It's, like, scoop this much, dump it in. Super simple, the whole process. And then you take the same thing that's the lead mold... And you stick the little round in there and crimp it, and it crimps the bullet Done. in there, and fuck, jam it in. Pow! So long as it doesn't hit the exact same place on the primer or on, on, the, the, on the rim, rim. on the rim that it did the last time, it'll fucking shoot. I never had one not go off. Yeah, yeah. man, they're badass. Did super you, did friggin' cool. Did you use cool. the priming compound or did you make it? Like I both. Matches. I oh, did nice. with matches, and I used the priming compound just to try it to yeah. see if ever, you know to make like be like yes, I mean, that's this pretty actually badass works. Yeah, Notion to be able to reload long rifle, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, No, that's pretty cool. I need to order one of those too. I'm sure they're still around. Oh, like it's one of those things like you've too. never freaking like. It's like why is this not more popular? Yeah, Those people are lazy. <laughs> yeah. I got into it. At that point in time, I was like, oh, I need a fucking burner. I need lead. I started going yeah, to I auto shops. That. I've got like fucking <laughs> thousand pounds of lead now. I'm not there. <laughs> fucking for days on end, melting lead tire weights and shit. Friggin' 
Holy I shit. Think you, I, I remember spent a you, lot of time. I think I remember you said when I was getting building this muzzle loader, I think you said something, you did something like, oh, yeah, if you, you want to buy a, a 50 cal round ball mold. <laughs> right. I, I was like, I got enough to shit. We'll be shooting these things forever. <clears throat> you gave me a couple ingots to make a, a weight when I was trying to build my own spine tester for my arrows. For yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they're not arrows. They're dowels. They're, they're dowels until I make them. Arrows. <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> set the record straight here. If there's yeah. a shortage of dowels in Fairbanks, it's because Temple's, Temples bow hunting. Yeah, <laughs> I do actually. I went and bought an ace spine tester eventually because the what I was coming up with clothespins and bamboo and coat hanger was just driving me fucking bonkers. You see, you see, Temple. There's a time when <laughs> the the time and effort that you would put into something is more beneficial just to hand over a couple <laughs> dollar like to pay for it. And I've got some arrows you can have. I got. I gave I gave you him gave a it, set of like some Eastern Axis two sixty. They're, they're too straight. They're too. They might be. Just don't shoot worth a shit. <laughs> I'm so used to shooting these crooked fucking dowels. <laughs> See if I hold my breath right here, this crooked ass dowel will shoot straight. Yeah, we even fu- we even fucking tuned those we up did. for they him, man. You know, and he's like, "Oh, I can't believe how well these things shoot." And then, wow, it went oh, exactly put them where right I in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, it's the, the, cheating. Which, the, uh, the, hang on now. The other part of that is I was trying to use the wood dowels in 230-ish grain points so that I could put Frank's brother's rocks through some critters. Oh, yeah. that's right. Which I, which I have yet to do. Still needs to happen. Yes. Yes, it does. That's why I'm still shooting the damn oak dowels. That range anywhere from 850 to 1,100 grains in weight. Jesus. Why did that one hit low? <laughs> Gee, I wonder, Temple. Yeah. yeah. Shoot some carbons or some aluminums. Uh, I'm going to get back to them Easton Axis 260s. I got a, I got two dozen of them. Yeah, they're nice. I, I went, Start when they're long and come over here and um, have Tyler go through the process of tuning them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you know the length and, yep. and everything. As long as you keep your point weight the same, it'd be just that's, fine. That's my plan. I don't plan yeah. on changing any of that shit. But you don't need any matchsticks. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> or a pair of pliers. For the matchsticks, I'm gonna have to get one of those reloading tools. Sounds cool. You're gonna need matches, though. How are you gonna get your arrowheads to stay on those dowels? <laughs> Hot glue, goddammit! Oh, I'll get some. I'll get some pine pitch off of that guy's ass. <laughs> some bird sap. <laughs> we brought it full circle. Oh shit! So I think I hinted to Frank that story. <laughs> Were you telling me your your truck and the penny? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'll tell that story. That's fucked up. <laughs> so my Dodge, the seats are like tipped back or whatever, and my fucking change always falls out of my pockets. <laughs> so I'm working all day and I'm fucking dirty as shit. I don't know what I was doing. I was like digging in the dirt or something like that, and I'm like fucking dirty. Like as soon as I get home, I'm like, I gotta go in. I gotta take a shower because like anything that I sit down on or touch is gonna get tainted. <laughs> so I go and I stand, turn the shower on, take my clothes off, hop in the shower. I'm standing there for a second, hot water. I'm like, ah, oh, nice. This is good. And I hear tink. And I was like, what the fuck? And I turn around and look, and there's a penny laying on the floor. It was in your ass cheek. <laughs> it was right in my ass crack. I've had that happen. <laughs> 
I was like, I feel like I'm a fucking yeah. penny bank and the plug fell out of the bottom. <laughs> I woke up one day last summer and I got out of bed and I put shorts on and I and I went to, into the bathroom and I heard fucking cling cling and I looked down and there was a dime sitting on the fucking ground. <laughs> Shit I was fell in, out of my I, pocket it, it in my was truck. in my ass. And it had got into my Where else? That's what I was like. I'm standing I, there in the shower, and I'm yeah. looking at the penny on the floor. I'm I like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> I'm standing in the shower, and I'm like, <laughs> looking at the ceiling. Like, yeah. maybe there's money falling yeah. through a hole in the yeah. floor or something. Yeah. Nope. I'm like, and then I start thinking about it. I'm like, that was in my ass cheeks. Yep. I told my wife the same thing. I'm like, I slept all night with a dime in my ass. I had to have. I, I don't put know it, how it happened. I put it up. There's like wood around the top of the shower at the house, and I stuck the penny up there. So every time I get in the shower, you I look, look up, the penny's still there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> oh, yeah. man. It's that's like, pretty good. You hear that? I mean, in the shower, I was like, what the? Fucking <laughs> looking around behind yeah. me, and then I looked up, ceiling. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? It took me a few minutes to be like, that came out of my ass. <laughs> I just heard it hit the fucking linoleum, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I looked yeah. down, there's a dime laying there. I'm like, there ain't no way I had a dime in my hand or anything. You're right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know I had change in my pocket. I go to my pants after I got out of the shower, and I was like, where the fuck did all that change go? Go to the truck and it's like fucking eight dollars worth yeah. of shit laying behind the seat on the floor. Yeah. <clears throat> if two dimes and a nickel would have fallen out, I'd have been worried. <laughs> right, right, right. Like maybe I need to shower more often. <laughs> oh man, I got grumpy old men or whatever. Uh, you know that line where the the kid ate a the kid ate a fucking quarter. You know mm-hmm. in the movie or whatever, and the mom's freaking out, and the old man, the old grandpa's like. Well, if she shits out two dimes and a quarter, you got something to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Those were some good movies. Oh, I watched Matthew and Jack Lemmon. I watched them both the other day, or not the other day, but like a month ago. Yeah. And man, they're the classics. But yeah. I did not realize how many movies those two guys are in a together. Lot. Oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. The Odd they're Couple, The Odd Couple Two, it's, Grumpy Old Man, Grumpy yeah. Year Old Man. So many of them. They're in a bunch of movies together. Some old ones too. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, funny fuckers, man. Yeah, what the heck were we talking about just before? Because I had to go take I, piss. There was some, I feel like there was some, no, it was before Pennies and Nascrack. You, I feel like you there were going to sell me up the river or something. I was going <laughs> to sell you up the river. Or oh, down yeah, the river. oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, this was, yeah, that was a little while back. It was something oh, else well, I was going to tell you. But no, but the, but what I was going to sell you up the river was the auger. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah. this spare auger I got, Temple's. I was asked Temple if he wanted to buy it. He's like, "No, I don't want to buy it." So I, <laughs> so he, but then he figures out. He's like, "Oh, one of his coworkers ended up buying it." Oh, well, at least you got me. rid of it. Yeah, and I met up, linked up with with her, and uh, and dropped off and like kind of run through. He's like, "Yeah, Temple said you know we were asked if we could borrow one." He says, "Yeah, mine kind of works sometimes." I said, "It's <laughs> finicky. It's owner operated." <laughs> I probably need to clean the carb and sharpen the blades. You need to let your kids use bait when you go fishing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I sold you up the river on that one, too. <laughs> That's what you need to do. I, I do need to be better about yeah. letting You just give them a hook bait. or what? 
Swedish pimples or little white jigs or make him work yeah. for it. You know, yeah. he don't want to take too many fish off the hook, and you don't want to bring the hut because you don't want to be out there for too long. You <laughs> when you take four of them little fuckers fishing by yourself, you'll you're, think exactly the same you're way. You're praying they get cold. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. You're not. Co- oh, you're cold. All right, fine. It's time to go. But I don't want to go. Too late. I'm cold too now. <laughs> oh man. Well, last time I took both of mine, my daughter peed her pants like oh. immediately. Aww. Which is weird for her because she yeah. normally don't do that. She's the older one. She's, no, no, she's, she's younger. Oh. She's she, oh, I got confused. She just turned three, but she, I mean, she's been yeah. body trained for like a year, and I mean, yeah. she's in her snowsuit and everything. And she's just like, man, Dad, I peed. You know, like just soaked through. I'm uh. like, what the? Like no warning or anything. It was kind of weird, but I uh, <clears throat> was like, well, all right, I got this sleeping bag that I normally wrap around the power head on the auger. <laughs> <laughs> And I had a big camp chair in there in the heater, so I'm like, well, I guess you're sitting on the, I guess you're sitting on the camp chair, and so I just wrapped her up and took, you know, stripped all her pants off. She's naked there and like strapped, wrapped her in her sleeping bag, and all right, you're sitting on the camp chair. Me and your brother are fishing. Was she fine with it? Oh, she's fine. Yeah. Last year, my daughter stepped in an eight-inch hole, right up to her hip. She was lucky she didn't get both legs down in there. What? Well, that's why I ended up getting that six, that yeah. little pistol, that drill auger yeah. in six inch. Because inside the hut, man, just dealing yeah. with little tiny kids. Like, there's no way. Snowshoes on them. Snowshoes <laughs> on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fall in the hole now. It's cool that there's all the little stock lakes right around here. You know, and I, I never understood why adults fish them for themselves. But, like, for the kids to get oh, them. Yeah. Like, when just you to can just feel the. Out, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That's pretty encouraging although, for a young yeah. kid. To, you know, oh, yeah. Although the, the like the kings, the out of it. I think they stock the kings because they they grow so quick, probably. Yeah, but guess. the kings are freaking kind of tricky for little kids. They're tricky to hook. Like you got to be, you know, you got to where you could gank them pretty regular with a little jig and just a little piece of bait on it, and just let their like dead calm. And if you're on it with setting hook, you catch them no problem. But it's, but, but it's like not one of those ones kid, that grab it and run away it, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, you know, the, which that's. You know, so I don't know if, and I don't know, some of these stalker rainbows are pretty hard-mouthed as well. Maybe I, I just got too used to catching grayling where you don't, don't even know. freaking do well, I nothing. just think it's cool that there's places oh, around it, here to it get is, the kids yeah. out. Like you're taking, you know, Jed and Sadie out there. They're young, you know, yeah, and they're able yeah. to go out there and catch fish, and they probably freaking love <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, little shits. They, <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah, when I was my son's age, man, I would have, I literally would have shit my pants like it was so, yeah. with fishing like that. There would have been a story about me. Yeah. <laughs> I, honest, I honestly wish I had a better story. I I was pretty sure I was going to shit my pants on the way back from sheep hunting this year. Like when we fi- I finally got back to town at like 1130 midnight. And I hadn't eaten anything since breakfast. And so I'm like, I got to get some food. And I'd like everywhere it's closed, McDonald's closed, whatever. And I don't really eat McDonald's, but. I was desperate. So Taco Bell was open. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I'm sitting in That'll line. That'll the old tubes sit- real fast. Huh? I'm sitting in line, and I could already feel like, you know, like I was I was playing with fire. And I'm sitting in line at Taco Bell waiting, and it was about drunk. It was- to do, bud. I know. <laughs> you going to take mine, too? Oh, we're changing out empties here. It was about freaking drunk 30 so the line was long at taco bell i'm sitting in there like having to keep one side off my seat i'm like there's probably a 50 percent chance if i do this and eat this food i'm gonna shit my pants before i get home <laughs> or or have to jump out on the side of the road and take a shit 
but I went for it, and it ended up not happening. So yeah. that's as exciting as that story got. But uh, yeah, you've been catching a lot of Lakers this year, huh? Some little ones. You guys caught some little yeah. ones the other day. <laughs> no, we fucking yeah. got after it. I've yeah. been I've been on this kick to try to catch. So Nick catches some pretty nice Lakers. So I've been out with Nick quite a bit, quite a bit. And then uh, he went to Mexico coos deer hunting. I'm like, I text him like, Hey, can I borrow your lake? Your lake trout fishing shit. Yeah, so. Connor's. I ran into him at, in the parking lot in town, and he's like, "I got all Nick's ice fishing shit." <laughs> yeah, I see. I see this red Ford pull up. I'm like, "Are you in the uh, sportsman's parking lot?" He's like, "Yep." Yeah. I'm like, "Cool." Hop out of my truck. Tyler's right there. Went to sportsman's for a little bit. No fucking ammo, so I just followed Tyler around for a little bit. I forgot what you you got some. What was I doing? I was getting a, a couple AR parts. Yeah, you got some AR parts. Or uh, I mean, uh, Nerf gun parts. <clears throat> yeah, boating accident. Yeah. Lost in the river. Yeah. But I've been I fell out. in without a life jacket. I, what the fuck? I don't know. I am pro gun control. <laughs> I have. I sold all my guns. Yeah. Everything. Actually, I gave them away to the yard sale. Yeah. <laughs> to who? That's why I was in there. You they, I right? didn't ID anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they were illegal immigrants. You never oh, know. It's okay then. Yeah. But I went out a couple times. I was texting Nick. I'm like, hey, I'm out at this lake fishing. What do I do? I'm not catching anything. Haven't had a mark. Nothing. Fucking ridiculous. I went out for like two days straight for eight hours. Nothing. And what did I say? I don't know. Go to a different lake. What's, what'd you? <laughs> yeah. This lake what is fucking. He said, he said, the lake's tough to fish or whatever. No, I Try said something it. different. No, I said it sucks to suck. Yeah, you did. sucks <laughs> to suck. <laughs> So we get back, we get back, and he's like, "Hey, let's go lake trout fishing." I'm like, "Perfect, let's fucking go." You're not going to catch shit because I haven't caught anything. Within like a couple hours, fish on. I'm like, "You fucking bitch." <laughs> Me and Jake were like, "I, Jake and I drove off a couple hundred yards to go fish another hole." And he comes out of the hut. He's like, "Hey, boys!" He holds up this fucking <laughs> fish. I'm like, "You son of a bitch." I'm like, okay, that's the only one he's catching. Two fish later, I'm sitting in my truck. I'm like, God, motherfucker. <laughs> caught three fucking fish. I haven't caught shit in the past three days. Well, there was no size to them, but... They were still lake trout. It was a it was a moral victory for me. So I've no. done, I did four there one day. It's my, it was my best day. I think a, a three three fish day on that lake is probably oh, unheard huge. of for the most part. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. I caught four that day, and Rob caught three. We ended it's up a with a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a good nice day. day. Some point, Nick became a fisherman. He did. No, it's it, yeah. It, it, each year about December first. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, switch flips. I mean, I I've got sucked down that not not with this year not with like bit. hunting and fishing, but Rob's big into sports, like likes football and everything. Yeah, f- between football and baseball is NASCAR. He calls it the taint of the <laughs> fucking sport. The taint. So it's like, ice fishing is like the taint of yeah. fucking s- outdoor sporting. It's like between hunting seasons. I was, I, was, I was telling Connor the other day that, you know, last week I was in Mexico hunting deer and he's telling me he's fucking lake trout fishing. I'm like, fuck this. The next deer that comes in is getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> I need some weight here. <laughs> I'm like, I am well, going. Like, I am we're going. We're out. So, Tyler's like, I'm texting Nick. I'm gonna tell him we got 23 Lakers today. He'll yeah. shit his fucking pants. And he did. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, they were all like 13 inches long. <laughs> it's the smallest Lakers I've ever seen in my entire life. It was weird. They were like brook trout, 
Really? Yeah. Good color on all of them, or are oh, they a little bit different, like or all black. the same? Black. So dark. No shit. Yeah. Like, I've caught one Laker that's that color before. Every single one we caught was just like so fucking dark. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. That's that's so that lake has a different strain of. Or, it's, or, it's just a different bottom structure. They're like different. You know, yeah. there's like they don't get a lot of light probably, cool, especially man. this time of year and. Yeah, was it stock? Really, was really it stock lake or? Yeah, long yeah, time. You know? Well, I guess they've stocked it recently, but it was stocked a long, long time it had ago. Been, it had been the last time Lake Trout had been stocked in there was like 2000. Okay, so a long time ago. And then they stocked more like little fingerlings, like four to six inches in there this year. But they had just surveyed it in 2019. There's got to be some big and fish found in there, Lake Trout. Well, you would I think. I, you know, I don't know. They're obviously reproducing. Is there anything else in there? Or it's just rainbows. Supposedly rainbows, but that's we all we caught was Lakers all, all day. Okay. Lake trout. Yeah. Okay. And we, you know, we were only fishing like ten feet of water, so it was like, yeah, not, it wasn't. You would. It's actually is a really fucking cool lake. I glassed two fucking rams while we were fucking yeah. <laughs> while we were <laughs> fishing. Shit. Yeah. You're like, I know where I'm going. So you found the trail and it takes you right back there with a oh, sled, yeah. no problem. Cool. No problem. No, but, it's fucking super cool. Did you guys ride double back there? We yeah. did. I mean, yeah. I walked half the way. Well, yeah. And then wrote, did Tyler yeah. sit in front of Frank facing? Him? I was a big spoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not to exactly. Not. I was going to say. Not I mean. to nut or not to butt. <laughs> nice. We actually flipped around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, between that. Some that would call it 69. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dime and a dime. It's called a gentleman's ride. Right. Yeah, between the text. And when you get Tyler home, you shit pennies. <laughs> <laughs> If you're lucky, you get a quarter of a dime out of there every now and then. Yeah. Christ. That's yeah, between funny. the text from Tyler about 23 lake trout and Connor telling me he's fishing, I was fucking twitching, man. I, like, I shouldn't fucking be worried I'm about telling, this. I'm telling, it's 90 degrees I'm here. telling Nick, I'm like, dude, I wish I was down in Mexico fucking hunting. That sounds awesome. And then little do I know, he's like, I wish I was in Alaska when it's fucking 10 degrees out in the middle of a fucking frozen lake. In an ice hunt, whatever. Fishing. I'm I like, think, shit, dude, I'll be bad. Fucking, we've Mexico. been going on this whole time and rambling on. You should talk about. You just got back from coos deer hunting. Yeah, yeah. fucking shot a beautiful deer. I did. I Let's did. I mean, y'all heard the story already, but no one else <laughs> listening has. It's the second year in a row that I went to this place, and I go down there with some good friends. And it's a you know, pretty, pretty well managed piece of property, but thirty thousand acres, and here's like t- maybe twelve or fifteen tags. That's it for the whole place, and there's a very well managed very low pressure these deer like you sit on water this year we sat water and uh it was just so hot and so dry like sonora was in a 50-year drought so like a lot of the cattle ranchers had to get rid of their cows and stuff like that like that's why that cow picture i was talking about they had choya all over their face which is not uncommon because they'll eat the choya which is like these little cactus that fucking you walk by them they're gonna stick to you right um but all the grass was growing near the base of these choya so the cows had to go down there and you know all the rest of the stuff last year that was knee high waist high grass was completely dirt this year so you know talking with some other people that have hunted coos deer a lot when there's a drought you know the rut is slow and it's late but they need water you know and the cool thing about coos deer is they might be nocturnal but they are active all day long Mm -hmm. so you know from eight o'clock in the morning when it gets light out until you know three or four in the afternoon these deer are moving constantly and uh, first day i think i seen 40. they move all night too they, they they might move all night but they typically won't water at night oh, okay 
So like they they might be chasing and doing some stuff at night, but yeah, for the they most water part, during the day. Yeah, most 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 often they're uh they're they're not exactly like nocturnal. They're, Are they feeding it during the day too, or just watering during the day? Um, a lot of the water holes uh have you know where it dries up and stuff. The stuff that is in the shade that doesn't get burned by the bales sun. Bales of hay. No bales of no. hay. <laughs> this real short grass grows. Like real, you know, maybe an inch or two mm-hmm. along the, uh, like along where the roots are in water, still moist in water. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. where where it's in the shade, where it didn't get burned away, where it's gotcha. able to grow and, right. and whatever. So like you know, al- along the water holes, there's usually a couple spots where the deer are able to eat. But that first day, I think I seen forty deer and six bucks and passed them all. You know, but I brought a really nice camera along and took pictures of everything. And then what's cool is like you come back at night and. You know, show the two or three guys you're hunting with all the photos and everything. And um, I, I go down there with some people that are really good at scoring deer and whatever. And so you can like talk about, oh, that that was a buck you should have shot, or this buck, you know, a little bit young, you know, because where we're hunting, you can you can you could shoot a boon and crock a deer any day. And mm-hmm. um, so I hunted a new water hole this year for the first day, and my buddy Zach hunted a water hole that we both shot bucks on last year. He hunted there the first day. And uh, he saw the, uh, you know, that buck that I was showing you guys trail cam pictures of before I went. Amazing. Yeah, it's a so nice he, fucking deer. He saw him the first day, and he, you know, that deer walked in and didn't quite give him a shot. He, he watered at like 40 yards, 44 yards, and he thought he was going to come back to another buck that was uh, kind of you know, chasing a doe, like just nudging her along the water, and he figured he was going to come to 30 yards. Never did. Turn around, walk straight away, so he didn't shoot at it. And uh, th- those deer... the, the when they come into the water, they'll they'll either they'll walk right into the water and drink, or they'll they'll stand on the edge and walk in and drink. But once they commit, they're they're going. But mm. you have about fifteen seconds of while they're drinking max. Like they're not drinking long, and they're turning around, and they're leaving. They're not like you know you you think like a deer on a food plot, like they're a not white like tail. rolling around in the water. Do no, they come of... back multiple times? I uh, one day I saw a buck come in twice, uh, about three hours apart. <clears throat> Um, it's hard to tell what the doe is, right? You know, no, like, right, right, it, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, they they may come in a time or two, but a lot of times those bucks will just stay on the edge and let the doe that they might have been chasing go in in water, and, and then just waiting for yeah, it to just come wait back. for it to come out and and stuff like that. So yeah, Zach saw that great buck that first day, and he took some pictures of it, and you know. The, the photo of the buck that he took with the camera um, made it look a lot smaller than what we originally had thought it was. You know, so like, man, it's a fucking nice deer, but, you know, it's not, you know, the 120-inch deer that we thought it was. It's maybe like 114, 110, whatever, which is still a fucking tremendous deer. Right. Um, I don't know shit about coos deer, but when you first sent those pictures, before you even went down there, I was like, there's two deer in the pictures that you sent, and I was like, I like that one, and that one is fucking huge. Yeah. So then, uh, so I didn't, I didn't, I passed deer that whole day. And then the next day we went and sat and, um, I had just tons of action. It was buck after buck coming in and does all around. I think I seen 60 deer that day and, uh, passed a couple decent bucks, but then man, this fucking, and 40 javelina walked by at 15 yards. And I'm usually like wanting to shoot them. They walked right by and watered right in front of me. I'm like, I'm just going to wait. You know, I don't want to shoot one and mess up the, you know, the, the rest of the day sit and right after they left, I look out my left window, and there's a buck coming out of the brush 15 feet away. He walked right by the blind. I saw that he had his right side was good, a nice four-point. And then when he got down to the water, I, I bent over in the blind to grab my bow. And when I came back, you know, nice and slow, but when I came back up, he was looking at me. So I, I never got movement. 
Well, I don't know if he saw the movement, but he, you know, he, may, you know, deer are on edge all the time. They're yeah, super spooky. Yeah. Um, but when I came back up and, and got ready to shoot, he was staring at me. So I never got to see his left side, which he, he had a broken G3, which big deal, you know, but it, it, it would have probably wouldn't have shot him if I saw that. But uh, I saw that he had bladed brow tines and forked brow yeah. tines. And I'm like, man, he's, you know, that's a mature deer. He's not huge, but he's nice. And he's, you know, he's 15 yards away at this point. So I drew back, he went and watered, you know, put his head down. I shot him. He ran 15, 20 yards, died pretty excited so i went over grabbed him drug him back to my blind and more deer kept coming out you know like they didn't even care whatsoever it was oh, shit yeah so I that's crazy radioed whatever they came and picked me up and we, we hauled them out and so that was the second day so i had four more days to do whatever that day zach shot at the buck that he ended up killing and missed it buck came in same thing watered 44 yards He's like this time i'm gonna shoot you and right when he was about to he, he doesn't shoot a trigger finger he shoots like you know a, a, not a hinge but like a thumb release that you know it, it takes a little bit of back tension to shoot so he can't like tell it to go off he can but you're not gonna be as accurate you know when you punch it but when he shot it lifted its head and the arrow went right underneath his like neck basically and stuck into the dirt so he missed it and so the next day you never saw him um the day after that, he did see him, and uh, same watered in the same spot within like five feet, and just made a killer shot. And so, they come and I, I was sitting in a water hole. I shot a coyote that morning. Um, came into the water, silent as can be, and I uh, I didn't even know like the range or nothing. But he came to my right, and I had to shoot a mechanical broadhead through the mesh on those ground blinds. You know, yeah. but I had it real tight, and I was like, "Well, fuck it." I'll, rather try it on a coyote than something else you know he's 23 yards fucking stone dead arrow went through him and he just like literally fell in the water <laughs> fucking coyote. there's a lot of coyotes this year there's they usually hire a trapper to come down and take care of the coyotes and stuff like that but he, he hurt his knee or something this year so he couldn't come we saw more coyotes driving around than we saw deer and and you there's probably we we kind of like the core area of the 30,000 acres we estimate there's probably 100 deer per square mile is what we're, is what Holy we think. Yeah, and usually driving around, you're seeing lots of deer and stuff because they're chasing, they're rutting and stuff. But this year we didn't see shit. I mean, maybe saw maybe twenty deer in six days driving around. Like not not driving around actively looking. I'm talking driving to the blinds at prime time, or driving way in the when deer. you're going to be seeing. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so last year we probably saw, you know, 200 deer while driving around. But you're still seeing 40, 50 deer sitting in the bind. Yeah, like 40 to 60. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Coming of in the water. Deer, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. So he killed that buck, brought it, came and picked me up. And I, as soon as I looked in the back of the pickup truck, I'm like, dude, that's way bigger than what we thought. You know, just the frame and main beams curve around. And the cool thing about hunting this place is that you have, you have so much um, time to look at the trail cam pictures, take photos of the bucks. They're probably going to come back. You're, you're going to probably see them multiple times, especially on the water, because they're just not pressured that oh. you're able to really make a good decision about what you want to shoot. Yeah. And if I was a little bit more patient, you know, I could have shot a booner last year and probably again this year, this year if I'd wait, you know. From over here, you were fucking patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have that kind of discipline. T- Temple yeah. had that twitch in his eye when Nick said 40, 50 deer the first day. He was like, why, why didn't you tag out the first day? <laughs> Temple's like, like, I'm coming home. Had, I would have had him in my Insta pot already. It's just, they yeah. show up to get Temple and he's got like 30 deer laying around. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's just a super special place. Do you want the tab now or later? <laughs> yeah. And, and do you bring the meat back with you or do you, can, can you, it'd do, be a pain. do you eat it the whole time you're down we, there we, once uh, you start shooting so them? We ate the backstraps 
the back straps off my buck and then uh the buck that zach shot we ate the back straps off that but they they have so much food like ready for us you know like the back straps are an appetizer to like a t-bone dinner you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like and, but we eat the, as much as we wanted we could eat but the thing is like the cowboys and stuff that work the ranch they kind of rely on that meat so it's all given back to them and then the next day you drive by the ranch that the cowboys stay in and all that meat is um it's like it's rolled out it's not like taken out in muscle groups and packaged right it's it's rolled out and it's flat and big strips you know mm. like six or eight inches wide or as wide as the muscle group is and you know 10 inches long or whatever mm-hmm. and then draped over clotheslines and then the sun dries it, no bugs hit it whatsoever. And then they take all that meat once it's dried, and they put it in a hole in the floor in their, um, in you know, in their little ranch house or whatever, mm-hmm. cold in there. And then when they want to eat it, they they rehydrate it, and they make what's called machado. It's like a rehydrated, you know, deer meat, beef, whatever it might yeah. be, with potatoes, and you eat it on a on a tortilla with beans and. No um, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you know it's temples over here. Yeah, I, I tried some of it without any, without being rehydrated. It's like jerky, right on, without the salt and all that stuff. You know they don't use a whole lot of salt. So how about did you bring the cape back then? Yep, and cape. the head and the antlers. Yep, cape and the antlers brought that back. <clears throat> yep, pretty That's easy cool. process getting it back across. The, when you go through customs and stuff, there's just one extra step. The USDA has to go through and inspect the cape to make sure there's no ticks or nothing on that, but. They're they're pretty good about it, and the the cowboys. I mean, they take extreme care with those capes because they don't want you to lose it. You know, they want you to make right. sure all the ticks are gone. Right. <clears throat> so those bucks, those bucks in those watering holes. If, if you saw one specific buck, is he is he more inclined to come back several days later throughout the day? Or I saw I saw mature bucks water in the same spot. You know, several days in a row. They come in and come out the same spot, or just different spots. Usually, they the mature deer will come in the same spot if they're if they're not out chasing a doe, right. or you know, we're coming in where a doe may have came in, and you know that might dictate it. But majority of the time, they're they're coming in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just a spot where they, you know, where right. the wind's perfect for them to come into the water and survey what they're doing, go in, drink, and when when they put their head down, I mean. You need to already be at full draw, and your deci- your mind needs to be made yeah, up. So let's say like, that deer. It's like you there's there's a couple things to quick look at where you can judge you know how how big the deer is. You know you want to have you know three inch brow tines. You want to have you know seven or eight inch G two. And this is really funny. A seven inch G two. I mean that's crazy for a whitetail. Like mm-hmm. you know you're talking that's a small. But if you buck. saw him today and passed a bump on him today. You could go back tomorrow and pretty much shoot them too. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I mean, the chances are, if you passed a buck on day but over one, the course you would of five see him. days, you would you'd likely see him again. But having okay. a good shot on him might, might not, not be yeah. the case. So, and that's yeah. the other reason why I shot the buck I shot is because a lot of the deer I was seeing they were coming to water between fifty six and thirty eight yards, and you know when you're sitting in the blind, these coos deer look like a normal size whitetail, but they're the size of like a German Shepherd. They're ninety pounds. They're you know they're yeah. they're yeah. not big, but they Everything is proportionate to the surroundings. So when they come in, they look like, you know, that's that's a good target. Till you draw back and your pin fucking covers up the whole chest, you know, yeah. at 38 mm-hmm. yards. I drew back on nearly every deer that came in just to get, get a feel for get everything. a feel for yeah. it. And I still that's really smart. I still yeah, didn't feel like comfortable taking a shot, you know, that 38 would have been fine, but when they would water on the, you know, the other side of the water hole, they were 56 yards. I'm like, fuck. A, that's a poke. That's yeah. a long shot, and I, yeah. I feel like a decent shot. And that's especially still not accounting shot. for any reaction they might have. You know, right? Yeah, There's yeah. yeah, their own so shadow spooks sometimes. Yeah. Man. yeah, exactly. Did yours? Did your jump the string when you shot? No, he's no? so close, man. I. What I about mean, Zach's? Did he? Did 
Did that no, one jump? Zach's the arrow hit him. His head was still down. He put it right where it needed to be. It really? Shot him basically, you know, head down, right, right, you know, right behind the the neck mm-hmm. where it meets the body cavity, straight through, and it came out right by his pecker. No kidding, huh? So yeah, and the arrow actually ended up back in the water hole. Which no was, shit. I don't know how the hell that happened. Like it went through, did something, and it came back towards him and landed in the water hole. No kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, yeah, that buck ended up being just under 122 inches, which is just phenomenal for a coos deer. It's unbelievable. It it's scored, like sh- it's like a 200-inch whitetail. It basically. scored, obviously. What's that? It, it made books, obviously, right? It, w- it, will. it will. I mean, yeah. we scored it in camp, and yeah. he's an official measure. I'm an official measure. Yeah. I mean, we kind of knew what we were doing. Yeah. But, um, that Mexico stuff, man, it's so fun. It's just <laughs> it's something to do. Yeah, obviously. Um, Target-rich environment. And then the last couple days we sat water holes in the morning and went and took pictures of like there's this lake on the property middle of nowhere desert and there's fucking pelicans and there's blue herons and flamingos on this like what kind of fish are in there no fish what are the pelicans no fish eating? no idea i got they, hmm. every year you know last year down there too there are hundreds of pelicans on this lake they're just sitting there in the water in the middle of the desert just hmm. getting wet and you know, swimming around, but flamingos there. So you shot the deer and the the deer or the deer and the um the coyote. Right? And I shot another coyote on the last day, and I mule deer hunted for a little bit, and that didn't turn out well. But you know, yeah, we'll figure that out next year. They just the setup that they had just wasn't quite yeah ideal. It was just a little too far. But no javelina. I saw a javelina. I just never got a shot at. I mean, I passed shots on javelina. Yeah. That, Wish I would. No, I don't wish I would have taken. But uh, oh, last year, fuck, I you saw him pre deer. Yeah, right. Temple's yeah. like, if yeah. it's there, shoot it. <laughs> yeah. Eat the damn thing. Yeah. The thing. yeah. yeah. I want awesome. a picture of that webbed buck when somebody shoots that one. I, I don't think anyone's going to shoot him this year. Really? No. I uh, wait on it. Wait for the coyotes to eat it instead. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I just I don't think anyone's going to shoot that deer this year. Any the only person that would have shot it so far would have been me. Really? <laughs> you not, fucked it, up. It's not, well, I didn't see it, and it was on the same hole Zach was hunting. Oh, uh, right on. Um, D- he he didn't never saw it either. Never huh? saw it. No, we never. Coyotes saw probably it. already killed it. No. Heavily <laughs> <laughs> ate it already. Dead. Yeah. Damn it. So an, another. So I like that so kind of deer. I think that shit's super cool. Oh, no, he's like great. That. And yeah. and I think next year he's going to be even better. But the, the rest of the guys that are hunting, they, they, they ain't shooting. They him. would never shoot him. Yeah. Just, yeah. It, the, the ranch is too good to to allow yourself to shoot a deer like I shoot there, put it that way. And the buck I shot, I'm extremely happy with. Fantastic oh, it's deer. Beautiful. Well, that's the yeah. important thing yeah. is like, man, if a deer <laughs> yeah. comes in, you're like, or whatever animal, like, yeah, like. Yeah. It's happening. Dude. <laughs> Just freaking let it happen. Yeah. No, and I'd rather you make you way. know you may be like ah oh, fuck afterwards, but I mean I've had some did. situations like that. But at the same time, I was like ah oh, you know I'm still yeah. like I'm not going to shoot something I'm not going to be happy with. I, d- I didn't think that afterwards. Yeah. But the the guy that runs the ranch, he's like next year no arrows till day three. You can go sit, <laughs> but you are not taking arrows to the ball. I'll hold your bow for the first three days. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that's that's fine too. Um. So I that the whole. You know, pissing in the bottle story, blah, 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 and it fucking piss all over the place. So the last day, I was in the blind, and uh, we had we had drank quite a bit the night before, and we, like, really let loose. It was one of the guy's birthday and, you know, whatever. So we were up till probably midnight, and we, like, you know, five, six hours of sleep. Get in the blind, I'm just like, I need to drink a lot of water today. So I brought, like, six bottles of water along, and I'm fucking chugging them, you know, as fast as I can. And 
um, pissing in the bottles that I brought instead of the ones that the mice chew holes in. And uh, I had a Zin in. And I fucking swallowed the zin. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. So I started, like, forcing myself to puke to try to get it out. Like I didn't... Back in the college days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad. And it got... I, I, I tried and tried and tried, and I could Why not... Why swallow and shit it out? Well, I didn't know if it... I didn't know what it was going to do to me. Okay? Nick's so, like, I'm going to die. No, I didn't think I that. I'm like, this ain't, this ain't fucking good. You probably you know? already sucked all the nicotine out of the fucking thing. Yeah, so I text my wife and Jake. I'm like, what happens if I swallow this in? Can you Google it? Like, now? You know, after I tried puking a lot, and I tried to puke so much that my fucking eyes hurt, like the pressure up here. I, I fucking burst. Oh, it's terrible. I bursted a blood vessel in, like, the corner of my eye here trying to puke. And then I find out it's like, it doesn't even matter. If I, no. Just don't eat more than one of them a day or something, it said. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking pouch you if hold you're giving in your these face your kids. all day anyway. <laughs> just make sure they I'm only like, swallow one a yeah, day. Yeah, I'm like, oh, God, all How that freaking work. The stick in the eye. How's your eye doing? Not good. No, um, nope, not good at all. Like if I, it lo- like there's no look to it. Like yeah. nothing. No, I look in the mirror. You can't see it, but the it's basically like if you looked at a windshield that had taken a key or something to it and oh, just no, scratched it a bunch. Yeah. Oh. Um, I have felt that my right eye is taking over everything. So like I when I'm looking with two eyes, I'm I'm fine. But as soon as I close this, my right eye. My left eye, um, there's definitely some scratch there, but I'm can you taking steroids. Close your right eye. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a little you bit reached, of background. You reached up and fucking like pulled it closed. I was like, huh? Oh no! Can't so, wink. Yeah. <laughs> As a little bit of background, Nick, you freaking took a took a stick to the eyeball. Basically. Yeah, we were out looking for moose sheds, and and where we were, there wasn't a whole lot of brush or nothing. So I was standing up on the sled, going you know three to six miles an hour, real slow, just crawling, and all of a sudden. My ski must have went down in the snow, and it broke off a two-inch piece of uh, stick or whatever it was. And if I'd have been sitting down, it would have been fine, but I was standing up, and it came right over the top of the windshield and just smacked me in my left eye. Thank God it was my left eye, because if it was my right, I don't know what I would do. You'd learn to shoot left-handed. I would have to. Mm -hmm. But I can look through binoculars perfect. Um, I can shoot my bow. I can shoot a gun. I'm... And but I, it should improve. The doctor yeah. has said, like, yeah, you know, it's going to take six months or whatever. But I'm, so I'm taking steroids and everything. To right now, the the key is to just reduce the scar that's going to be left because uh-huh. the scar is what's causing. Because it like actually like laid your eye open. In a sense, basically. it did. Yeah, it, it created a flap and a bunch of shit got underneath Oof. the flap. And luckily, Oof. I was smart enough to fucking leave the cab and drive home, get service, call my wife, and have her call her boss to to have you know go to the clinic. And she was able to get the flap open and pick out with a you know thirty two gauge and you know real small, yeah. get all the stuff out, let the flap settle, and then just hope that the scar um, doesn't impede your vision. Yeah, yeah. In the future. Which just shows the shit like so much <clears throat> like it, it's always like the randomest shit. I mean, and you can always say like riding a four wheeler through the brush a lot of stuff i like try to wear glasses a lot but you know who would have thought a little freaking single like little piece of stick flying up from your ski and there was not it's not like we were riding around in brush yeah i get it when when i first told when i first heard about it i thought you got like speared by a freaking alder or some shit willow that you know you're like plowing through the willow which would make sense yeah (laughs) what i was doing all fucking day but it was just this this little you know, inch or two inch little piece of fricking wood that snapped off the end of a stick by my ski. And just, I don't know how, if you're the, 
there must have been you know some force on it the way it was angled or something when it hit the ski but why why would it come back this way you'd think you know if you you were pushing out with your ski and you broke you it off yeah know, man that's like so random <clears throat> it was random for would sure. there be any benefit to wearing an eye patch over your right eye to keep your brain working through your left one or keep you wandering in circles, blind with your left eye, patch on your right eye. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just hoping that with time, that the the scar just doesn't. Yeah. Leave. We'll drink enough beer. We'll yeah. sit here, kick around ideas enough. I mean, we'll I'm a fucking yeah. doctor. Yeah. 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 Unfortunate. It's fucking. It's just yeah. one of those things where you can't. Somebody you know. sent me this today. You can read, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, read I just, that and I just do, do that and see see if your left eye does anything dun, dun, dun. it's fucked up that fucker disappears is it the fucking picture with the find the black dot thing no oh, it's different okay. it's that like one. That oh, one yeah. lit me right up. Yeah, so there's you a can certain... see though yeah, through that a... eye good oh, enough I, for I, that to be gone yeah and like I can you know, it's just, it's not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> the first night yeah. when we got there, you know, it was the first hunting trip that I've had with this bad eye and, you know, Zach spotting deer and stuff. I'm like, fuck, I'm pissed. And he's like, why? I'm like, you know, you wouldn't have saw that shit like by yourself or not like, you know, I would have saw it as well. I'm like, where the fuck, where are you talking? Where, where are you pointing? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting fucking showed up by your buddies. No, it's shit. not. A, <laughs> <laughs> it, but. It's my eye, guys. Yeah. It's my really, eye. it's fucked up. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. Zach's got great eyes. He's a great hunter. But I, <clears throat> I, I do know that I would have seen the same thing. I think. Um, but luckily, through binos, you can't even tell. He's you. just sitting there daydreaming about looking at his Vexilar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the hardest thing I've had to oh, deal yeah. with. Oh yeah, is the, all the flashing lights and stuff on there. On that's the, oh, no way shit. harder than fucking anything I've had to do. Yeah, huh. that's tough. I did get a lithium battery for that hummingbird of mine, and it seemed like it should last a day. I'm or two asking now. them; it might. It well, never. It, it we never went it all day. It or never, watched it all day. It never went under a hundred percent. Which I don't know if it's not reading because it's that it, lithium it battery should, should last a long. It might. It might. Yeah. Time. Days. It should. It, it'll. It'll hold up to the cold better too. Is yeah. Lead no, lead I just battery. the the battery in mine is just a whatever battery a came stock acid. with the Hummingbird thirty five or whatever, and uh, that fucker will run for three days. But those rate those regular flashers don't pull as much juice as like, no no as your LCD well, screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is Tyler's like, fucking charging up his electric. This is fucking, fucking like the, <laughs> the, the fucking charging up his fucking glow like dark the fucking jigs space and station. Jigs. You know it what is. I mean? There's a lot of shit going on there. But once you turned it on, so it was just the flasher, not all the extra shit. The battery. Consumption did yeah. slow down, yeah. and, that, and that's the—I mean—that's the part you need. Because that thing, I mean, that thing's fucking cool. It is cool. Like you can, odd, like chart the bottom. Like it'll create. You can punch holes in. We charted in, almost the whole one end of the lake that we were fishing mm-hmm. in. Yeah, in and forty-five minutes. Yeah, and it'll it'll like create a GPS map, like topographical Up map the of the bottom and stuff. It and it's wow. not like it goes out and. 
fucking cone and does a and, huge area underneath the and holes. And you can take that and you can put that fucking thing in your truck and drive out onto a lake and it'll yeah. show you where you are and you can fish that way. Well, and, and not only wow. that, like yeah, in, yeah. The sum, in the summer, you know, I have hard, like it came with hardware to like more permanently mount it to a boat or I can use it in the ice yeah. deal and with a suction cup with an open water <laughs> transducer. You go out there in the summer in a canoe or a kayak or a boat and motor around. I'd and love to see you pedal in a boat. kayak. I'd like to see you in a pedal boat. Fucking in a kayak, yeah. charting a fucking <laughs> lake. <laughs> Give me a goddamn break. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a fucking motor burning gas involved. I'm I would start shooting it. at you. But you, <laughs> but you could easily chart all the lakes that you want to fish in the summertime, and then in the winter, yeah, yeah. you, 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 you know, like right What's cool is where it overlaps, you get like more detail. It like mm-hmm. starts like mm-hmm. as it starts to overlap other spots. Mm-hmm. It's all of a sudden you're like, well, it doesn't. It's like way steeper than we thought. Yep. After you do like three different spots, I, and it's slick. I just I couldn't <laughs> justify the price. No, for, and for that, what I wanted. That's to do. one of the perks. Uh, yeah, being an outdoor rider, which it, it's <laughs> a freaking cool thing. Which I was looking at buying a flasher and temples. Like you know, I mean, I got to admit because it's the truth. You know, I mean, I get yeah, a lot, I remember of, I get a lot of cool that. shit for free. Temple's like, don't you get this shit for free? Did I say that? Yeah, because yeah, exactly I was going to buy it's like a the flasher. only thing you've bought in 10 years. Yeah. Fuck, you're trying to sell the temple. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That's so that fucking true. funny. I did buy that. Audio, yeah. Well, first yeah. you tried to sell it to me, and yeah. I was like, fuck that. It's not 8-inch. I don't want that thing. If he'd had to buy it, he'd end up with one like Rob's got, you know. Which is there's nothing wrong with it. It right. works. <laughs> but no, so yeah, but yeah, I was like group text. And I was like, ah, like fighting the urge to buy a flash or something after I went fishing with you that first time. Yeah. If and you want a lake trout fish, you you kind of need it, you don't need it. It can be very beneficial. It the, those those, those fish do not always come in off the bottom, and they don't always come in five feet off the bottom. You can catch them, you know, if you're in ninety feet of water, you can catch them at thirty feet. If you're in 20 feet of water, you might they might be up at 9 or 10 feet, and you would never, ever know that. If they don't bite, if you if don't feel don't. them bite. And you, yes. Yeah. But, so but Temple's like, my... Temple's like, I would, he's like, don't you get this stuff for free? So I was like, actually, I might be able to find a way to, like, get a set of yeah. these, and, you know, I'm, like, plan on doing an article, like, just kind of all around, a lake, like, Once you catch a lake truck. Once I catch <laughs> <laughs> oh, we caught fucking twenty. Yeah, we. Got <laughs> <laughs> right? Pull them out far enough, they look like. No, I, I, we don't but you know to, what I mean. We're going for weight. But <laughs> yeah, total cumulative. Weight. Weight. We're going weight. for weight. <laughs> I'm so out of my freaking element talking about flashers. Where's the picture of the who caught shit. that huge one? The one you, Carl was talking about. There's a picture of somebody caught a huge yeah, one. Yeah, and uh, I I found that picture again today because I wanted to read and see what happens. Do you have a picture of that somewhere? It's on the um, Alaska Open Water and Ice Fishing or whatever page, but um, it wasn't as big as Carl said because <sighs> the kid disgusting. responded and said it was only 32. The way he was oh, holding it, uh-uh. the way he was holding it, I All mean, right. it's a it's a damn nice fish well, and right he's fat. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said, yeah, we figured about 32 is okay. what he said. I'm like, well, that's, right on. yeah, 32 <coughs> fish is but, fucking nice fish. No, even, like, even at, like, well, it's no. fun to, it's fun to <laughs> play with. The big difference between 32 and a 40-inch lake trout. Yeah. About 10 pounds or more. <laughs> or more, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to play with that flasher, though. Like, even on, like, on, like, freaking Tanana Lakes, like, you can see, like, the level that these fish are, these depths that the fish are coming through. And, I mean, yep. you can just dial it right in. Like, yep. it's, 
makes a big it's, difference. It's very, it's cool. The first day you had that, you're fucking fiddling around trying to get it going. You're fucking fish, like, fish, fish, fish. I was like, well, I got ten. What are you doing? Fiddle fucking around with your Nintendo over there? <laughs> That's about the truth of it, though. But. It was interesting. My kids he's do got, just fine on little white He's got with the no God damn it. <laughs> no he's got the hummingbird going, and he's real. got his phone going with the YouTube video. <laughs> how do you use? How do you use my new fucking finder? I was like, holy, he's not lying. there's a lot going Shit. on with that one. <laughs> well, so yeah. Well, when the night you were like somewhere, I can charge up because it got dark, and we were like jigging, still catching fish, glow in the dark, like using yeah. headlamps. And he's like, somewhere on this thing, you can. There's a white screen where you can charge up your glow. <laughs> he couldn't, we couldn't find it. Yeah. Next time he comes, over, I come over here. He's like, "Check this out!" <laughs> <laughs> Beaming light. I was like, Ooh, "The battery ought to last long with that on." <laughs> like your freaking moose lights on your Ranger. Bung, your face melts. They're, yeah, they're cool. And there's a, I mean, for for lake trout, man, they're fantastic. But it, you, you were talking about how those lake trout. But it was interesting. Those little lakers we were catching so many of them. They would like shoot right up to it, and they just sit Stop. right in front of it. And Stop. Then, bam. Yeah. What the hell? They would just it sit is, their right, attitude right in is front just of it, to, like rainbows come in, and they're just like, you don't even see them. They just like grab your shit. Yep. and They're moving with it, and you just set them up. Those lake trout just come in and be like. Swing around. And that's what like, I was telling you. Swing him, around like, a couple of times, and then yeah. all of a sudden they're like nose up to it, and then <laughs> grab yep. onto it. That's what I was telling him when when you <clears> see <throat> that on the flasher where they're charging in fast, you need to start reeling and make make make, make make them make them make a think. mistake. Yeah. No, when they stop, they're thinking. Yeah. When they stop, they're thinking. You don't want them to think. You want them to just be like, "Oh, it's trying to get away." That's exactly what I figured yeah. a bait yeah. fish would do. Right? And they'll chase from but you know, you know yeah, they'll chase you know from a hundred feet. Or eighty feet, they'll chase a hundred feet if they have to. You know, it's it's crazy to watch how how much they chase that. Two of the ones I caught the other day was in ninety five feet of water, and I hooked him in like thirty. Yeah, huh. caught him, like saw him at ninety, and just just kept up, and they finally hit it like thirty. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, yeah, quite a bit. They'll chase it. It's crazy. They're not <laughs> fast movers though. Lakers aren't. You can't be like aggressive like winding up 100 miles an hour there's a time where i think that would work and that would be like if you're maybe like eight or ten feet off the bottom jigging and all of a sudden you see a mark come real fast off the bottom you should probably reel a little bit quicker because Mm -hmm. they've committed at that point but if you're just staying there they might come up and and look at it like you were saying tyler like stare at it and sometimes they hit sometimes they don't a lot of times they just go right back down to the bottom and you're like what the fuck you know but then you have you know, like my wife last year, she wouldn't even jig. She'd keep it about a foot off the bottom and just hold it there, and every once in a while maybe move it. And she caught, you know, 15 fish one day, and I caught one. We're three feet apart. I'm jigging. Yeah. She's just, you know, basically dead sticking a, a plastic. Yeah, which I think, hindsight, um, I did, I think I did get a bite that last day. We, we went out when I didn't catch, like, it was slow. You had that one at the hole and lost yep. them, and then... You caught that one nice, pretty nice one, yep. and then uh, I that one point when I was like, I think I might have got a bite, but it was like down in the we we're on such a, a steep enough slope that there's like some shit in your sonar below dead space, dead space where it's like below what your sonar reads as the bottom because it's sloped and you're reading a cone like it's yep. there's like 
a depth up like uphill and downhill, and there's some dead space in there that it yeah. can't. Your sonar you, is basically you, saying it's like thirty feet, but really, when you drop it down, you got six more feet of line. Yeah, and it's it, it can't like it's hard to see what's going on. Like you can yeah. see like your some some sometimes you see when shit's going on, but you don't. It's hard to tell. It's very hard when. And it's that one, like I that. thought I might have had a bite, but it wasn't like strong. But I was looking at that burbot, and there was teeth marks in it. Oh wow! So something did something hit it. Yeah, it's addicting. It's very addicting. It's it's something to do. Shit, yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Man, I've caught a lot of fucking lake trout through the ice over the years. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about them. Like, wow. What were you saying? Like, I've been doing this since you all were in fucking diapers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, that day Nick was like, "Man, I'm sorry you didn't catch one." I was like, "Dude, you're gonna have years to catch up to what I fucking caught." <laughs> No, and and there's there's you know fish in the Midwest that I could say that to most people too, but like lake trout, we just we didn't fish them back in Wisconsin. Yeah, we fished walleye, we fished perch, we fished bluegill, you know shit like that. When we growing up, we caught Crappies, land, landlocked salmon, pike. rainbow trout, and lake trout. Yes, yeah, mostly. Right. I mean a lot of perch, yeah. but that mostly we were targeting rainbow. And I never caught a rainbow until I moved to Alaska. Oh no shit. No. Yeah. So. This, this, the stuff I grew up with in the Midwest, as far as fishing, I mean, it was just you know normal, normal like lake fishing, right? Midwest, like yeah, panfish, frickin' walleyes, yeah, you know. I grew up pike. throwing chums back. Muskie, yeah, exactly. chum. You must have <laughs> fished for muskie then too. I never caught a muskie, and I've never went specifically for muskie. Um, they were there though. Where you oh, grew for up? sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I've actually, never caught a muskie. I might either. have caught. Uh, uh, <clears throat> when I, yeah, I've caught real small muskie. You know, fifteen twenty inches mm-hmm. when we're you know fishing for panfish on freaking spawning beds and stuff like that in June and July uh, for you know bluegill and shit like that. I have I've caught small ones. I've never went and targeted them. I've got friends that I went to high school with. And they go like, quite a bit and they they do pretty damn well and right on. and that would be fun to do. Um, yeah, you fucking small musky fight like a big northern, right? Like a. <laughs> It'd be fun listening to Carl the other day. His buddies went down there and cut holes and decoy and spear. Yeah, it'd be fun to go down there and decoy and spear pike. Yeah, they get to be pretty badass. Oh yeah, yeah. especially cur- especially if you get into a good spot where there's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, he said the current was fucking up the spear, huh. so you'd have you'd want to find, find a shallow spot or, or less current. Yeah. I think you'd want to find a bend, put your put your hole right there in a the bend. But he was saying that when they were throwing the spear, like problem with those bends, a lot of time you'd have to be on the inside. Inside, and it seems exactly. like a lot of the bends on the outside is where the fish are in yep. the deeper pockets. So you need to find a spot where that current's going against the bank, and you're up against the inside shallow, edge, yeah, but not too shallow, right? Like yeah. that fine line. This mage is that. Uh, that scares the shit out of me for some reason. Like, like What's that? Spearing on a river. With current, like, I mean... It's Wear just, your life jacket and tie, tie, tie yourself, yourself to a fucking Dude, I, not like falling through, but, I mean, that's just like... Re- I don't like river ice. That was what would freak me out, would be like There's a going f- into that hole. Because yeah. you go into the hole, you're fucking gone. Yeah. There's no... That's what I'm, ta- that's what I'm like, talking about. That's what fucking scares the shit out. You get sucked yeah. in the current, like, sucked you under, and it's you're like, gone It's you like, know, you, you plop in in a lake or something. It's like, all right, you, you bob back up, right. probably, Good you're point. right there. But, but you could tie yourself current. off to something. If you were super nervous about yeah. it, you could, Freaking like... put an ice screw in outside the hut and tie yeah. myself to it. Well, well whatever, it, it makes yeah. you comfortable, you so know? This, I mean, it's not difficult to do something yeah. like that. It just might be a familiarity thing, but you'd be all right. 
Not if you went in a hole in the fucking river. I don't think you would. No, I don't think you would be all right. I've fallen through into the river a time or two. Did you go through a hole that's like as big as... 13 feet deep or some shit, you know. You you fall into the river when there's fucking no ice. You're fine, probably. Yeah. If you fall into the ice... I've fallen through the ice, too, but only in a lake. Yeah, but how much ice? That was probably two or three inches. Right. Yeah, yeah you could so beat you your way drift out of down that until well. you're fucking, where you can put your feet down, and you just fucking pow through it. Yeah, I don't think no, you, you fall in when there's the hole. 30 inches yeah, of ice. Yeah, that's what I'm something. talking about, is when you suck under, there was 28 inches of ice we were drilling through the other day. You get mm-hmm. fall in the hole, and you go under. Don't fall in the hole. You're right. I'm exactly. just not like, terribly worried about it. Yeah, there's, I, not, yeah it's weird, though. I wasn't either until Tyler just brought it up. Now I'm freaking yeah. out. <laughs> I've heard him mention he's afraid of river ice before, I, that's and what, I get it. I hate, no, that's cro- thing, I like, hate running my snow machine on rivers earlier than now. Like, now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'll, and <clears throat> a lot of it, when it comes to actually doing the stuff, it's, it's a, like, it's, it's safer, and it's, thing. like, not as big a deal as... That river... That's, like... I, I've done some stupid shit in my life, like, and Math I will do stuff. Yeah. Not, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I mean, I've what ordinary people would probably consider fairly ridiculously dangerous situations that, uh, like, I just doesn't scare. Like bears, like don't fucking scare me that much. I mean, I have a healthy respect for, it, but like, I'll literally like sit there and lay awake at night, like. Thinking it was, it's more like my some shit happened with my kids or anything than, mm. but like going through like river ice and getting sucked under there. That's the that's, nice that's about, top of the list of shit. The I nice thing about running that. that river is that you can stay really close to the bank on a lot of it, and the, the you're spots, not even mm, on the fucking right, yeah. river. And then a lot of the spots where you have no choice of the bank, it's it's long and straight enough where you can go fast enough that you ain't fucking never gonna yeah. No, and that and that's not like yeah that that like riding down that no, doesn't they, bother me. But well, it's stuff thinking like, all right, I gotta you know. Three foot by three foot hole that I'm yeah. trying to speak, you know, like oh, if I There's, if I fell in there, oh, that would that would not be cool. <sighs> growing up, growing up, village and rural and commuting. People on the freaking snow die out in the sticks all the they time. They do, man. they do. It's just a, a familiarity and contempt thing. Back there, I wasn't really worried about it, though. Being out of practice here now, it's. Uh, it's weird, especially in places I'm not familiar with, like play, like doing jumping over black holes back home because that's just what you did to go to the grocery store was no big deal. But thinking about it here, where places I've never been before, that's a little bit different. Eh, still, eh. I don't know. Well, in like stuff like that, I was meaning to bring up something like that. Um, there was some article, maybe it was in the freaking newspaper or something about i think it's someone down south writing about like riding some of these swampy bogs how they'll have just bad ice all the time like and it's shit will thaw like during the winter if they if you get like a lot of snow and Uh like that uh, there's a warm current somewhere warm currents or like um vegetation rotting Mm -hmm. underneath in these bogs will like thin ice out and cause bad spots i mean Beaver lodges are bad for it. Yeah, too. around Beaver lodges where they're swimming all the time. Or I know um, lakes where I grew up. There'd be a spot in this one lake particular that was always like thought out big spot right in the middle of the lake. There could be like enough ice to drive vehicles around on the whole lake. And there'd be these thought out spots where, like eighty feet down, there's a spring that's like uh-huh. puking out of the ground, and that heat from that spring from that warm water 
right there keeps that one spot open mm-hmm. all time. Yeah. Well, and I was even look. I read something. I was reading about blackfish, and they'll even freaking churn at the ice to melt it. Yeah, because they to can. Blackfish it, can breathe air. Keep too, it open. Yeah, to keep it open. And like a lot of times, when you're spots where you'll find muskrats, there'll be blackfish in there because they'll they will help keep the muskrats like push up holes open by like churning at the water to get the oxygen from the air. We got a muskrat the. Spot where the ice shanty is this year. <laughs> Fuck Comes up in the ice shanty with you every time you're there. Oh, my God. No shit, huh? Yeah. Spit set a con of bear in there. I the see. first time that ever happened to me was on Chena Lakes, and I'm fishing, and I'm like, dark. Got the thing fucking blacked out and over the hole like this. <laughs> He's looking down the bucket. All of a sudden, there's all these bubbles, and I'm like, what the fuck? Bam! Fucking muskrat right there, like this far away from the face, like right on the ice. Look at you, and then right back down the hole. Holy shit! That would happen. Fall out of your chair, laying on your. Well, back. we couldn't believe that. That when we that time we fished at Chena Lakes earlier this year, like that spot, there was muskrat push-ups all over everywhere. The place. Yeah. Really? At no Chena shit! Lakes. Yeah, couldn't believe we didn't have one come up the hole. We had muskrats come up the hole pike fishing sometimes. That was that was weird. Yeah, I'm thinking back home to the lakes we went pike fishing on, what the structure and weed is like. And then I think back further to years where the ice was clear, there's there's nothing. It's all just flat, weedy. Every now and then you come to a bald spot where there's no weed and just a mush on the bottom. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know why the pike were where they were, but every year you'd see the series of holes show up. Here, every now, one lake, there's a spit of of land into the lake, and usually that point is, would be where people would fish. But there was just always, every year, the holes would always end up at the same place. And if you go fish someplace else, you wouldn't catch a damn thing. But if you go where people were already catching, I'd, I'd like to know why they were there. Gotta find structure. Yeah. Hmm. Shit, there was fucking 30 people were fishing this year. That's different. Yeah. Like a lake with... Yeah. A lake with structure and stuff like that. If you look at the shore, you can, you know, you pretty reasonable expectation that it's going to do the same thing once yeah. it gets to the lake. Yeah. So you find the structure and... Yeah. Unless you got a Helix 7, then you just chart the whole thing and figure out exactly what you're dealing with. <laughs> Some lakes is more difficult, you oh, know, yeah. because all the country around it's flat, right? You know, like yep. rain, there's no structure, so you need to know what's underneath. But there's like there's there's lakes where there's structure and cliffs and stuff along the lake. Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee there's something pretty damn similar underneath yep. that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, little so islands and points. All mush tundra. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the why they were where they were you see ever see those pictures from the people that are fishing like trout up there and the uh, like way up north like schrader lake and all that stuff like fucking amount of lake trout that aside they get from being there. like gigantic <gasps> and just piles of them yeah like, jesus murphy would be nice it'd be nice when you guys got a fucking plane <laughs> i'm looking at you but i don't expect it <laughs> I, I want a plane i really do but you can fly with him first frank yeah. a couple trial runs you survive maybe we can all go 
Well, invest in a parachute first. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you open Pack this door? Own. How do you open this door? Yeah, <laughs> them, oh, them fucking doors come open easy. The problem <laughs> is I got a family of five. Thankfully, I went to the doctor after that. I ain't putting out any more. But, <laughs> but how, I need a plane that's going to haul three or five people. Yeah, buy time. a beaver. <laughs> They're so expensive. Yeah. And then there's the... the cost of running one beavers mm-hmm. are one of the more expensive planes of that of that mm-hmm. size they're like quarter run. million or half million dollars some of them a million oh and the maintenance on them and stuff yeah. like that it's it ain't no cheap Beyond, like you gotta be one to fly pretty bad to to make it worth it to own it yourself and not do like yeah. commercial work with it yeah. Yeah. yeah you gotta make it pay for itself somehow or or just already be rich well, sell some more long tails. Maybe sell some beaver hats. Here we go. Temple's got beaver hats for I sale. Do. I do have a... Anybody with a head the size of a fucking watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a beaver hat for you. And it's I, nice. I sure do have I a could put that. I could put hat. that beaver hat over my headset. And it would still, like, mm-hmm. yep. I'm a be comfortable. Cold. If you got a big melon, he's got one for you. It's sure a nice do. hat, too. And, and smaller... Make Normal way for sizes. dark helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Space balls. No, your hats look nice though. Oh, they shucks. do. They yeah, look they real do. nice. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. The critter did most of the work. I just put it together. Yeah, I get lots of comments on my hat. Yeah. And yeah. 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 I'm, I'm. I'm happy to be out trapping again. The, with the bazaars, no bazaars this year. That really, that really put the damper on my sales. It just move the microphone a little closer to your mouth. You I go. was too close earlier, and too far now. Well, it's a delicate balance. It's a delicate balance. So, and with the Rona, there weren't any bazaars this year. That really put the hurt on my sales. Well, yeah, you usually sleep during them anyhow. I heard. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Well, I, got a, I saw a now. picture of you passed out. <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah. Hell of a salesman. Take a hat, put money in the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like fucking night crawlers growing up, you know, they had a little fridge in their front yard. Right, you know, grab yeah. one container, put a dollar in here. You know, do that with a $300 yeah. hat. Mm-hmm. No, my wife was there to keep an eye, mm-hmm. make sure we didn't get stole from while I while I napped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, your hats look really nice, though. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thank you very much. I got nice uh, mitts too. Thank you. Uh, Connor owns a couple pairs of my mitts. Him and his wife. Are you making those out of like moose moose hide beaver uh, mitts? Like so good like hard use mitts. Thick elk hide was what I was was getting. Yeah. And I'm gonna buy some. Yeah. I like elk hide for my adult mitts. I'm gonna start trying moose hide just to see if see what people think of it. And for then for like ladies commuter mitts, the deer hide seems to yeah work. Le- well, like smoke t- smoke tan moose hides, it's nice to sew. I hear I don't mm. sew, but it's nice to it, it's fucking expensive nowadays. Yeah, because there's not very many people like traditionally like smoke tan and moose. Well, that's a dying art because it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, the ones you sold me, so I I originally got a hold of you through these guys uh-huh. and. Uh, I got I message you through Facebook. So if you want anything through Temple, just message him through <laughs> Facebook. I'm on there. Yeah, he is. He's on there a lot. Too and much, um, really. so I said, hey, I want a pair of mitts for my wife. And uh, he said, okay. I said, I want a size small. So I meet him in uh, Home Depot parking lot, and I get him, and I pay him. We talk for like five or ten minutes. That's and where most transactions happen. <laughs> yeah, Home Depot. <laughs> it's a good, common, yeah. well-lit place. Yeah. And uh, I get in my truck, and I take him to my wife's work. I say, hey, I bought these for you, and I... 
This is the first time. I mean, I felt them. They look good. It was dark. But then I was like, man, these look really big. My oh. wife puts them on her hand, and they're like eight inches too fucking long oh. for her fingers. I'm Were like, they, shit, how man. How did that happen? I don't know. You, you just said what size. I said small. So you made size small. So then I was like, hey, man. I messaged you. I'm like, hey, man, these are way too big. But Temple doesn't remember they're fucking, they're nice. Like, they're yeah. warm. It'll be, 30, it'll be 30 below, and my hands are still toasty warm on those yeah. things. I'm still working so, on the patterns. Like, there are a lot of no. women that don't look, the smalls are too yeah. long, so I've had to tweak it. So, so I said, you know, I want these. I'll keep these. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I said, I'll send you, uh, I put my wife's hand up next to a measuring tape. I said, this is how long my wife's hands are. So you made a, another pair. And they're like uh, a sheep wool. Girls. I think they're oh the ones with the sheep wool liner. Yeah, sheep yeah. wool liner. Yeah, yeah. So you made like a white sheep wool liner, and the cuffs were beaver fur. Uh huh. And they're awesome, man. She loves those yeah, things. She wears them all now. the time. Yeah. I, I put a welt, a black leather welt, in those ones. Right. Yeah. Like the seam. Yep. The black leather. Yep. The seam. And they're yeah. awesome. She gets compliments on those things all the time. I liked making those yeah. ones. I was pretty happy with. You got to. Yeah. You got to have a good set of mitts up here, man. Yeah, yeah. they're awesome. My yeah. wife made mine. And yeah. you don't think much of them because you look at them and they don't. I mean, they're not like a really thick mitt that you would think of, but you put them on when they're cold, and when it's cold, and man, do your your hands warm up fast. You know, yeah. they're just they're really nice. The cool for, thing about all the sewing and stuff is like when anybody wants something, if they give you the measurements of their head or to give you yep. the measurements of your hand. I mean, you can make it pretty much perfect. Yeah, I freaking try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I. I mean, they fit my hands, or my wife's hands, perfectly. Good. You know, Good. yeah. I was. Yeah, we're really happy. He measured that. a basketball for that. <laughs> that was every now. I've met like Don't two. Work that way. I've met two people. I've tried. I've met two people that. Need, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's right. We're just fucking around. I've met two people that fill out the melon hat. J- uh, Pete Buse's kid, yeah, Jason. Yeah. Jason's a big boy. He big guy, He's and. Yeah, Pete, uh, <laughs> before he developed That's... a slouch, he was pretty damn tall, and he's still damn tall. Um, and then uh, there was some Russian guy at a bazaar at the Carlson who was like, I need big hat. I'm like, Igor. Well, yeah, <laughs> Igor. I've got you right here, Igor. I got it. A little uh, temple. I need a big hat for my head, please. Did he yeah. say, I must break yes. you? Connor's <laughs> got a good Russian accent. Yeah. Hello, is this woman that make big hats? <laughs> yeah. like, hey, yes, we make really big hats here. Oh, great. I need great big hat for my great big mill. <laughs> he tried How that. big? Do you use centimeters or inches? I don't know. Look, as long as we don't get our measuring yes. units crossed up and get a piece of sheetrock <laughs> six feet too fucking long, everything will be all right. But he he ended up not buying the hat. He said he'd be back. and uh, I, I'll, I'll be back next Russian year. Yeah, <laughs> And their their New Year is on like January. Whenever Putin let us across American border, I don't know. (laughs) That is one scary son of a bitch, that Putin. He's been president for like most of my life. Now that Biden president, probably not so long. I don't know. That's that's good. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Do you ever that's see good. the video of the like Russian kids disassembling and reassembling an AK blindfolded? Well, we do that in second grade. <laughs> <laughs> and then it and then it cuts to American college students needing a safe space. I'm like, well, third world war. We know how that's gonna go. <laughs> Jesus, Murphy. welcome to a Russian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Yeah.
That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It's red dawn all over again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So besides ice fishing and temple trapping. Hey, yeah. w- one more month till the uh, the draws come out. I just put out that out there. I mean, it I is forgot about to put in for any at all. Oh, my God. You didn't put in for nothing? <laughs> Fucking spaced Shit. it. Oh, I, I try to be as disappointed. What the fuck? The look of disappointment in this room right now is unreal. It's pretty heavy. I'm going to have to start drinking liquor. Yeah. What on earth? Your son would be very disappointed. He'd be like, Dad, he I want to go sheep hunting. He He's would be. Enough. He's, He's an asshole. Oh, yeah, I put in for a bunch of stuff for you, son. That's right. I, yeah, put, I, I put in for all of it. He'll, he won't know. Yeah, <laughs> he won't know how to check. Like, Did I get anything I this year, Dad? Nope, I didn't get anything. Oh, yeah, moose. Yep, everything. This is going to be our year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting them in for everything. Everything. Next you got to get used to it, son, because you normally don't get anything. <laughs> Until the first year when he draws a sheep, a moose. A caribou, I'll a goat. Have, well, this Kodiak. Fucker drew, this fucker drew Delta the first time he ever put in for it. Yeah, yeah. Delta so carry and the too. Ar- same year, carry too. I drew yeah. Delta and the archery antlerless Fairbanks management one. Did you get a moose? I did. Yeah, I, with my dowels. You didn't have to take the old mm-hmm. the old mud bogger out. No, you just I, just walk around town for a little bit. I put dowels through a cow moose in my yard. Almost. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was if I was a real hunter, I would be ashamed. <laughs> I went to go. I was running errands, and I'm on my way home. I'm like hundreds of yards from my house. I'm like, oh, wow, there's a moose. Don't stop. Don't stop. You're just a regular commuter. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, you're a little ways off. Grab my archery crap out the car, and I'm like, you just walk down the road. I got an arrow knocked. Walk down the road. You're just a guy walking down the road. That's it. That's it. You're just walking down the road. <laughs> and then when I got as close as I could to her, like sub 15 yards, I step off the drivable surface of the roadway because you got to be careful about yeah. that. And she's no- looking right at me straight on. I'm with- So I'm standing there in the brush looking at her. She's looking Did at me. Did you whistle? I didn't. Not this time. I said, I'm thinking about trying to get an arrow. <laughs> so you get. <laughs> Good looking cow. I'm, I'm standing there and I'm like, are you going to turn or what? And she starts to turn and all that clinical stuff we did with Tom Clum that spring. Gone. Out the window. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it happened. I reach back and my, my middle finger touches the corner of my mouth and the arrow goes. And it flew perfect. Jesus. Just a little far back. And I, then my phone started ringing. Yeah. <laughs> my buddy te- celebrate. My was... buddy texted me back in November. He's like, hey, is moose season hunting? Is moose season still open? I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I think so. I mean, I think there's a, a, a tag around the Fairbanks management area for, uh, for moose. And then he's like, some army guy's running down the fucking railroad tracks chasing a bull moose. Like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, he parked his truck on the side of the road. He has his bow in his hand. He's running down the railroad tracks ch- chasing a moose. I'm like... So I text Nick. I'm like, is there a fucking tag open that I don't know about? He's like, yeah, there's a tag open. I'm like, shit, damn it. <sighs> so after after uh, after I deal with that cow, I get my neighbor and we 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 gut her out, and uh, he drags it to the road with his four wheeler, and then goes and gets the front end loader, and I put a cable from my Ranger through the man door. Through the garage door where he it's was at real with the loader. <laughs> yeah, I, if I could be ashamed of such things, I'd be ashamed right now. But I'm not. 
So with the winch of the ranger through my shop, we as he lowered it, I dragged it over, and we turned the heat on in the shop. Overhead lights, music going while we butchered this thing. It was. It was. It doesn't normally happen like this. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was easy. Wow. I've seen him forklift. Yeah. My forklift dude. under the antlers. Wow. Pick him up, drive him off, but that one died in front of somebody's garage door, and they couldn't get out to go to work. <laughs> Uh, fucking blood all over their driveway and shit. <laughs> no, what? Well, down at the farm, it's a pretty good deal. You freaking pull the bobcat out there, fork them by the hind legs of the bobcat. Oh, yeah. Skin them, cut the head off, gut them, have them. Like, I mean, you like quarter them like a steer. Oh, man. That's a pretty good way to do it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, even, I mean, shoot, even the way, like, just. The rough way of doing it, what we did this year, worked Which freaking you can, great. Whatever, that ain't even rough. No. In comparison to a joking, lot of... Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. fucking tits. We had it easy as shit. And Who were we talking we to the other day that shot a moose on that uh, way for a while? Yeah. <laughs> they shot a cow moose on Farmer's Loop, and they had like nine tro- or a couple of troopers pull up to them. Oh, well, that was That was Jeremy. somebody's Jeremy. first moose. Somebody's Jeremy. first moose. Yeah. Archery. Yeah. 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 You guys were talking Just about that. Just a couple podcasts ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You just got to assume in town that there's going to be a bunch of fucking bunny oh, yeah. huggers that are going to call the troopers. I mean, immediately yeah. when you shoot them that are right on the side of the road or whatever. Yeah. I mean, fully legit. Everything he did yeah. was 100 percent legit. You know, you just just depends on the area and what's going on and yeah, the situation. Just, I mean, there could be a hundred people drive by and everybody like, yeah, man, I roll down the window. What up? Right on. Yeah. Throw me a backstrap or something. Piece know. of steak or something. You know, and then yeah. like. One person drives by and it's like, you fucking asshole. Call the troopers immediately and then it turns into a big shit storm. Yep. Mm, Even if you've one, done everything right. There was that one photo. Uh, there was a photo I think I saw last year where a guy killed one and it died in like the school parking lot or well, something like that. Fucking it was in the Temple library. Sent the pictures yeah. Yeah. The back of the Nolene Library. Yeah. yeah. And they was, took a photo with all the troopers in there. Yeah. It was yeah. city cops. We, I think we talked about that on, yeah, the, we did. on the podcast. Like, yeah. Yeah. If it's legal, it's legal. Yeah. And the troopers know that. Mm-hmm. There's a town tag. There's a mm-hmm. tag in town. Yeah. So yeah. there's a reason why, too. Throw a quarter to the, the owner of the property and call it good, huh? Yeah. Drop yeah. a quarter out of your ass cheeks. And- <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Most people slide him 100, you know? Right. No, I don't have that. No, I just, just carry quarter. pennies in my ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred quarters. <laughs> Dip into the reserve tank. I don't have any money now, but let me go my shower tonight, and I'll get you right? some. I'll yeah. get you some change. I take probably fifty find showers. Some yeah. <laughs> fifty showers. I'll I'll have enough for a piece of bubble gum. Oh man. Yeah, that would yeah. suck though. Get molten. I keep thinking of that molten freaking pitch. Spruce pitch or pine pitch. Oh, I watched crack. When I first went down to the lodge the first time, before I even worked there, the first time I went down there to like check the place out and go deer hunting, Josh was basically like, come down and just shoot some deer and hang out and we'll split some firewood and I'll show you around and check the place out and you can say, yeah, I want to come back in April and start helping you guys out with the bear hunts or I'm all set. Mm -hmm. So I showed up and he's like, shoot your rifle and we'll... Do the thing, you know, and I've told the story on here before. We went and shot some deer and everything, but a couple of days later, I was getting ready to. I had also got a an elk tag, the late season over the counter mm-hmm. elk, and the guy that 
I was going to take his position at the lodge was there and he not shot his rifle or anything like that. And he's out there shooting before I was going to go with him to elk hunt. Cause he knew this area. We we're going to do this walk and he's sitting there and he's kind of like a little bit of a big guy and he's got the no ass situation that you're talking about earlier <laughs> yeah. and his pants are down. He's got an ass crack and he's, Bang, he shoots. I don't know what the fuck the rifle was, but he ejects a shell. Bang, ejects a shell, and he starts shooting, like, a lot. He's, like, shooting at the target, but he's, like, he's getting his, like, spending enough time to, like, get his rest again, but he's shooting, shooting, shooting. Josh looks at me, he's, like, just kind of gives me a little bit of a nod. I really didn't know him at all. He shoots. Instantly, Josh reached down and grabbed a fucking that hot fucking breath and dropped it right into his fucking ass crack. Oh. Fucking dude jumped off that seat so goddamn fast. Fucking standing right up, jumping, dancing around that oh, hot brass man. fucking burning oh. his ass cheeks. That's uh, hilarious. Oh, man. I never had one good down my ass, but one time when I was shooting service rifle, there was in a match down in Anchorage. We were shooting on the 600-yard line, so we're freaking laying down there prone with shooting jacket and the guy next to me i had one hot one go down my sh- the neck of my oh, shooting fuck. jacket <laughs> you just want to talk about wiggling oh, no. yeah. get it out get it it's out. amazing how there it's that's hot, hot when it comes yeah. out of there oh fuck yeah <laughs> yep. yeah mini explosion just went off yeah, yeah. well and especially when you've been shooting like a string and your mm-hmm. barrel's already warm so that thing's sitting in your barrel for however long already getting pre-warmed and yeah. then shoots and marinating in there huh yeah not super not super pleasant but uh yeah fuck yeah no but yeah them draws man i don't know i put in for everything that i'm fully ready to get disappointed with i won't draw i saw some well i saw you know gotta try someone had asked i'm gonna still go out and shoot a bunch of shit talk about about, it's not gonna change my ear it's not gonna change where i go in a while Mm -hmm. back i think someone had said something about talking about like draw with i mean like theory but method into like putting in for the draw it's like pretty much any of that shit like any of the the quote-unquote good shit like you have very little chance of drawing well, the, like i see you know some people you look up their name right and, and they'll put in for six different hunts for each species instead of the same one it's yeah. like i don't really know that i would want one of the six choices for any specific species like yeah i want to be like i really want that tag so i'm going to put in six times for that tag that's and if all that's, i do and if that, yeah. me too i dump everything yep. into one like, spot i want that one i want yep. that one i want that one i want that six one, tries that one. per spot and if per i get it species if i get it perfect and if i don't get it i still can go hunt yeah, that animal exactly. except for you know bison and muskox i yeah. spread it out so I'll, but i'll spread it out not. between like two units so three and three but I, i'll never do more than too. It's like if you really, if you really just want to draw a tag, there's ways to draw to draw a tag, but it doesn't mean you're gonna, you're probably gonna have a shittier experience than you would right. hunting like it over the counter area. Yeah. Which that Frank's, may be what's true. gonna happen. I'm gonna tell you is Frank's gonna draw a fucking sheep tag, and then he's gonna say, "Oh, I don't know what went wrong. I swore I put us in for a party hunt." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I don't, what's Crickets. the number? I don't remember the number. 565. You, you're the one that put DS it in. DS 565. Supposedly. For sheep? For sheep. Yeah. Oh, probably the same take I put in for. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. maybe maybe the three of us will draw it. That'd be cool. There's only four of them. <laughs> yeah. It's the same one we put in <laughs> yeah. for last year. You fucker. 
Did you put in for it again? Yeah, you didn't even consult me. You went straight <laughs> to Tyler. <laughs> yeah. No Jesus consulting. Murphy. Chated teams. <laughs> <laughs> You'll switch up. Well, I'll draw it. You guys can come like hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll figure something else out. No, just come hang out. I mean, you want to hunt it? Just I can, can I, I don't want to hunt it out your <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. You can't Damn carry it, out my Nick. sheep, but you can come hang out. I'll come hang out if I don't have to carry sheep out. I'm nope. good with that. No, nobody will I'm carry gonna, my no. sheep out. <laughs> I'm going to be somewhere. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. That, that particular tag for some reason has got a lot of. Um, there's a lot of people that put in for it, but nobody ever goes. Nobody ever goes. Last year, I think one person went. Yeah, nobody ever and, fucking goes. And I'd fly with the guy that flies them all in. Yeah. So last year, one out of four went. The year before, two out of four went. Well, there's a, only What's a couple of years ago, nobody even fucking uh-huh. went. Like three years ago, it must fucking have been. Fucking horse shit. Yeah. That, that pisses me off. Well, me too. It should be, it should be um, the only thing I would like to see change with the Alaska draw system, not a point system, none of that shit, not bonus points, not preference points, But if you're that. not going to use you're not your going fucking to hunt, tag, the next fuck, person in line yes. gets notified. The, like, And there's other states <clears throat> that do that. That mm-hmm. you get you get notified that well, hey this this tag for bears just... for non residents when I was working at the lodge, if there was some kind of reason that somebody wasn't coming, but that that's different it was, because there's like the, the waiting they list. A, well, they have a non resident draw, yeah, and yeah. they know that you know if if that person doesn't come, it's going to not only hurt the lodge owner or the the guide, it's also going to hurt gonna the fuck state. Up the, well, it's going to fuck up the <clears throat> biology of the whole. Yeah, but how would they, how would they, yeah, how yeah. Would they regulate that though? Because well, if I would, tr- if I draw that tag and then I decide not to go in like I don't care June I don't care or July right? I don't care if you decide you're not going on August 9th. If you call Fish and Game on August 9th and say you're not going, somebody else, the next person in line, better get a phone call yeah. and say, hey, by the way, oh I know you now for have a this fact tag. there was people bear yeah. hunters you know what I mean? while I, see, yeah, I, while but, I yeah, worked there. Care. There was people that got a call like two weeks before. Yeah. This guy was supposed yeah. to show up. Was like, oh, I got like act of God, whatever. My wife or my kid or somebody's in the hospital can't come. Got the vid. Bam, yeah. next fucking person in uh, line. Yeah, and they came. They were just like, yeah. sorry, I'm here with not a lot of stuff, but I just got to come. We we're like, we know you just it's got a call fine. like a week and a half ago, and good. Good on you to be here. Other you know? states do that with premium yeah. tags. Arizona does it with elk tags, for Christ's sake. You yeah. know, if somebody calls and turns it in, they're going to call the next person that would have drawn. Yeah. So, I mean, why Alaska gives out, you know, for that for certain yeah. units, they give out X amount of tags, which means they are, like, you know, on a <laughs> perfect year, that's how many should be shot, right? Mm-hmm. So, if somebody is deciding that they don't want to go or can't go before the season... There should be like a waiting list. Or I think something. it's good for though. I think it's also good for a management perspective too, because if they give out ten tags and they know that you know, statistically well, they, speaking, like seven people will go and three people won't, then they they know that okay, you know, that's three sheep that are are statistically supposed to, you know, not get killed in that in that. In well, that area, just right? for, I mean, for a baseline, like what's <clears throat> deltas like? They give out. 73 or, or whatever yeah. it is per for the first and 73 or whatever it is yeah. for the second but it's only like 25 or 30 Hunt. people right. actually no harvest 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 yeah, yeah, sure, yeah harvest yeah. i think more than that hunt but well, like, and it's not 100 percent that hunt but it's yeah. only like 30 percent that are successful 
what I'm getting at is all uh, there's there's a lot of folks who you know some people are pushing or are pro preference point or pro bonus point and, well, that's, that. and that's, that not, yeah. that's we don't not that. fucking yeah. good. No, I don't. Um, I'm but, not but, into that either. But would be a happy compromise would be like, hey, if you draw a tag and you know you're not going to go, like you thought you would when you put in for mm-hmm. it, but then whatever, something life happened. Call fishing game. Say, hey, I can't go, and then offer that tag to the next person that that may have drawn it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe draw up, you know ten extra people and just have a waiting list for each one. Yeah, creates. There's a lot of what's the same stuff, thing you said earlier. I'm cool. ch- Monday morning fucking yeah. coach or whatever the hell you said, quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, that happens a lot. There's it's pretty easy in December to sit there and be like, oh fuck yeah, I'm going in August and I'm going in September and blah 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 and. Yeah. yeah, it'd be good for like the <laughs> del- you know like these Delta and Toke areas too, where they're easily accessible by foot. Or people know? put in for stuff and they're like, <clears throat> you know, oh yeah, if I draw, I'm gonna get. And then they start looking at what or real like time investment. Even and fucking Delta, and, you know, you yeah. just said Delta. It's not easy to hunt. No, it's or not. Like, you know, here's, it's here's, easy to hike of, into but, an area where there's no sheep. But there's, like, but there's yeah. ten people on that list that would, would hunt in a heartbeat. So like, here's here's yeah. no matter rain or here's shine. Like a, so. Hell yeah. yeah. Here's like a normal scenario, right? Okay, so average guy's got you know two or three weeks of vacation a year, right? So w- one week of that, he you know he goes and spends on a normal vacation with his family or whatever, and then he's got two weeks to go hunting. Okay, yeah. so. He puts in for all species and draws, let's say he draws three, and one of them is like a tollen elk, right? But he drew a sheep tag and he drew, let's say, a, 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 a moose tag or something like that, okay? Well, a tollen elk, southeast, you know, and you're an interior guy. Well, if you only drew a tollen elk, you'd probably go. But if you drew a sheep and a moose tag, you're not gonna, you're not you're going to cancel that But there might be elk. somebody in yeah. freaking Petersburg or Ketchikan that also wanted that tag yeah. that didn't draw it because this asshole put, not, not, not that he's an asshole, but this person yeah. <laughs> put yeah. in for it and decided not to go um, because he wanted to do the other two. Well, why not have just a waiting list? Do you put in for that elk down there? No, not that. No. no. Fuck that. Yeah. It's, it, if I lived down there, yeah, yeah, I would. I would every year, exactly. Why not? Yeah. But, no. <clears throat> yeah. I put yeah. in for a fog neck this year. But. Jesus Christ. Everybody's <laughs> put in for a fog neck. I haven't year. put in for a fog neck elk for years. And, and you did this I year. I did for the same one you <laughs> it's did. My, yeah. I, I'm sure I put in for the same permit, but I, yeah. this is the first year I've ever applied for it, too. Hopefully we all get it. That would be I cool. Just, I want Arctic it. oven and dead elk link <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be nice, but not nah, fortunately we fucking... Arctic oven shit, what am I saying? We'll be staying in a fucking cabin, cabin. a fucking yeah. wilderness lodge. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be fun, but yeah. uh yeah. yeah, I'm just glad. I'm just glad we live in a place where that's like all like the bonus plan. It is, you know. It'd be a it'd be hard pressed. The state went to points and stuff like that. Like all your kids and stuff would be so far behind by the time. There's no talk about that shit though, is there? Yeah, y'all. Really? Oh yeah. Yes, there is. Huh. Yeah. There sure is. Well, hmm. no, it's it's not like talk like it's going to happen, but there are people that are for it, and those oh, people, the people that never draw anything, well, or like uh, shittily put in for stuff. I think it comes from two two different trains of thought. Um, I think it comes a lot from the older folks that haven't drawn a lot but want to draw something before their hunting days are done. So they think, you know, hey, if if we get in with chasing points, like, this I have a fucking barrier. mirage, yeah. That's but like, even those older people, like, oh, if you start a point system, that's 
Well, I mean, well, the, it's not like all of a sudden they're going to have a whole bunch of fucking points. So, you're, hey, you're right, wait, but let me finish. Like, let me just yeah. like delineate these two trains of thought. So, you have the one where the, the older folks like they they've been putting in for this specific tag and they've never drawn it their whole life, and that's fine. You you can still most likely go hunt that species somewhere else. Okay, so I'm right. sorry that you're not able to hunt fucking toke early, you know, or whatever it might yeah. be, or whatever you want. But old the older folks, you know, and I think a lot of there's two of there's two user groups that I think are proponents of the bonus point or preference point system. And I think it has a lot to do with the older folks that really want to draw a specific tag. And then I also think it's a lot of the people that move up here from the lower 48 that are used to preference points or bonus mm. points. And Don't so they're fucking like, change here to God. I, I got it. Yeah. Colonizing bullshit. Totally. He's already, he's already, I, I, I'm with you. He's already Dude. stated that that's, right. he's, he's for what totally we got going. I'm reiterating. And I came from a state uh, in Idaho where there is no bonus points or preference points. And so I, I I'm on board, but the, the, so there's two trains of thought. The, the the folks that are moving up here from states where they're used to that, and they think that hey, I'm I've been applying, I've been applying, I deserve a tag. You don't no. you don't you don't necessarily deserve a tag. You you know it's a lottery. And by the way, you count every species in the state except for bison and muskox nearly every freaking year. So I was coming to you that. can every year. That was you, the question not, I you, was going to come not, to. Not maybe every year. You can go do every species in the state if you wanted to. Every year. Except for bison. You could certainly yeah. have muskox every year if you wanted. So the older folks are, are, are you know, they're, they're set on like, hey, I, I, I haven't drawn a Kodiak bear tag in fucking 50 years of applying. Well, you know, unfortunately, I'm sorry, but... When the odds are that you should have, you would have to apply for more than 100 years to right. draw. Yeah. And then on top mm-hmm. on top of that, you know, those those folks that are, the, that are maybe older that are, you know, advocating for a bonus point system... There's no guarantee that implementing one will allow you to even draw one. Yeah. Because everybody would have points. So it's it's not like you're starting, you know, because you're 60 years old that you're going to have more points off the bat. No, you're going to be competing with everybody below Every, you that has everyone. way more time. Well, the sad yeah. part of the whole deal is that, like, and it goes for whether people that are, like, for preference points, but so many people, I mean, I don't know how many times we've said it, so many people... Sheep specifically, but brown bears is another one, like coastal brown bears. Like, oh, I got to draw a tag before it's worth <laughs> going hunting. Total you spend so many fucking years. You could waste your entire life. Mm-hmm. Not waste your entire but You could. As far as hunting mm-hmm. these species goes, you could waste years and years, decades of your life. Or waiting, you could go hunt them every four years. Waiting on drawing years. a tag yeah. that you on could. On a general harvest freaking ticket. Reg- that yeah. you Reg- could have already me, gained yeah. so much experience with and, like, yeah, you know, sheep, brown, but like brown, you know, certainly yeah. grizzly bears you can kill every year. You would have a probably yeah. a better hunt than yeah. some of the draw hunts if yeah. you just went and went and tried and did it. But the other thing is, like, you know, you run into those people that that they they love the idea of hunting. Um, they want to go sheep hunting. They want to go goat hunting. But then you ask them if they went, and their excuse was, "Well, I didn't draw a tag." It's like, no, you. There's lots of harvest tickets and yeah. registration tickets. You can go. Like, like there's this there's this Covenant Kodiak tag, right? Where people want to, and Kodiak has some good bears. Like yeah. uh, that's I'm not going to take away from that. But there's other places in the state where you can hunt coastal brown bears and get just as big of a bear big every coastal, yeah, yeah a big fucking bear every four years and not have to wait. 5, 10, 15, 20 years to, to get a bear. It's a lack of research. Yeah, it is. It is a lack of research. And, yeah. um, you know, that has it has nothing to do with the draw. It just has everything to do with the, I guess, the time and effort putting into what you actually want to do, you know. 
Yeah. So. No. Well, I mean, of all the sheep hanging in here and ones in the house, that yeah. that one's the only one that was a draw tag. Yeah. I draw yeah. tags in great coveted areas and then leave and <laughs> go shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of the fucking snow. Yeah, but well. I spent, I spent. I wasn't about to take no as an answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I spent way too much time in that snow. And then I bumped into a guy scouting the area for, for trapping. And we BS'd for a moment. And Did he come in your tent with you? Or did he go in his tent? <laughs> I was a mile from the car. I was going to say, if he's scouting your where your tent where you were camping, if, he, no, if you're running he, into some guy scouting for trapping, you're he he's really in the wrong it. country. <laughs> I bumped into a bunch of coyotes on the way. Like there was, there had to have been eight or ten of them that spooked a bunch of ptarmigan, and I'm, mm. I'm thinking, damn, you it, saw the, the video 22. that I took right from right down the same area that you saw those coyotes. I got a video of two coyotes chasing a fucking wolf for like oh, yeah. three quarters of a mile across the tundra. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Coyotes. Yeah. Lots of them. Chasing a fucking wolf. Yeah. Just like running behind it. Two of them yapping Nuts. at it. <clears throat> Nuts. Probably two wolf pups. Yeah. It was two coyotes, <laughs> one wolf. Two wolf pups chasing them. Oh, no, fuck. Man. No, it was definitely coyotes. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess, you know, episode 100, you got to talk a little bit about sheep hunting. Fuck. Like when we were... Why? Driving we should make around. this the only episode we don't talk about sheep. Let's talk about, let's talk about grouse hunting. Driving around. Uh, <laughs> grouse is a lot of fun with the recurve, man. Holy shit. Early morning, Not- uh, it was so frosty that morning. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the no, steam nice. from my breath hung the in the air like just frozen <laughs> at like 3 a.m. My snowshoes didn't cut it that day. I driving by, <laughs> but driving by, well, the first time he had that tag when we went in there, last time me and him ended up driving by there, I'm like... I remember that time when we got back to the road and you're like, oh, I'll just walk. We're fucking dehydrated. And Three o'clock in the morning. Scraping like, the bottom of the barrel. I'll just walk back to the truck I'll just walk back to the truck and we didn't realize how far it was. And <laughs> I it's didn't like, know idea. No water. No, <laughs> We had like two bottles of water between the two of us. Or I hitchhiked for like 20 minutes at 3 a.m. <laughs> my, my, my headlamp was like. The batteries were so fucking dead. I was standing on the side of the road with my headlamp, like, and I'd like shine it on my thumb when cars would come, like, one an hour. If I, can, I waited for two cars. Yeah. And I was like, fuck these Finally, people. Just like, no, I'm like, I can't believe they won't pick up some guy that looks like a total derelict. A hundred miles of the road, from anywhere. A hundred miles from anywhere at three o'clock in the morning. How dare them? Yeah, it's, uh. I no. stopped that dude. I stopped that dude at 5 a.m. That's right. I stood in, in on the yellow the... line and waved my <laughs> arms and was like, stop or you're going to hit me. <laughs> oh, man. He stopped. He was like, what's up, bud? I was <laughs> like, could you take me in my truck? I think it's like a mile or 10 miles away. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. He's like, you've been sheep hunting, haven't you? You stink. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. Yep. Oh, I had to man. clean up the casting couch. Sorry, oh, bud. Oh, geez. It's not the first fluids that's been no, yeah. that oh, I don't want any of this. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Making buckles. As long as they weren't black fluids, right? I'm out of here. Buckle. You guys are but, uh, weirdos. Yeah, so he took me to the truck. No, that was 
Yeah, well, it was, yeah, I don't know what time in the freaking middle of the night it was. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to walk down to the truck. I'm like, yeah, it might not be the best idea. And, I mean, it was like getting there, that was one of the roughest freaking pack outs I've ever had to do. And it was, I mean, we should have stopped miles earlier and just camped. It was all on a road, right? Or a lot of, that's probably what made it more. Or was not horrible. that made it worse? Yeah, well, it does it because like, like, oh, it's easy walking. There's but it's nowhere like, to sit down. Long. You know what's horrible? Is there's mile, mile markers, markers. <laughs> on the fucking <laughs> every, road? Not every one mile, every half, half mile. a mile. <laughs> there's that. fucking mile markers on that Fuck road. That. So you're like, my Horrible. God, we've walked like, for miles. Exactly. Shit, that was a half a mile. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, there's and nowhere, there's nowhere to sit. Nope. If you sit, if you go down, you're not getting back. At least up. on the ridge tops, you're like, oh my god, there's a rock and about knee yeah. high, perfect. And I mean, it, it's it. It was at the point where, like body, you know, body glides gone. Like you're freaking toasted. Oh, I was and chaffed. My I feet felt, were fucking. It felt raw. like the whole entire bottoms of my feet were just a blister. Like I well, and to... and I think your feet do better when they're not on a road. Yeah. Oh fuck oh, yeah. yeah. Way better. With, we went we went goat hunting one one year on where we we went up one way and we ended up fucking you know 15 miles up the road and we came out there like made a big loop. You're like oh the road will be easy to go back. It was the Never. worst walking yeah. ever. And with hiking boots on hard, you know, natural yep. highway, it is horrible. Hammers your feet. And we had people driving by us. One, two, I thought one was going to pick us up. You know, we had our thumb out, and it was a Volkswagen van. You know? <laughs> oh, man. I'm, and Jesus. they stopped, and they pulled into, like, this little pullout, maybe, fuck, 400 yards in front of us. Like, oh, they're going to wait for us. And they get up there, and they drive back, and they see us again, and they just boom, speed fucking off. I'm like, oh, no. 10 more miles of this shit. By then, your feet are bad. But you, when you're walking in the mountains and on... We've been catching butterflies. Please take uh, us with yeah. you. <laughs> We've got weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> Ass, grass, or cash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, I can't oh, imagine half-mile markers everywhere. Oh, that was bad. So well, we didn't know the first one. It's like, oh, man, we are we already covered a mile. Uh, yeah. Shit. Oh, man. they're only half-miles. I mean, it was, it was <clears throat> bad, and it was so bad, like, we're... Well, the problem was, we were like, well, how many of these fucking markers are there? How far away from the road are we? Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't even fucking oh, know, yeah. like, how bad it was. <laughs> My furthest is 17 we, miles, but there was no markers, and once I got to about where there was, like, 15 left... I was like, oh, this is no problem. And it's just fucking on. How far on. did we walk? <laughs> Over 20 <laughs> miles that yeah. day. Oh, yeah. That was a long, Jeez. long way. With <laughs> camp and meat on your back. Yeah. And oh, fuck everything. Yeah. yeah. And we uh, we finally got out there. Might have rubbed right through fucking eight miles left. Well, <laughs> what we thought eight miles left. I'd rubbed through the top of your boot. Right top of your feet. <laughs> through my fucking feet to where I was like bone. Oh. And fucking blood and just raw open. Uh, somewhere I got a hole. video of him being like, "Ah, oh, both feet are bleeding, but I'm still okay." And then that was uh, early I duct on in tape the day. and fucking all sort of tape and shit uh, all over my feet, and just like, what do you fucking do? You just keep walking. You gotta keep. You know, walking. it's like you just keep adding tape and walking. <laughs> That's well, all you can yeah, do. we. <clears throat> I got home, was... fucking limped around for a few days, and bought a new pair of boots, and then. Went and hiked another fucking 50 miles or some <laughs> shit. Yeah. No bullshit. I went from like a 60-mile trip to like less than a week later hopping on to like a 70-mile trip. In between then, I you went, went and for, did another went, fucking trip. Yeah, that <clears throat> was 
stupid. But that night we freaking got up, set up the tent, and I may have already told the story, but set up the tent and we're after he quits trying to flag down a ride, like we're both in our sleeping bags for like thirty minutes. And then he's like, Are you awake? I'm like, Yeah. It's like I'm in so much pain that I can't fall asleep. I couldn't even fucking sleep. <laughs> My body hurts so fucking bad. When you had the adrenaline too, oh, yeah, some, exactly. like all that weird shit. Yeah. So yeah. I went out and I was like and it was like so hastily I was using my backpack to hold down the like guy line like I had the guy like, the tent was barely fucking set up <laughs> climb out there and i'm like i know where my pain pills are <laughs> and grabbed a couple of them and like in the 30 seconds it took me to get out of my bag and my skivvies and get back in i was just like shaking uncontrollably uh, like dehydrated and, and then you a couple got, hydrocodone and then you guys finish the season and you're like can't wait to go again next year. Well, the next morning, next while, well, I'm, while I'm out at like 5 o'clock in the morning trying to like waiting for a, a guy to come along or a gal or whoever the fuck, some vehicle to come along, I was just like, no more hitchhiking. When I hear the car coming, I'm going to stand on the yellow line and I'm just going to fucking wave my arms and be like, this is a serious situation. <laughs> I need my vehicle and it's down the road. Well, I'm standing there, and nobody's coming, nobody's coming, nobody's coming. He's in the tent sleeping. The sheep's, like, laying out all over the ground, you know, like, meat bags and stuff. We had, like, taken them out, and, like, they were just laying on the ground. Fucking coyote comes out of the woods. Fucking coyote. I got, a, like, grabbing rocks, and I'm throwing rocks. I was, like, yelled at the thing, and it fucking was just like, yeah, fuck you. Going for the meat. And I was like, what the fuck? Picking up rocks, and I'm throwing rocks at a fucking coyote. Trying to wait for a car on the side of the road, trying to fend off the goddamn I'm coyotes. Trying to, I'm trying to from, picture where this was. Is it what in the in the Y in that town? It was it to the right or to the left? To the right. To the right, and then down there where where your truck was parked two years ago or whatever. Is that yeah, where it was back further from that? Well, that's where my truck was parked. But we, we came, came out. You were you were ten miles up, away. Oh, yeah. up further. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be so fucking damn. Fucking coyotes are trying like coming in, literally like going for the meat, and like one had come in, and it was they'd like come out of the bushes and look at me and just be like, yeah, fucking whatever, and just like go right <laughs> for the meat. So I'm like picking up rocks on the side of the road, throwing up these fucking dogs. I'm like, listen, fuck another rock. Throw them at these things. Tyler's like, Tyler, Tyler, what are you doing? I, I, didn't, I don't, I never. Kyle <laughs> 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 didn't even give a shit. Sawing logs. Yeah. yeah. Tyler's like, I slept great last night. Frank's like, fuck you. Yeah, that Been was. Been tent duty all night. That was rugged, man. I cut that was that was the that was the trips where I learned no freaking all pre-cut salami. If you're gonna bring salami, because I on the beginning of that trip I about cut the tip of my oh, finger next, off. Yeah, and then we, the next trip too I about cut the tip of my no shit same finger. I don't remember. But well, was, you cut the shit out of yourself when we went yeah. to go for your sheep. Yeah, fucking bet like a lot of crazy clue. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you just. We're like right on the front of the four wheeler, and you just like made a cut, and you just like looked at me, and I was like, "Oh, fuck. here we go." <laughs> I was like, "How bad is it?" And you're like, before he even like pulled his oh, finger out of his yeah. hand, you were like, "It's pretty fucking bad." <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'll grab the shit that I got and go over to the well, rock because it was before you had your four wheeler. You had Rob, your barn yeah. Bob's four wheeler, and we found some crazy, crazy glue, glue in, in the his. in the four wheeler. Okay. We just brought it with yeah. in my bino pouch, and like every day, I just re freaking glue it and lucky 
keep going and it was okay it ended up being okay but yeah, stuff works you just got to get the blood to stop you know to yeah, put it in to there enough to get it on because there, yeah the blood's coming out that's going to continue blood just a pushes the glue right yeah. out mm-hmm. yeah yeah Freaking. a lot of times with a lot of pressure though especially on hands you just hold them over your head and, like squeeze the shit out of your finger oh. for a long time with like some kind of a shirt or a towel Anything. or whatever you have squeeze it hard and hold so it over your head and then off clean it off as good as you can and put the crazy glue on up over your head and just keep your hand up there over your head it works like you can get it to stop real quick that, that i cut myself sense. really bad caribou hunting i was skinning out of caribou and i cut my thumb pretty bad and i'd wrap some 550 cord around my finger and just just fucking turn it, it. turn it yeah like cinched yep. it as hard as i could mm-hmm and then I put a Band-Aid or I put a butterfly on it with a Band-Aid top. And then I just kept it on. I kept the cinch on for a couple minutes until the wound could actually, like, seal up. And then yep. I just took the 550 cord off and it was it was good to go. If yeah. you're in the freaking woods, those puff balls, those fungus, mm-hmm. those things coagulate your blood like now. The mushroom thing? The yeah. Big when you step balls. on them, balls, they go, yeah, yeah, that shit. No you're kidding. not going to fucking, like, tweak out or, like, have so some those, kind what, of what, psychedelic <laughs> trip or whatever. They're, like, coagulant. They, like, so you so, grab the inside of it? And no, you it? just fucking, like, fucking oh, the that, smoke? that smoke shit fucking coagulates your blood real good. No kidding, no. Yeah. I would have never fucking... Didn't you have, like, a good that. trip and you fall asleep? No, yeah, and wake that's up. the beauty of it like, is you don't have to fuck around with, like, any kind of problems. Yeah, no, they're, like, good. fully legit. Just the smoke from the puffball. Yeah. Huh. I'm sure if you smoke. just, like, jam the thing on you, whatever, if you're cut, you know, it works really good. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. And there's small ones that puff, too. All of them. I mean, they're going to come in... Depends on where you're at uh-huh. and the moisture or whatever the year is. About the size of a golf ball. Tiny. Mm-hmm. I Some cannot scientifically like, verify this information. Yeah. Well, I'm a doctor, <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damned. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, there's these purple flowers that they are <laughs> like this, and if you mix a tea out of them. <laughs> no, don't yeah, do that. Those monks don't hood, do that. You don't even touch those fucking no, things. Some can, people They can, can like, kill you if you touch, touch those yeah. things. Which Not ones? everyone. But some people are like and super. Some, some strains and some yeah. people. Yeah. Talk, monks, let me hear or the more shit about you this. see in the mountains, the monk's hood, the purple ones yeah. that are hanged down like that. Yeah. Don't fucking touch those things. Stay no away shit. There are a lot. Of, you'll see them a They're lot. They're very in like, poisonous. Yeah. In like alpine, like bowls where and there's, shit, water where there's water that you're going out. for. There's like these flowers. I think they have like a single stem and a. Sometimes purp- they have a couple. Purple. Sometimes they'll have a couple of yeah. those. Purple. But a purple called, flower it's called that, monk's that hood. hangs that just like <clears throat> hangs like a hood. Sort I've of. seen them. Yeah, don't even. Fucking oh, you've touch seen them. fucking thousands of them. I'm yeah, sure. don't fuck with them. <clears throat> no shit. Yeah, yeah. some people. Some know, people just poisonous. handling of them can kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Got a picture? Yeah, I'm looking it up right I've now. I've seen them. Yeah. We got a fact it. checker here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just touching them. Some not people, everyone, but like some. You I, see, know, I just want to like know what they look some like. Some people are more allergic to bee stings, or some people are more allergic to but this they're or whatever. Toxic, like, yeah, they, they are toxic. They can. They're poisonous fucking plant. I'll be damned. <clears throat> oh, it's slow. Yeah, well, like where we were sheep hunting this year, there was freaking shit piles of them everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, where we were going to get water, oh, one spot. Damn. Yeah. They look pretty. You'd never guess it. No, they're pretty. Like yeah, grab a bouquet and give them to your wife, type of shit. Yeah, if you want to yeah. get rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's it's like one of those things where it'd be something that if you saw, like you know, you yeah, a bunch of flowers yeah. in your yard and You're shit. Like, Here, you honey, transplant that. <laughs> 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 Is that that call the wild guy? 
Fucking went out, got the wrong right. berry. Right. Killed himself. Cut the over. wrong monk's hood. Did you find a picture? What's Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Call yeah. the Wild is a book. And it's yeah, a damn sorry. Good book. Sorry. Mm-mm. Into the Wild. The oh, yeah. I, the first one. Yep, I've seen these the before. The new one's the silliest shit ever. Yeah, I've seen these before. Hmm. Shit. Yeah, no. Well, and sometimes I'm like, I mean, now I'm like paranoid of purple flowers because lupine, lupine no. is a little yeah. different. Lupine's different. It like has a bunch of stacked flowers, whereas those monks' hoods are yeah. Lupin's like a cone, it's a stock almost. It's like yeah. a stock, yeah. and they grow off of and it. And they're alpine. You get to see them a lot in the alpine. Yeah, yeah. Don't go eating purple flowers in the alpine. That's uh, just probably good advice. Stick to dandelions. Dandelions. Well, that trip was actually the first time I ever seen sheep eating mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty. Like, up, literally like, walking fucking mushrooms. Yeah, on the side of the hill, like through the spot and scope, you see him take a big old bite out of one and like pick it up, and munching on it, and <sighs> they're eating. Start acting goofy. If that way you That's Would've the only been. way we ever get them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they have to eat mushrooms, then we're on them. <clears throat> Walk right up. I bring a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the bow. I'm going to hit him with a hammer. They start way looking lighter. at you funny. I carry one of those titanium. <laughs> 14 ounce. <laughs> Sharpen the claws. <laughs> oh, Skip's man. a good taxidermist. Yeah. You get them claw marks <laughs> right out of the forehead. Right <laughs> oh, man. Well, that was... Yeah, funny that this year, you know, how you'd mentioned when we cause we told the story, but you freaking sacked your sheep, and then shit got a little haywire and a lot of running around, and I had to run right over, basically step over his sheep to, like, get down the hill to, because I, you know, we're trying to figure out what exact, because I thought, initially, I thought I shot mine. And I ended up, must have missed him the first shot as he was diving out. I kind of swung back to shoot, like just shoot him back in the ribs or whatever to miss the one that was behind, kind of on the other side of him anyway. And then what'd you say? I was like, because I ran over his sheep. They're like, we ran by him. And Frank's like, yeah, I looked at him and he's looking at me when we. Yeah, we (laughs) fucking ran by because I was like right behind Tyler with binoculars to be like. That's the you know that's yeah. the one or fuck whatever you know, and I run by he like jumped over my sheep and as I was going going to do the same thing I looked down and things like <laughs> fucking staring at me and I was like you're not going anywhere I don't, I don't have to worry about getting the rifle back you're fucked <laughs> right down the fucking hill oh man <clears throat> yeah good times. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Sure. Sometimes sometimes it's just freaking you bang flop both of them, and sometimes it gets a little hairy. Sometimes you bang flop, and then they stand back up and get them run (laughs) off. (laughs) Oh, that's the truth. That's what my first moose did was I knocked it down with the 270, and I swear to God I heard it roar once. Got back up and run straight off into the brush. That's when I was still hunting with the Honda 8 horse on the Blue Bastard canoe. And um, I went over there, couldn't find it, 
and I'm looking at the last tracks at last light going straight into the brush and I'm crying because my first moose race got about tripped on it on the way back to the boat. It was the <laughs> stupidest thing. I butchered that with a flashlight tucked under my ball cap. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Doesn't even have a headlamp, a real headlamp. <laughs> Did not. Do now. Oh, man. Or even one of the, like, clip-on lights on your, for your cap, just, you know? I've got one. Uncle got me one, but I, I'm bad about not using it. Hmm. Need to have a headlamp. Yep. You always need to have a headlamp. Yep. Preferably two. two. Yeah. <clears throat> I got two in my truck right now. There's shit you always got to have extra of, too. In the Lighters. Winter, in the winter, you always have extra gloves. Lighters, yep. gloves, socks. Three extra, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, two, three sets, two extra sets of gloves yeah. sometimes. If you're any, if you fuck around water much, you need entire a whole new change of winter clothes. I just That's not a bad idea. I just bring toe and hand warmers. Shit, like <laughs> yeah. Yep. He just tapes them all over his body. Well, whatever. They're yeah. super cheap. They're super small. I taped them my feet when we were pike fishing. Yeah, their fucking like, feet were warm and all what day long. Christina was like, oh, I'm kind of a little chilly. I was like, I got fucking hand warmers, yeah. toe warmers. What do you want? Let me, you write, let me write your prescription. <clears throat> yeah. Carl had a fire going. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a no. prescription for warmth. I can't. I'd say <laughs> Coming I'd use, in hot. I'd use toe warmers because when I got roped into working the other day, you know, it was supposed to be this jaw, like some LNG piping or something more insulating and basically just doing metal work. He's out of practice. I'm out. I am out yeah. of practice. But, all right, supposed to be tented, heated, you know, all right, so I show up. Luckily, I put on long johns. Never up. trust Tents anybody that tells you it's going to be gone. warm. <laughs> no, I, it was pretty freaking cold the first day. It was about 10 below and just had, like, long johns and Carhartts, and it was a little chilly. The second day, I was prepared, but I did put toe warmers in the second day. I brought my bunny boots. It was toasty. Yeah. I need to get some bunny boots. Fuck yeah, you do. Get them in the Fuck right me. size. I've been wearing them oversized for. Well, you got to go try them. Their sizes are weird. Like yeah, I wear, I wear thirteens yeah. normally, and Appar- I have eleven wides. Apparently, there's an old hmm. style of bunny boots you need to get instead of like the yeah, new what style. Are they? What are what's the? I forgot get the name. Get the one of with them. the valve and the double lace right in front of the ankle. No, yeah. there's, no? they all have that. No, They're, I've got some that don't, and they fell apart. Really? don't have the double lace and the sign around See, because I lace. just got into this conversation about two weeks ago with somebody, and mine have the double lace and the valve, which my valves haven't worked for fucking years. As long as they're closed, it don't matter. But I was told that I, I have the, the welfare bunny boots, the shitty ones. Yeah, see, I heard there's two styles. The yeah, old style, which is fucking fuck, awesome. I wish I could remember the, what the name is. Bata? You can still get them. Is it Bata? Are you thinking of Bata? Maybe I don't that know. might be it. Something like that. I'm not sure. I know that mine aren't, and my feet are fine, mm-hmm. totally warm. Yeah. And my boots have been years. They've taken machete and axe chops and. Which you can get your bu- you can get your bunny boot stickers on. You too. Hey, <laughs> 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 little plug coming plug coming off. soon to speaking of bunny coming boots. soon to website yeah. New Year. Oh, they're on. Are they on? Sweatshirts next. Tanks. Are you gonna do something for summertime? Tons of talk tanks. I got, and I have. I don't have any tanks planned, but I got. I got a springtime. <laughs> Temple wears tanks, right? I wear a tank top all the time. I wear a tank top. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this belly mean? will hang I out. I pretty much everywhere. wear a sweatshirt year yeah. round. <laughs> 
Like it's hot? Yeah, fuck it, whatever. I, was, <laughs> I wear sweatshirts. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was walking around Valdez shirtless, fishing and picking berries. I don't mm. care. It was fucking hot. I saw the picture of him. Like, pose like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> walking like a freeze frame, like Bigfoot. In, in that video, there was a corresponding uh, vlog on my YouTube of like, here are your Crocs. You put the heel strap on the back of your four-wheel drive, ready to go up that hill and pick berries. And they took like two steps up the hill and start picking. She's, and my wife's like, yeah, you went real far up there. I'm working my way. <laughs> She's slave driver. Why walk through berries to get berries? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So what the heck else new? Should I Freaking read my email? Probably not. I'm a little proud of it. I'm I'm just a little bit ashamed <clears throat> to say how proud I am of this read email, it. Frank. I, fuck, read it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, so this is the email to Meat Eater and Ryan... Uh, uh, Cal's Week in Review subject is Alaskans and cat people. There are two kinds of people, those that categorize people into two groups and those that are wrong or, or right, depending on what we're talking about. Another two types of people are Alaskans and those from everywhere else trying to dictate how we live here. You could say there are two kinds of people, Alaskans and cat people. Alaskan natives have been suffering such circumstances since the Russians sailed over. Today, Alaskans as a whole get to deal with the federal government trying to dictate the manner in which we manage and harvest Alaskan game, a responsibility assigned to the state of Alaska on be upon becoming a state, and further laid out in ANILCA, which is not to be confused with ANCSA, the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act. Federal agencies such as the National Park Service and the Bureau of Land Management have an extensive and lurid history of violating these accords by making rules that disregard the, disregard the aforementioned pacts that prohibit means of take allowed by Alaska regulations. Such violations are often encouraged, lauded, and uproariously praised by residents of the Lesser 48 when their elected representatives push for them, many of which cat people will likely never set foot in Alaska to take a photo, let alone participate in any manner of taking game here. Some of these species of game are experiencing burgeoning populations, as evidenced by their increasingly generous bag limits. This is a testament to Alaska's Department of Fish and Game and the hunting, trapping, fishing participants, the majority of whom are actual Alaska residents. Not to toot Fish and Game's horn too hard, as they're not always right, but when they get it right, they deserve credit and rightfully should catch shit when they are not. I'm also happy to say that Alaska and Alaskans have made headway against such federal intrusions with the conclusion of the John Sturgeon case and the preceding change in the Park Service's attitude resulting from the lesser-known earlier case involving Jim DeWild, though that particular case did side with the Park Service. I was saddened to see that Meat Eater placed themselves in the camp of the cat people on a particular issue evidenced by this article, Link, Will Oil, Lease for... Arctic National will oil lease sale for Arctic National Wildlife Refuge lead to actual drilling. The closing quote in particular stands out. I often wonder if the people who want to drill Anwar ever think about the future in general or their personal legacy in particular, Rinella said. They have a choice on how they'll be remembered. The folks with so much greed and lust that they blemished our last greatest wilderness for profit or the folks with so much love and vision that they saved it. 
Who do you think would be more celebrated by our children? As with any issue, there are a myriad of facets to consider. Starkly missing from the linked article was the relatively minute size of the 1002 area. Anwar is just over 30,000 square miles, roughly double, double the size of Michigan's UP. The 1002 area is about 2,350 square miles, just under the size of the state of Delaware. Alaska is just over 663,000 square miles, which makes Alaska well over double the size of the state of Texas at 268,300 square miles. Three times that size at low tide. Another issue only briefly mentioned in the article is the proximity of the 1002 to oil fields that have already proven that oil can be effectively, profitably, and most importantly, safely extracted and transported from the Beaufort Seacoast to Valdez, a trek of 800 miles via the pipeline. Game populations in the area of Prudhoe Bay and that end of the pipeline are thriving, and poor Alaskans like myself can get in our trucks and drive up there to hunt them if we so choose. I have not yet made that trip myself, but hunting the Dalton Corridor with my recurve is getting higher on my list. Anyway, from my quick and dirty measure via the Google Maps tool, it's just over 100 miles overland from the village of Kaktovik, deep in the 1002, to existing infrastructure. I'm sure the route of a pipeline from the 1002 to the existing pipe could vary from that in actual length. Also, whether the oil companies have adequately compensated Alaska and Alaskans for that historical oil and how they should in the future is a topic for another discussion. I recently saw the tag on a first light coat as a poor hunter slash trapper slash fisherman working shift work to support my habits, my family and my half of the bills. I generally can't afford clothing priced like that outside of milestone birthdays and anniversaries. But from what little exposure I have to that line of gear, it seems to be petroleum-based and made in Vietnam, according to the tag. Alaska oil has proven to be some of the most cleanly and safely harvested product. Where is the oil coming from which first light is made? How cleanly is it produced and under what conditions? I don't ask expecting answers, just making an observation. There is a vast array of conditions under which oil extraction should or should not occur in Anwar. If it can be done safely, cleanly, and profitably, not just for the dam oil companies, but for Alaska, which is experiencing severe budget issues, though it shouldn't be, given the rich oil history, and Alaskans, with similar results to the neighboring oil extraction, then it should occur. If it cannot be done safely, cleanly, and won't be a monetary benefit to Alaska and Alaskans, then it should not occur. That is the basis upon which this should be measured. Not pretty pictures of rams and craggy mountains that aren't anywhere near the 1002, which is the area in question. There weren't such pictures in the particular article linked, but I have seen such on social media whose poster's intention was congruous with that of the meat eater article. In either direction, it can be a slippery slope. I don't want the entirety of the North Slope spiderwebbed with pipe as the Midwest is covered in roads separated by agriculture. But neither can we allow ourselves to be complete preservationists. If the benefit is worth it to Alaska and Alaskans, the 1002 should be explored. If the cost is not worth it, as it is not in the case of the pebble mine, then the, the, the 1002 should be left as it is. But these aren't horses of different differing colors these aren't even the same species pebble is a largely alluvial and highly geologically active area smack dab on the pacific rim of fire 
a 700-foot-tall earthen dam can't be expected to hold back that 10-square-mile lake of poison in perpetuity. That lake would approach 1% of the size of the state of Rhode Island, by the way. I do very much enjoy your show. I re-watch what's on Netflix probably too much, and I'm catching up when you guys put it on YouTube. I also very much enjoy the Meat Eater podcast and Cal's Week in Review. I found the bit about the toilet weasel damned amusing. You guys have also helped me be more adventurous in the kitchen, and I'm loving the hell out of that. I cook more stuff on the bone and leave great amounts of sinew on for braising, and it is so good, on top of cutting days off processing time for last fall's moose. Uh, I uh, I got uh, uh, toot my own horn a minute. You can see that video I got of that adventure, my oldest son's first long hunt here, and link to that YouTube video. Overall, I very much enjoy what you guys do, and will continue to watch and listen for now. I hope you guys have a good new year and be safe out there. P.S. Speaking of links, the crash is starting here in Interior, Alaska, due to myriad of equipment and scheduling issues. I've only just gotten out on the line. Here's a picture of my best catch and a links headband I made. Be safe out there. Very well written. Nice. Yeah. And anyone that would disagree with the information in that would would. Well, it's either all... be just completely uninformed. Oh yeah, it's all facts. <clears throat> and actually, like infra- existing infrastructure is even closer to Kaktovik because, like, there's you could see pads on Point Thompson, like mm-hmm. on the edge of. It, then what yeah, the hell? No, what the hell? It's all narrative, man. But that was a great write-up. Well, yeah. thanks. I'm I'm ashamed of how proud I am of that one. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Can you say I'm proud of Russian? I can't. <laughs> Temple. <laughs> we have great oil industry over here, but knowing the damage it causes over here, proud of you for writing up such article. Yeah. In Russia, Jesus it's going nowhere. Age. People laugh at it. But Alaska, good job. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Ivan. You're very welcome. Anytime you want to come over to Russia, shoot whatever you want. You go back to Alaska. Thank you. Thank you. Do I got to go through customs to bring it back? Uh, that depends. <laughs> oh, man. Whenever you're on the nose of Alaska, give me a holler. I holler back at you. Come pick you up on my snow go. We go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yes. we'll drive right over. How you, how you Americans say snowmobile? <laughs> I keep getting confused when people say sled. I'm thinking that's what I got the groceries in behind my snow machine. Yeah. Or snow go, like we call them I back d- home. I tell people I'm going snow machine. They're like, you making snow? I'm like, oh, fuck. You dumb son of a... Yeah. yeah tomato, tomato. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. That was like, I, haven't, I haven't read it, but it, it sounded really eloquent. It, it was a great write-up. Thanks. Yeah. How can people find that if you wanted to... Uh, he doesn't. I don't think he has it published. You, just, anyway. you should I put didn't. it on uh, templeslongfur.com, right? Temples Long Tails and Fur, my there, Facebook. Yeah, there I'll, you go. I'll put it on there. You should. That was a I'll great control writer. copy. Temples Split Tails and Fur. <laughs> split Tails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Temples Split oh, Tails man. and Beaver Hides. Temples Mittens and Basketball <laughs> Helmet. <laughs> I've only made two hats that size. <laughs> one of them's in Jason Butte's closet. The other one was made truck. out of latex. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, man. Speaking of armholes, my wife wanted a, a souvenir when I came back from Mexico, and, and Connor's wife did as well. So uh, I went to this little shop on the, on the way to the airport, and I bought blankets, right? They're all rolled up, fucking beautiful. I'm like, fuck, I'll take that one and that one. So I grabbed them both, you know, paid in pesos, whatever. Get home, they're still rolled up. Take them out, lay them on the thing. I'm like, you're on the table or whatever. I'm like, well, Steph, you know, decide which one you want. So she goes and picks one up, and it, they, they're fucking ponchos. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hole in the middle of the fucking things. Oh, man. Epic fail. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. They laughed about it, but they're pretty. They're, they're awesome cool, ponchos. Golly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They're yeah. pretty badass ponchos. They are fucking pretty badass ponchos. <laughs> Blanket ponchos. Just put it over your head. It's like a Snuggie. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I thought they were going to be like, you know. Yeah, blanket blankets. blankets. Yeah. yeah. No, I should have opened them up. Yeah, well. Bandito blanket. Yeah, well, did you end up missing any of your flights or no, got uh, through customs well, and everything fine? Well, on the way down, luckily, uh, fucking my wife sent like four or five alarms for me to wake up and... You know, my I I wanted to I wanted Connor was gonna pick me up at 10 a.m. to get to the airport so I could leave by like noon or whatever it was 11:30, and so I had all my stuff laid out the night before I went to bed. Fucking alarm went off, alarm went off, nothing. I didn't wake up. All of a sudden, fucking Connor bursts in my bedroom. He's like, "Hey, dude, what's going on?" And I'm like, "You know, I wake up. I'm like yeah, at 10 at like 10:05. I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, he's like, "Yeah, are you ready?" No, <laughs> I am not. So I'm like, run around. He lets me run around for like 15, 20 seconds. He's like, dude, don't worry. Your flight's delayed. It's fine. He says, no, it's, he says, no, it's not. It's not delayed. Like, it's it's pretty fucking delayed, like an hour and a half. <laughs> like, pretty, like no, it's not. And then 20 minutes later, he's like, my flight's delayed. I'm like, no, it's delayed. That's <laughs> what I tried to tell you. So I run in, shower. Were you like freaking out. turning one, tying one on the I night just before? I was freaking just up late and... and Thought that I had time to sleep, and I slept, and fucking that was that. But anyhow, so I get to the airport, and it wasn't just delayed like an hour and a half. It was delayed like six hours or five hours. Yeah. So anyhow, I made it down there no problem, but I was worried about my bags. And on the way back, I had a really short connection. I knew all the bullshit I was going to have to go with. But um, yeah, they, they both worked out just fine. But geez, five alarms, slept through them all. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> Stiff. Nick's Steph's wife, like keeping it him Nick, informed. Nick's wife is calling but me. She's like trying me. to she's call like, me. I, I call and text Nick like four or five times. He's not picking up the phone. You might want to go over there. I'm like, all right, I'll go over there and see what's going on. And So I open there. She's like, the front door's open. So I go in and his dog doors. I can hear her at the door, his bedroom door. And I open the door. Door goes rushing out. I open the door. Nick's just laying there, passed out, his mouth open. <laughs> hey, Nick. You throw he, some he change up. in there. He wakes up. What's up, man? It's time to go. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yeah, it is. He looks over. He's like, oh, fuck, it's time to go. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. But it was, it all worked out. It was perfect. It, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, when he showed up, I had nothing packed. I had it all laid out, but I didn't, like, I like to do it the day of. I don't like to, if I pack the night before... It's like yeah. she, like packing for sheep hunting. You just do it the day of, and you're I good to go. Yeah. It was pretty. I pack the night before, yeah, then like, I feel like feel like I'm forgetting something, so I got to dump it all out yeah. and repack it. Yeah. yeah. So I just yeah. didn't want to do that. Not that it takes a whole lot of shit to go down to Mexico and fucking deer hunt out of a blind. Whatever though, when you shit. pack your shit in your bag, you instantly question 
What's in there? What's in your bag? <laughs> and of course, the thing that you're questioning is on the bottom every time. Of course. I do it the exact same way. It's like right before I go, like everything can lay out all over the floor. And then as soon as you're ready to go, all in there. Yep, got it all. Go. I'll have nightmares. Even to this day, I'll have nightmares about like, you know, now it's like going sheep hunting and forgetting something just retarded, stupid. Toilet paper. The astronaut ice cream. The astronaut, the astronaut ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> but, or like when I was in high school, it was like I would I, even, I mean, for years after high school, I'd have dreams of like being like late for a football game and not having Your something soup. So... Yeah, we I were, forgot my nut cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never wore one. You can of play that. football without a nut cup. You can't play football without cleats when, or your helmet. When you we, uh, yeah, when we'd go on road games, I would. I had like an old army duffel bag. I'd start and I, I still like pack for sheep hunting the same way. I start at my feet, like boots, socks, you know, pads, whatever. Yep. Like I would start at my feet all the way up, jam everything in there, take it, dump it all back out, and do it again. Yep. I just make a list of everything, and then I check it off, and I put it all on my kitchen table. Or, or yeah, usually the kitchen table is just full of stuff. And I put it all on there, and I check it off as I put it on mm-hmm. there. And I know okay, everything is right here. Now I just need to pack it. And I don't, you know, I don't do that a month before or two weeks before. I do it like a day or two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have probably an action, the night before. I have an action packer with all my sheep hunting stuff in, like mm-hmm. everything that I use for sheep hunting. I have it in one action pack. I don't touch it all year long. Go in there and pull it all out. Go through everything once or twice, make sure it's there, and then... That's not a bad idea. I've got a house full of stuff. Yeah, that you I do. That's <laughs> pretty much where I'm at, too. It's like, yeah. I got a whole lot of shit, and it gets used for yeah. multiple applications. Yeah. This guy asked me the other day, he's like, how's your trophy room coming? I'm like, it's a fucking trophy house by this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a whole lot of room for anything, you know? I did his moose hero for him. I'm like, I'm like here's your moose, dude. Where are you going to put it? He's like... Fuck if I know, man. <laughs> on the floor? It's on the floor in the trophy room <laughs> underneath all the first leg gear. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know, man. We probably better freaking tie this one off. Six yeah. hours? Four something. Wow. Really? Good. Solid. Yeah. Nice. Jeez. Well, shit. Does anybody have anything Anything else to add? Yeah. Does everybody have a beer going? I'll have yeah. one. I got, I got one right here. You got one? I got one. Nice. We have to have a good cheers. Yeah. Oh, you should. We're going to have to go for more. I remember your first podcast, Tyler, because I was in Germany when you when you published That's it. That's right. And we had talked before that about you starting one. And I remember the first one. I could not wait to download and listen to it. And uh, yeah, so it's come a long way. And it's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Certainly. And it is cool. Yeah, I've got a lot sure. of friends that like it. And, it's and been we fun all do. And, and, yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I certainly, yeah. Appreciate all you guys. Like you guys will freaking make it more than I do. Half you guys are better at it than I am. So I remember listening, like starting bear baiting. I was listening to him, and it just, I was just listening to him, like just to listen for tips or like ways to improve bear baiting. But I just got so addicted to everything, it just got me motivated just to find go a whole hunting. Lot of bullshit. In yeah, here. <laughs> but just gets you kind of motivated to go hunting, and like you know, kind of puts you back in that mood. Yep. So it's cool. It's, it's yeah. like you don't have to be superhuman. That's what like yeah. you know anybody can go and do this shit. It's yeah. what it's all about. It's mm-hmm. just having a good time. Yeah, yeah. for and sure. Just having the desire and the cheers, boys. Yeah. Here's cheers. to a hundred more. Yeah, shit, yeah. <laughs> 900 well, more. 900. 27, 27 years. 27 years. 27 years more. Temple did the math. 
It doesn't mean it's any good. I might need to double check that. But all right, everyone, thanks for listening. And uh, if you enjoy Tundra Talk, uh, appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. And like I said earlier, you should be able to get. We're D Mike in here. Should be able to get uh, hoodies and stickers and shit at uh, tundratalkak.com. And uh, I am shipping that stuff to Canada. So for all you guys, uh, go ahead and order. Thanks.